Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis, and featuring the Seven Deuce Deuce, Adam and Tick And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. It's the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday night, July 25th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Great to have you. Thanks for joining us. Washougal, bro. Just happened. Lots to talk about when it comes to Washougal. Oh my god, Alex Martin won. Holy shit, was Eli Tomac fast. What was Savachi and Webb doing? Lots to talk about. Great uh, subjects tonight. Great to have you on board. You can get this show on Stitcher. Stitcher app. You can listen live on TuneIn. You can listen live on the Pulp MX app. You can buy the Pulp MX app, but don't buy it now. Wait for the new one. It's coming up soon. Get on iTunes, of course. Right? iTunes is big. A lot of you guys get on iTunes. A lot of you guys like the Apple stuff. So, uh, Also, tonight. Oh, wait. Amazon. Amazon banner on pulpmex.com. Go there. If you're buying on Amazon, click through it. Go to Amazon. Make a purchase, and we get a small slice of, of that little uh, purchase you make in order to uh, keep having uh, uh, terrific guys in studio each and every week and uh, pay for the bandwidth and uh, pay Travis Marks' exorbitant salary. So we got lots to go on, lots to talk about tonight. Alex Martin is on the show. Speaking of Alex Martin, Amart is on the show. He got off Privateer Island, and he is coming on board, killing it this outdoor season. Uh, we'll talk to Alex Martin about everything that's going on with him. Adam Cincerello, love Adam. We love having him on the show. Um, haven't had him on for maybe since the beginning of the outdoors-ish. So we're going to ch- check in with the 4-4, see what's new with the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Rider of Adam Cincerello. Uh, and also, uh, we'll take your call, 702-586-7857, anytime. Give us a call, 702-586-PULP. And uh, we will uh, we'll take your calls. And um, Oh, and David Pingree. I think we're going to check in with David Pingree at some point about the 125 Dream Race that happened uh, in Washougal. Uh, Ping is at the firehouse tonight, so we're not exactly sure if we're getting him on and when we're getting him on, but we're going to try, and uh, we thank everybody for listening. It's great to have you on board tonight. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAP Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, 2-Under, Nitro Circus, all on board with us. Sponsor deals on PulpMXShow.com has all the codes, has all the listings, all the savings. Support the sponsors, support us, and you can support sport while you're supporting sponsors and you support the show. And we'd, uh, we'd really appreciate it. With me in studio, it's been a while. He's back in. He's a privateer hero. He is uh, a part-time racer now, full-time rapper apparently. Uh, love to have him in. The Seven Deuce Deuce, Adam Antonep. What's up, buddy? How are you? What up, Steve? Dude, at this point, you're you're a better rapper than racer. Oh, jeez. You're killing it. Listen, Heat One just came out, your first debut. I mean, we don't call it an album. We don't call it a disc. I don't know what we call it. What do we call it? What do people call it? I'm old. What, what, do, what do we call um, it? I, I don't know. You can call it an EP, I guess. Okay. Heat One. By Adam Antonep. Look, you broke your femur in Supercross. You had some downtime, and uh, you're killing it. You uh, today, you're 12, 
unwrap? Yeah, I think, I think I dropped to about 16th. Okay, but, but you I were mean, as high as? Um, we got up to 5th. 5th. Out of all the rappers in the world mm-hmm. on iTunes, you were 5th. Yeah, you like one. that? Fifth. That's awesome, dude. Good job Pretty on sick. that. Yeah. Pretty sick. Um, um, so congrats on that. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, favorite song on Heat 1? Uh, I know it's like asking my favorite Bassett, but what? what? <sighs> Probably. <clears throat> God, that is such a hard question. Yeah. Uh, I, I like one thing a lot, and I really like the last song. I like 101. Okay. All right. Um, so pick that up on iTunes. Pick it up on uh, SoundCloud. Um, no, you can't get it on SoundCloud. Uh, oh, okay. I have some more music on SoundCloud, but you can always you can get it on iHeartRadio Music, um, Amazon Music, Google Play, mm-hmm. uh, Title, and you can purchase it on should, iTunes. Should any of this stuff? Should we put the Pulp Mike Show on any of that stuff you just mentioned outside no. of iTunes? No. Okay. No, because it's just music stuff. Well, it wouldn't be the Pulp Mech Show without haters. Uh, chat room says, uh, <laughs> Seven Deuce Deuce, please stop attempting to rap. So we, we, got a, we have a hater in the chat room already. Uh, it's all good. It's all That's good. You, uh, congrats, though, on the success. For reals, it's awesome to see. It's, yeah. It, it sounds good. Uh, uh, you're killing it with that, and uh, it sounds like it's getting good reviews and, and, and all that. So uh, more importantly to me and to the show, you're back. You, I know. You raced what you I am so stoked. You came back, 450 motocross. Uh, First of all, look, you're a better supercross rider than motocross rider. I think we know that. Yes. You had your femur injury. That, that's a long time coming from back from that. Yeah. It's your first race. Were you stressed about making the fast 36? Yeah, for sure. But you kind of – it wasn't that hard for you. No, no, it really wasn't. Like, you know, the reason I think I, I, I think a lot of people think I'm better at outdoor than supercross is – No, better I, at supercross than outdoor. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. Better at supercross than outdoor is because I haven't raced supercross in like three years because, <laughs> unfortunately, I've had some uh, some injuries that have held me back, and uh, and it sucked. But I, I was really happy to just be back at the track, be back at the races with everybody, and ride my dirt bike. It was so fun this yeah. weekend. Um, okay, yeah. Was it, fun go- was it fun going up the uphill? No. <laughs> no, my my whole chest and my biceps and my arms and shoulders yeah. are completely bruised right now. That sucked. Hey, it's it's the same old thing that everybody says. There's uh, practicing during the week, and then there's racing, and it is different, yes. isn't it? It's, it's different. so right. different. Oh yeah. my gosh! So twenty seventh in a second moto. Yep. Yep. It's all right. Yeah, yeah it's yep. all right. Yep. I mean, obviously not. I was pretty pissed after the weekend. I was like. Well, that sucked, but, you know, I was there. I was riding my dirt bike. I was just so happy to be back on right. the track. Not doing the rest of them, though, right? No. Money-wise and yeah, stuff. no, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't afford it um, to do the rest of them, even after the album drop. Um, I don't get paid from iTunes for, like, two months. So, um, yeah, I can't do the rest of them, but I'm really going to focus on the off season and, uh, and hoping to get, you know, some good results next year in Supercross. Bro, but, bro, like – this this wrapping thing is going so well, and it's gonna. We talked a little bit about some of the money that you're looking at pulling in from the sales. Uh, maybe you should do rap. <laughs> I mean, I know you love dirt bikes, but you know what I mean. Like this, yeah, this no, could be. I, the, I was telling you earlier. Like, what if some guy, some puffy guy, okay, not puffy like me, but like a guy like puffy. Uh-huh. He's he's perusing rap records, and he's like, I need a guy to sign. Like, oh, look at this this. Seven Deuce Deuce is number five, and I need an artist in my thing. And maybe this is the start of something. I'm not trying to be, like, overly no, dramatic. but No, no, totally. I, I, I mean, I've been, like, overwhelmed with the success of this album and, and all the people that have backed it. But, you know, I think part of it is, uh, is being the privateer and, um, and is being in the sport. I don't think, 
you know, if I didn't have the successes that I've had in the Pulp MX show and all the people and writers backing me, I don't think it would have done that good. So um, I'm going to keep doing exactly what I'm doing, exactly what I'm doing, and, and my number one passion by all means is riding my dirt bike. So. Supercross 2017 is on, yep. is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, no, Supercross 2017 is on. I haven't had an off-season in three years, and uh, I'm excited to work my tail off and, uh, and put some good results in next year. Awesome, great. Uh, Alex Martin, Adam Cincerillo, David Pingree, JT all tonight. Sick show. So you got to be excited for that. Sick show. we got callers on hold for you already. <laughs> uh, of course, people want to talk to the, to the Seven Deuce Deuce. Uh, we got lots of lots of Great radio. Uh, BTOsports.com, uh, great guys. Uh, call down there. Get, a, get yourself a, a discount by saying, hey, I'm with Pulp MX. And uh, they will dial you in with a discount on anything that BTOsports.com uh, has. Of course, a BTO Sports KTM team. Um, we're going to give you... Well, $100 gift card to BTO, uh, simply because we had Chris Kiefer on the show last week, and his story about him losing the, his virginity uh, to Christine and the Metallica song. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and uh, and listen. It's it's really funny. So we were brain, uh, brainstorming a little bit, and 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 we like that story. So 702-586-PULP, give us a call, uh, not during the show, when we're done the show. Leave us a voicemail with your story about losing your virginity, the winner gets a $100 gift card from BTO. <laughs> um, see, if you can, see if you can top Kiefer, uh, because his was pretty good. So a uh, $100 gift card to the guy who had the best story. Don't make it up. Don't be dumb. Tell the truth. Don't, don't be one of those weirdo people. So uh, BTOsports.com will give you a $100 gift card. Just call in and uh, tell us the way uh, you, your story, how it went down, uh, women or men, uh, however it went down. And uh, we'll give you a uh, $100 gift card to BTO. Uh, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there, uh, busy like a little beaver. Uh, the Travis Marks. What's up, tra- what's up, TM? What's up? What's up, Trav Dog? Can I call you Trav Dog? Uh, you can, sure, yeah, I guess. Hey, Trav It'll Dog. probably cost you a little extra money, but <laughs> Yo, that's okay. Trav what would you? What would, what, is, what would his rap name be? Trevizzle. Trevizzle. <laughs> okay. I like that. I what's up, Trevizzle? I that. Um, uh, uh, happy it. birthday, by the way. It was your birthday it was yesterday. Yes, thank you. Oh, happy birthday. Thank oh, you. Oh, what up? 22 um, this year. Pookie wow. thought it was today, and then she That's said, Are you going to make him do the show? And I said, Yeah. No Would, days would off. that be bad? No. Right? It's a, it's a gift to it's be it's at Paul and Max. I like that. It's a gift. It's a gift. You know what else is a gift is uh, uh, going to KTMPartsExpress.com, using the code PulpMX, and uh, if you got a KTM or a Husky, I know they don't really like to tell you about Huskies being KTMs, but they kind of are. Uh, go to uh, KTMPartsExpress.com, use the code PulpMX, and uh, save yourself money. The number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. The warehouse is stocked with a huge inventory of genuine KTM parts and a full selection of power parts and power wear. 35 years of experience, so please check those guys out. Michelin Starcross 5. Uh, buy a set of Michelin Starcross 5s for a, uh, another six days. And if you buy a pair of uh, Michelin Starcross 5s, you uh, get, a, get, a, get a pair of uh, X-Brand goggles for free. That's right, free. Wow. Uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com, uh, 21 different sizes. Great uh, tire. Had a lot of success. Uh, a lot of guys have had a lot of success with this thing. So please um, uh, check them out and uh, give them a call and uh, uh, get the tires and send the receipt in and get a free pair of goggles. X-Brand goggles, Church of Champions everywhere. So, um, I'm kind of dragging today, Seven Deuce Deuce. I, uh, Don't worry, bro. I'll pick it flew up. Flew in you. this morning from Vancouver. Pookie and I went to a concert last night until we got to bed about 1 uh, after the concert, and then a wake-up call was 3.30. Wow. Yeah, for the, air, Harsh, for, for, for the for the flight today, and then uh, straight in, and then you came in, and then, yeah, so I'm dragging a little bit. But uh, <laughs> great concert. Tragically hip, everybody. It was fantastic. They're, 
lead singer's got a brain tumor. Yeah. So this might be his last tour. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. So it's kind of sad at the same time to see him. But yeah, uh, we have the BTOsports.com tweeted Travis segment. We have the X-Bound Goggle Tariff segment. NFAB question of the day. NFAB JGR check-in. We checked in with Murph, which is uh, uh, Nic- Nicoletti's mechanic. And uh, also to the Gear Ally cold call. And I think Seven Deuce Deuce, you want to call your brother? I think so. We should do that, right? We should definitely do that. Uh, <laughs> lots more while Shugle talk uh, uh, coming up here shortly. Uh, we got your voicemails and race tech emails uh, coming up as well. And, uh, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, um, um, Adamson Cirillo, about his day at um, Washougal and, uh, and Amart, too. Congrats to Amart for the, uh, for the win. He got off Privateer Island, bro. Straight up. Like Pike. Just got off. Yeah. He was fighting for food, fighting for parts, uh, trying to survive, and now he's off. Yeah. He, he paddled off. He, and he, I feel like he went off in style, too. Yeah, like his raft you know, like, was great. No, yeah. I don't even think he had a raft. I think a helicopter just came in. <laughs> helicopter came and got him. <laughs> um, and uh, great job by Eli Tomac to go 2-1. Uh, his second moto was good, man. He caught Marvin and Roxon really fast. And uh, and took off. So, uh, Tomac's not just a sand rider. No, we, we can we can get rid of that. We all knew yeah. that. We all knew that. Yeah, but, we but. we knew. Which guy? Look, you got lapped this weekend. Uh, I don't think it's a shame to say that. No. Which guy was going fastest when he went by you? Dude, I don't know. Kenny and Tomac, like Kenny first moto. I mean, those dudes, those dudes are flying. I mean, they're flying. Either one of them. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. like they go by, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try to. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh, here he comes. Here he comes. I'm going to try to move on. Oh, wait, he's gone. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a flash. You're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. No, I bet, man. I've, I've, I've seen it. And, sure. and too, you know, it's like they're laughing me at like, you know, the, about around the 20 minute mark, and I'm just like dead. Like, this weekend, I was just dead. First Crazy, race back. Right? Yeah, yeah. My yeah. shoulders are just like, yeah. shoulders and arms are just like. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, no matter how much you practice during the week, like, nothing's like no. racing. Like. And, and the the track's just so much gnarlier. And yeah. especially at Washougal, like, where it's dry, it doesn't matter if it's wet or dry. As long as it's, if there's a hard, shiny spot, it's like ice skating. I mean, your rear wheel is just spinning the whole time. I've never been a place where it's just like either completely spinning or just fully hooked up. Dude, how different was the track too from the first moto to the second moto? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, like sun came out. Night and day. Right. Sun came out. Uh, dirt got pushed off and it became. Mm, just this chuck yeah. cold, hard packed right. mess. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a big part of it too, was the difference in tracks. Uh, let's get to some phone calls before we have, have uh, Adam since we're a little. First up is uh, Tyler. What's up, Tyler? Welcome to the show. What's happening? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up? What up? Hey, uh, Seven Deuce Deuce. I just want to say the album is fire, bro. <laughs> uh, my favorite track is Ride Till I'm Dead. Uh, I highly suggest everyone spending the eight bucks to go. Uh, Go support you and your Supercross journey, and I wish nothing but the best for you. Heck yeah, bro! I appreciate it so much. I, I worked, uh, I worked endlessly on that thing, days and nights, and uh, and I'm glad it came out so well. You know, the first couple songs I had were a little bit shaky, but uh, it's been getting better and better, and I'm glad people like it and uh, bump it to the motocross track. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it really speaks something. You know, as a true privateer, you guys, uh, you guys do what it takes to get to the races and. and as fans, uh, you know, if whatever we can do to help, uh, it, it goes a long way. Uh, keep up the good work, man. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Later. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Uh, Brad, what's going on? You want to say what up to the 7 Deuce Deuce? Yo, what's up, 7 Deuce Deuce? What up? 
president of the Australian Fan Club. How you doing? You already know we're doing good. We're on Pulp MX tonight. Yeah, that's what I'm calling, bro. How you doing, Steve? I'm good, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. We got a couple of Aussies in the studio here. They're hanging oh, out. Who else is in there? Yeah, uh, a guy. This uh, guy Streeter. Streeter. Streeter from uh, um, Australian um, Moto Online. Dot com dot au. Yeah. And his buddy Rob. They're in studio. They're hanging out. Well, no worries. When are you going to get down down under, Steve? Well, bro, I thought I was coming from Manjimup. That was the plan. I was going to show everybody my 500 speed in the sand. You, and that's you the, missed it, bro. And that's <laughs> the, no, I know. Every year, the guy's like, I'm going to bring you down there. and never happens. So, I don't know. And then, well, you, I'd like to come down for that Supercross with Reedy and Villapoto in, in the fall. So... Yeah, I was going to say, you have to come over for Ozex Open and bring the 722 over. Yeah. Well, okay, start a GoFundMe. Let's get it going because it is damn expensive. Go down <laughs> can't Pulp fund it? Yeah, Pulp, no, we don't make any money here. Travis Marks takes it all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get enough. Well, get rid of him and use that to come over. I know. No, I'd, like, I, I'd like to for sure. Um, yeah, I'd like to. Definitely... I'd offer you a place, but I'm over the west coast, so I can't help you. <laughs> I would like to come to Australia. It's on my bucket list. I've never been there, and it's one country that I've never been. And I'd love to go. I'd love to get a baby kangaroo and bring it back and and and, and raise it as a basset hound. <laughs> <laughs> How many of those dogs you got, Steve? Uh, three. Three. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thrilling radio. What, right, what, anyway, what, what else, bro? I'd, um... Anyway, I thought I'd just call Lynn, say day to Adam, and yeah, try and hurry him on over to Australia as well. He's a huge fan down here. Everyone seems to love the brand, so let's get him over. Let's do it. Let's uh, get him to do some of those Australian uh, supercrosses outside of the I want to go, bro. Yeah. That, that looks so sick. The ones at Gavin Faith and Jimmy Dean. Yeah, that, you know what yeah. I mean? I yeah. want to go do that. Right. Somebody, if you're listening, Maybe. hook me up. And uh, Steve, you got any more news on the Moss Brothers here? It's been pretty quiet over here. What, what, what? How'd you find that out? And what's been going yeah, on? I can't tell you how I found it out, but I got a couple of good sources <laughs> on it. But uh, I have not heard anything more. I checked in uh, four or five days ago, and I've not heard anything more. Um, I guess just like with the stew. Remember how the stew thing took forever to figure out? And yeah, uh, you know, I think this is along that same line. So. Oh, no worries. All okay. right, well, cheers for taking All my right. call. And, oh, uh, yeah. Adam, you take care, eh? Hey, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, buddy. No worries. Catch us. All right. Good night. Good night, matey. Uh, wait, I think I'm supposed to say that when you, when you, when you say hello. <laughs> uh, Ed, what's up? What's happening, Ed? Hey. Hey, you hear me? Yeah, what's up, Ed? Hey, how are you, man? How are you, Steve? How you doing at 7 through Stoops? What's up? I had a call in live for you, bro. I couldn't leave a message. I said, I'm calling in live. <laughs> And by the way, let me just mention, Steve was looking good on that TV. You see him there, bro? He's like a superstar. <laughs> I thought he was going to look into the camera and say, stay thirsty, my friend. Uh, no, I was, I was getting ready to pull the shirt. I was getting ready to pull the shirt off like Hogan. Oh, like man, that was cool, though. Like that Hollywood Hogan. Little street there. Twenty street. 2017 uh, Fly Gear release party. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce did not get an invite, and uh, I think that's awesome. I think that's hilarious. I've been bugging him all day long. Well, you got you got you got to spread the love, dude. You know he gets a little attention. You get a little attention. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. By the way, by the way, listen before because my battery's dying. But uh, listen, I got a little I got a little dirt. You know I'm down here in Claremont, right? Yeah. yeah. I got all these motocross guys there. I got a little dirt for you. you okay. Ready? What, what do you what, what do you got? <clears throat> You know some of these guys with this heavy-duty training and supplements and all the shit they're taking? Uh-huh. You, you know what it is, bro? Keep it on a down low. I'm not going to tell you the name. I'll direct message it to you. Okay. Breast, breast milk, bro. Breast milk. 
Red huh. online. Bro, we're going to have to try it out. Get it going, eh? I'll tell you right now. Hey, hey, listen, not the Chinese stuff. You want it silicone-free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hey, yeah. you, hey, 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 how do you think Nicoletti got that whole shot? No, bro, believe me. I Trust me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on to this. We'll see. Maybe the Moss Brothers tested positive for too much breast milk. It's very, very positive. There you go, bro. Remember, Shit. silicone free. All right. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have to give me like 100 or 722 gallons of that. I'll tell you what. Hey, hey, hey look, dude. And as far as your finishes over there at Washougal, you're shaking off the cobwebs. Bro. Yeah, totally. I've been out for six months. You know the, what I mean? The problem with shaking off the cobwebs is come A1, he's going to be shaking them off again because <laughs> that's his next race is A1, so it's a little ways away. Yeah, yeah but at least we'll be healthy. Yeah, yeah. He'll have the secret sauce, though. Now exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'll have you know 722 gallons of breast milk, no silicone. That's it, man. Uh, but, but hey, Steve, yo. I want to thank you for the show, bro. I drive one of them big brown uh, wiggle wagons, if you know what I mean. I don't want to mention no names. Those big brown trucks that go up and down the highway. So your podcast, your archives, your shows, they get me through. That's like my special it's treat. It's awesome. Like it gets to go right on Sunday. So oh, I really cool. appreciate it. And, uh, hey, Seven Deuce Deuce. Yep. I just want to ride my bike, bro. Yeah, he's calling the album, Steve. You already know. He All right, yeah, yeah. Me, yeah, house, I just want to ride bro. my bike, too. All right, cool. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> hey, have a good one, man. Thank you, buddy. Hey, thanks, Appreciate Ed. It. Have a good one. Raining yellow. I just want to say I've been drinking breast milk from the sauce for years. How you doing? <laughs> What's up, Raining yellow? Are you... Are you okay with this finish? With, with, with James? I'm pumped, man. That's a step in the right direction. I mean, uh, did you... My buddy Talon over there hasn't seen it yet, but have you seen the the Transworld interview yet? No, I have not. Oh, because I was going to ask, why does Don get all the exclusive stuff and Steve is not getting it? Uh, Don and James go way back, bro. Him and Stu are tight. So. Oh, I know. Um, I mean, I get I. I mean, I assumed after the race that he was long gone. You know, by the time I get back, um, yeah, uh, maybe he wasn't. Maybe yeah, maybe Don had d- arranged it to to do something with him. So um, yeah, he kind of says like because uh, Don throws out the uh, the blisters, and James says, you know, they may have said blisters, but that really wasn't the issue. What the issue was is just, you know, dude's not. I mean, he said it himself. You know, he's not in that shape yet and can't hold on. Yeah, well, you know, you can see understandable, that. but uh, and I kind of said last week he's in a privileged spot. Most guys can't do that, but he's in a privileged spot and kind of has the leeway to say, you know what, take the one moto and that's it. So, well, you know what, um, yeah, uh, he's got two weeks to get ready for Unadilla, a track that he hates, by the way, um, to pick yeah. it up and, and put two moto finishes together. You know, I mean, he just I. You know, uh, Adam, you talked to him a little bit, Stu. Yeah. What'd you guys talk about? Uh, nothing to do with his performance. Rapping? Yep, rapping. Talk about that dope album Adam just dropped. That's yeah, what he won. Do you he have already it? Know. Do you have I it? Right it up on iTunes at work today. I've only listened to the first song, but I was digging it. Yeah. Good. I to had hear. to get it. That's my boy. <laughs> so sick. Right on. Well, thanks, Randy Yellow. Appreciate it. I want to say real quick, real quick, one last thing. I don't know how to feel about Kenny's podcast. To me, there's only one podcast in town, and that's the Pulp and Mech Show. Well, thank you. I uh, appreciate it. There's, if there's, you had your blessing, you and your not, show, Mathis. Whatever. There's plenty of room for more podcasts around. Um, uh, Daniel Blair's got one. Kenny Watson's got one. Kenny Taco Bell's got one. Everybody's got a podcast. It's podcast galore. 
So everyone's got a podcast, but there's only one pulp MX, baby. Well, I appreciate uh, it. Thanks, Randy Yellow. Good one and take care, Adam. All right. Hey, you. thank you. I appreciate it. Randy Yellow, everybody. Um, all right. Let's let's go with the. Let's talk about the uh, the controversy from Washougal two fifty yep. Moto two. Cooper Webb gets a whole shot. Yep. Savachi sneaks alongside of him, pushes him really wide. Yes. But really to be fair wide. to Savachi, he may may have been going so fast that he couldn't break. Oh, he was definitely going too fast. Okay. So then they come off the horsepower hill mm-hmm. and they come down the backside. Mm-hmm. For reasons known only to Joey, he goes wide. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was mistake number one. Yeah. You just took yeah, no, you a can't. raging bull wide on the yeah, track. Yeah. We <laughs> all know that Cooper Webb has a little bit of an attitude. Yes. Okay. That's That's nothing new. And you don't take a guy that's leading the race, drive him all the way to the very outside, almost took him to a stop, then go and take the outside on the next corner. If you, Adam Etanap, uh stuffed Vince Freeze inside, really good. Inside, 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 you, inside, well, inside. Yeah, your next move would be like... Inside. Yes, exactly. And so, I don't care if it was before a whoop section or, <laughs> or what it is. You better believe it's inside. Uh, so... Savachi's mistake was not going on the inside. He just didn't get there. Yeah. So, but props to Cooper. Nice move. Got on the inside. Mm-hmm. Got Savachi back, and then brake checked him. Yeah. And they both went down. Yeah. And words were exchanged at the podium. Words were exchanged back at the trucks. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your take, Adam Antonep, as as a professional racer, on those two moves? Um, I think the Savachi thing was a little bit of desperation um with on that on that first pass driving coupe i don't think he meant to drive him that deep but you know when he did drive him that deep i was he was probably like okay whatever i drove him that deep now i need to get going but you know i don't know why he didn't take the inside on the next corner but who cares and the whole cooper thing i think that was just him so pissed that he was like dude you are not going to pull that on me and expect me to just put up with this. I'm going to show you but, I'm okay, the man. Wait, but pull what? It was just a pass. Yeah, but I mean, when, when you're riding and you take somebody that deep, right. you're like, oh, hell no, dude. Okay. You did not. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you go to the inside and you pass the guy, yeah. that's fine. But yeah. you're not going to take him 20 feet into the corner and think that's okay. Like, if anybody did that to me, you better believe I'm coming but back with some You're going to break check him on the first no, lap? No, see, that... I think that's Cooper being really cocky, and I don't think he thought all that aftermath was going to happen. And I think he just kind of stomped that brake, was looking back, and probably said something, and then was going to take off, and a whole shit ton of shit happened. To me, Webb would have won the moto. He's been the fastest guy in the class. He was in front. Oh, yeah. Dude, the ultimate revenge is getting back on the inside. There was was absolutely no thought process about winning the moto – as soon as Savachi stuffed him. As soon as Savachi stuffed him, he was just so heated and pissed that he was like, I'm getting Savachi back no matter what. But, yeah, just win the moto. Get him back on the bottom yeah, of that switch. Obviously, that ob- pass was great. The, the Coop's pass yes. on you was great. Great. So just pass Savachi and go 2-1 on the day too and heated. win another. Too heated. Can't let that happen. I know, but I think that's Coop. Guess I, what? He's got what's going to happen in 450s next year if he does that move? Same move to, he, to he's going to learn. He'll learn. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Anderson's been and too. Been I doing guarantee some of you, stuff, he got but. chewed out for that by somebody. Like that was totally. I think that was from my perspective. That was emotions getting the best of Cooper. Yeah. I mean, you got to be smarter than that to me. You do. Yeah. You, you do. do. I guarantee you, Ryan Dungey would have won that moto. 
The ultimate revenge is just winning. Passing yes. him back and then winning is Straight the up. ultimate uh, middle finger. Yeah, like, hey, bro, like, dude. You took me wide. Yeah, go and, ahead. And I still passed you back and I still won by 10 yeah. seconds. So su- suck it. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. but, um, you know, that's how that's how it goes. Um, as it was, though, Cooper rolled great to come back to six. Yep. Sabachi washed his front end out. Jmart was the innocent victim in the whole thing. Yeah. He was dead, 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 dead last. And and Jmart took a Jmart's title took a huge blow. All in all, Cooper put points on Jmart, big points on Jmart, big points on Savachi. He's got a fifty point lead right now. Yeah, and not good for the competition. No, no, no. So, I mean, in a way, it almost worked out for him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't. I, you know, I don't know. I I think when you when you look at the past, though, it looks a little bit a little bit foolish on his end. You, you just. I don't. I I think break checking is probably one of the cheapest ways. You know, to I I don't even know what you're doing by break checking, but I think it's one of the cheapest moves you can do. Just slamming on your brakes and making the guy run into you. <laughs> I mean, especially when you're as fast as Cooper, you don't need to do that. Yeah. You just go. Right. You're gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Fly Racing Zone. Adam Entenap here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. We'll certainly talk a lot more about Washugal as we come up. Uh, Roostem X, Luke Reslin, Tommy Hahn, uh, Colt Nichols. Uh, they ride for the Cycle Trader Rock River team, and they use uh, Roostem X for the graphics. Uh, they have a, a Loretta Lynn special on right now. LL35 is the code to uh, save with those guys. They're not your average graphics company. They've been in business for 17 years. Wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% uh, if you go to the website. And uh, they got Pulp Mex t-shirts and stickers and bike graphics. And it's awesome that you people are buying these and putting them on your bike. So uh, thanks to Rooster Mex. And Rooster Mex is pleased and proud to bring you our first guest here on the show tonight. He is a number 44 Monster Energy Pro Circuits. Adam Cincerillo. AC, what's up, bro? Uh, I just finished up a swell game of Call of Duty. It was fantastic. Oh, nice to hear. Nice to hear. Um, do, you have, do you have the 7 Deuce Deuce's new disc? I don't. I don't, but I'm going to have to listen to it. I've been There's a lot of hype. Dude. <laughs> there's a lot of hype. I'm telling you, bro. Can we get him a code? Click the sample. Can Dude, we... I, I can't. I don't even know the code, bro. I, the way TuneCore does it, I can't even, like. Really? I have to, like, literally physically buy it and then send it to you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I saw you taking pictures and signing autographs right outside our rig this weekend, so it must be pretty damn good. Bro, you you would be surprised. I I have more Pulbamex fans and fans than you'd believe. I'm I literally get surprised when I see people and they're like seven deuce deuce, and I'm like, dude, you know me, bro. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I actually had I was I was uh, I was over at Kenny's the other day, and he he was showing me a couple of your songs. Like I hadn't heard them, and he's like, oh man, you haven't heard them, and he thinks it's sick, you know. And the ones that I listen to, I like a lot, so I'll have to check out the new album for sure. Yeah. Um. First of all, you cut your hair. I cut my hair. Yeah. No, I didn't. It's in a man Oh, bun, it's just in bro. a bun. Yeah, dude. Come on. Dude, have you seen his hair? He looks like Jesus out there. <laughs> I like it. I like the flow. He's... Yes. Um, Very yes. stylish. Okay, so before you got on, and then you could just be politically correct, Adam, if you want, but before you came on, we were discussing the Webb Savachi incident. Um, Adam and I seem to be on the same page. We feel like Savachi's pass was a little much, uh, and but then Webb's move was probably a little much more. Um what do you think? What's your take on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think looking at it on TV, uh, Joey's pass might be a little bit like you would uh, like what I would say. I'm watching the race right now. What mm-hmm. I would say as soon as I saw that, I would say, "Well, man, why'd you have to take him so wide?" You mm-hmm. know, because yeah. obviously it cost them both the spot. Mm-hmm. But 
to me, that corner was so slick. If if Joey coming down that hill said to himself, oh, man, obviously Webb has been absolutely killing it, and he mm-hmm. said to himself, man, if I don't get by him right here and make it happen, I might not be able to the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he was if he took that approach and was like, you know, if you were going to make the pass going in there, you're obviously going to have to charge really hard, and it's super slick, so you're going to slide, you know, past right. the corner. But, um, yeah, I mean, of course, Joey's my teammate, and I'm not going to say that was a stupid move or anything. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, I probably yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't say that anyway. But in my opinion, um, it was just kind of a, one of those split decision. I mean, kind of those one of those moments where you had to make something happen, and um, I'm sure he didn't hesitate because it was Cooper, and obviously they have history. Right, and then Webb's move back to him was like kind of trying to kill a mosquito with a shotgun a little bit. Like you're like, uh, that probably wasn't necessary. Yeah, and I think I think I owe an apology to Jeremy Martin because I might have bruised <laughs> some of those ribs. I, uh, right. I, it was kind of a I, I didn't really know I didn't really know which way to go, and I just kind of picked away and pinned it because. I really didn't want to go really far backwards, and mm-hmm. I did my best. I tried to pick <laughs> up the front wheel and not at least like hit his head or something. Right, but yeah, right. I, I think you know as a result of that, that Web Savachi get together right. was it a brake check? I think it was a brake check. Oh, it fully was. I think it was a brake check. Was, yeah, yeah. Unless so, he clicked yeah, neutral, I feel, I feel like I feel like anybody passing Cooper, like you have to be, you have to know in the next few corners, that if you don't get away from him, it's, it's coming back at you. Well, you, know, you, just have to, you just we have to know. We said, like, like, have to know. we said, like, Joey, what were you doing going wide there? Hug the inside. It's like if you pass Vince Freeze roughly. You are not going to leave that door open. You know what's coming. Yeah, and especially with, you know, if they have any type of history. Like, it's just he's yeah. he's going to find some type of opening. <laughs> and I think there's there's a few riders out there like that for sure. Like, right, right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, um, it's just one of those deals. But, okay, let me ask you, so, Adam, you raced to Washugal, that corner where Savachi got Webb, hard to stop? Like, could you understand? If Joey said, yeah, if, no, Joey, if, Joey, if Joey called in right now and said, dude, I did not mean to do that, I couldn't stop. Okay, by looking at it, I think he drove him deep, but I think he also went so fast right. that oh, he yeah. didn't realize that he was right. going to go Which that is deep. an accident, right. Yes and no. I'm going back. I'm I'm rewinding the race right now. I'm going back and watching it again. But he, in my opinion, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he was going to go that deep. But I, at the same time, I don't think he was bummed that he went that deep. <laughs> no, no, right, right, yeah, no. yeah. He's like, oh, oops. I wouldn't have been either. I <laughs> right, right. I mean, I would have. Yeah, I've been stoked, but I definitely probably would have gone to the inside in the next corner. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The next 50. The next 50. <laughs> That's what Ed Nap said. That's what I said. Inside, 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 inside. <laughs> All the way around the whole track. You either have to go, you go inside until he passes you clean around the outside, or you go inside until, because he revs the bike a lot when he gets angry, okay. until that thing blows up. <laughs> um, well, hey, for you, 6-7 on the day, uh, well, the, I think the most impressive part for me was uh, the first moto, your teammate Tonus reeled you in pretty good, and I thought he was going to get by you. And I don't know if you got a second wind or he ran out of steam, but then you pulled back out at the end of the moto, which was, which was good to see. Uh, did, were you happy with your day, six seven? Uh, I was happy. It was better. I think it was my best my best weekend of the year overall. Um, the first moto, I feel like I'm getting to a point now to where 
it, obviously there is still a lot of fitness to be gained, but I'm kind of learning to suffer again mm-hmm. more so. Yep. That's something your body, like you don't realize it, but for a normal person, I mean, your body says stop, you know, it says stop. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And to train myself mentally to get back into that and to keep, you know, pushing through even mm-hmm. when I feel like I can't, like it, it you know, just the, my tolerance for it is getting a little bit better every week. And I think that's what you saw in the first moto and even the second moto when teams like Tonus and Davalos and all, not Davalos in the second moto, but seems like Arno has been behind me for like five seconds behind me for like six weekends in a row now. Right. You know, and there's obviously a 250 class. There's always somebody uh, that's going to be pushing you to the end, but it's, I don't feel like I rode that great in the second moto, but uh, first moto, I actually was able to kind of, follow i was kind of with cooper off the start was able to kind of fall him there for um you know for a minute until he got by osborne and then mm-hmm. i wasn't able to go anywhere from there but uh, yeah as riding goes i felt like it was my best uh weekend so far 702-586 pulp you got a question for uh, monster energy pro circuits adamson cirillo here on the pulp show he's brought to you by roostmx.net uh use code pulp pulp uh Pulp Nation saves you money at RoostMX.net with Adam Entenap in studio. Um, it's been an interesting year for you, Adam, because came in a little, probably not 100% ready, but yet it's been interesting. You're ninth in the points, so you'd, somebody would look at that and be like, ah, ninth, that ain't that good. Um, but you've whole shot races, you've led laps, you've set the fastest qualifying time in your practice, I don't know, five or six times. Uh, overall, I think twice out of everybody. Um so, like, your speed is there. you got the starts. You've led some laps. Hasn't worked out maybe as good as you want to be. But I think beneath the stats, it's been okay. It's been better, like a better than a ninth place in the points season. I mean, I think we're, I think we're getting what we want out of it overall, even if I look back at some of my mistakes and even, like, my crash at Colorado, you know, when I was second behind mm-hmm. Joey and um, definitely a couple of, my, couple of my motos in the beginning of the year for sure. Not very good. And... I mean, if you look at it from that perspective, it sucks to kind of have a lot of, I've had a lot of finishes outside the top 10, where if I just said, man, I'm just going to chill, you know, I could have been maybe eighth, ninth, 10th, but that ends up being a 16th because I crashed six times, like, (laughs) like I did like the first four races of the year. So for me, it's been about telling my mind, like, I'm just so competitive. I mean, you'll hear a million riders say that, but I'm just so competitive with everything. I just hate, I mean, I hate getting past and, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, it could be the guy that's won the championship the last three years. It, it, it freaks me out. And especially in the beginning of the season right. when guys were passing me like they were, and I was just like, man, I, do I suck this bad? And I was just <laughs> in it until I crashed. I mean, that was, that was basically it. So um, I think we've calmed it down and gotten more consistent these past few weekends for sure. And mm-hmm. um, I've proven to myself, I mean, maybe not to, not to people, but, I think the people close around me know that I'm, I still have the speed. It's not like I've lost that ability to go that fast, you know? So I'm I'm confident in the fact that you kind of can learn everything else. That's kind of more the easy part than, uh, you know, than the speed. So the finishes haven't been, the finishes haven't been great. I haven't been setting the world on fire, but I have gotten better and I've given myself confidence just by kind of being there every weekend. Yeah. We can work with speed is the saying we can work with speed. And, yeah, and Mitch likes speed. Yes, he does. He's always had, he always has. Whenever you bring up riders in the past, he'll be like, "Well, he's won." Yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty much. 
Yeah. Uh, Nick Wade's been at some races uh, for you. Is that just because uh, are you and Alan fighting, or is 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 uh, your Alan's your dad, of course? Uh, or what's, what was the decision behind bringing in Nick, and, and how's that working out? And is he telling you to change links and and and? and Shocked. Oh no, no 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 bike setup changes but uh, okay. i actually worked with nick a little bit when i was in california before the start of the season yep um and he's just been kind of a guy that's he goes out on the track like you i saw you retweet some somebody took a picture of nick on the track after practice in washougal and um he's actually he's taking the snapjack snapchat game to a whole new level because he walks out on the track and uh he actually kind of takes pictures of the track and kind of shows me where I should be going. And he's actually been, he's been super, super knowledgeable and, yeah. cool. and just another guy that's got a lot of experience. It's obviously been there before a million times and yeah. um, has had plenty of good results. And uh, no, I've been stoked on it. It didn't have anything to do with, you know, Allen's and I's boxing match at Southwick. Oh, you had a boxing match? What? What happened? No, no, no. Oh, I'm, oh. Just, I'm exaggerating. Oh, I'm exaggerating. Oh. Okay. No, I didn't know. Everybody, it, it, I swear everybody thinks we're like, we hate each other or something. Well, your your dad your dad's not scared to to yell at you. I've seen that. No, but well, I'm not scared to yell at my dad. I've yelled at him more this season than he's yelled um, at me. I can assure you that. No, uh, and you wouldn't be the first father son to yell at each other. I've seen that quite a bit over <laughs> no. the years. Um, no, I, yeah, yeah. In my so. case, yeah, he he got. You know what? The guy's smart, man. Like whether okay, so you're dealing with him on the riding side. I deal with him uh, industry wise. Maybe some silly season stuff. Maybe that kind of talk. And the guy knows his stuff. Man, he knows what's kind of going on behind the scenes. He's got his—he's been in it for so long. He's got his finger on the pulse of the industry. Um, yeah, he's a really smart dude, smart guy. So yeah, and it's always nice to have somebody at the races that's—that's that's ridden to. He just—you kind of can put it in a different uh, way. I've got almost. I'm there all the time. And, I'm there for you. I've ridden four Manitoba yeah, titles. Yeah, but I mean, define rider. Four Manitoba titles? I'm sorry. I didn't know. I don't even know what that is. Is Manitoba, is that like a, I don't even, is that a city? Or, <laughs> it's a province. It's a province. It? It's a province. It's, I thought oh, it was there we go again talking about Canberra. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's a province, bro. Um, <laughs> Talk about living in the past, man. Come on. <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right. It's all I Let got, it go. though. It's all I got, bro. It's all I got. Let it go, dude. Focus on hockey. Uh, I, thank you. Thank you. I will. Hockey thanks. memories. Thanks for that advice. You want to take some phone calls? We got uh, four calls for you. Let's get, let's let's get to it. It. I want good questions, though. Let's get some good ones. Not like, how's your bike set up this weekend? <laughs> Nash, welcome to the show. Gentlemen. How's, Gentlemen. how's Adam's bike set up? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Exit Gap, Censorillo, Steven, good evening, everybody. Cheers. Hello. Hi, what's up? Hello. All right, so first of all, Adam, did you have a Pookie sighting this weekend, and that contribute to your quality riding? Uh, I didn't. Oh, actually, I did on the way back from, I think it was first. Practice or, or something, first practice, yeah. I think I saw. Yeah. Unfortunately, Steve was with her, cramping her style. <laughs> Takes her down from a 10 to about a 7.5 because Steve's, a, Steve's about oh, a 4. Oh, jeez. So. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, hey, good, it, there's, a, there's some type of possible speculated uh, triangle or something always going around there. But we'll, we'll, we'll attribute to Pookie's influence and her God, God, godlike beauty. Goddess like beauty to your your well riding. Um, Absolutely. The main yeah, reason why I wanted to call was if you could go back in a time machine and talk to yourself. You know, it's Loretta's season and all that. And I know that you know it's very normal, natural for a lot of guys to come up and reflect back. Wish I could tell myself. Can you put into words for a younger guy that thinks they know what it's like in that first turn of a national? You know, Steve says it best. It's like a prison break. 
Put, what's your what's your take on it? I mean, everybody knows it's nuts, it's gnarly. But for a younger guy that may be coming, it may be his last years at the Loretta's. What would you describe that as? Like a guy coming in and, and racing, like he, if he would be going pro at Unadilla. Yeah, in other words, Loretta's is going to be his last one, and and I, and I know right. I get it. The kid's been racing since they were young. I'm not underestimating an amateur's ability. I'm blown away at the speed of the amateurs. But for you, as a guy who's a seasoned rider now. Uh, to put into words, what's that like? Um, it's just intense. I mean, it's just an intensity that you'll never be able to repu- replicate until you're out there. So it feels <laughs> a little bit foreign. Um, I don't, it's I don't even know what I would tell him. I guess I would tell him no matter what happens, obviously. don't lose confidence in yourself. Obviously, <laughs> you saw my rookie season. I mean, I had a few problems, but um, I got my ass kicked most of the time and. You know, it's kind of tough to take at first because you come from amateurs where you're winning most of the races and you come in and you have, uh, you know, 13 guys that are within a second of you and you're like, man, maybe I'm not as good as I thought. But, um, you know, it's just an adjusting period. And I think if an amateur says, oh, man, I'm going to come in and kill it, you know, and it's great if he kills it, good for him. But if he if he has that mindset and he comes in and maybe doesn't do um, as well as he wants to, I would just say, you know, keep the faith and, and, and be confident in yourself and, um, you know, you'll get there. Once they adjust to the intensity, uh, you know, the, the kids get the factory ride and, and all that stuff for a reason. So um, I guess just adjust trusting to the yourself suffering, would be the big one. said earlier in the show. I love that. That is really brilliant on your part. I don't think anybody's ever touched on that before. So cool. Thanks, hey, we're, we're excited to see you back, Adam, and uh, we're excited to see you progressing and, and evolving. And, uh, you know, I love watching you ride, and I know a host of other people do. So cheers, do well. I think, Nap, always a pleasure Thank to hear you. you on the show, brother. Thanks Hell for coming in. yeah. Thanks, Nash. Cheers. All right, see you. Late. Uh, let's go with Byron. What's up, Byron? You got a question for AC? Yeah, hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, first off, seven deuce deuce. You're the man. Thank you. Uh, AC. Uh, as an Illinois kid and a family friend of the Sextons, what's it like having them down there? Is Kier just off the wall all day? Oh no, it hasn't been it hasn't been too bad. He's actually only been down here for uh, for a couple weeks. You're talking about Chase Sexton. He's uh, I'm actually really surprised with how well he rides the motorcycle. He, I mean, he's fast. Everybody knows that. But, right. but technique wise, um, he's got a really good not not like rookie a rider typical style. He's really really precise and has really good technique and um, yeah man I think he's going to be I actually think he's going to surprise a lot of people there hasn't been a lot of talk about him um, at least from from my perspective the last uh, couple months and you know making his pro debut at Unadilla I think he'll um, I think he'll do good for sure cool. yeah definitely I've been I've been friends with him forever and uh, I'm actually going to be at Unadilla for his debut so that'll be cool to see but yeah, man. that's cool to hear somebody like of your caliber seeing exactly what I, along with everybody that I know up here, has been seeing all year. Probably. I'll tell you what, Byron. I, I think uh, Chase Sexton's the bomb. You know why? Because he he likes Pulp Mex Show. I guess I heard that. I heard he likes Pulp Mex. He likes Pulp Mex Show. Oh, oh God! Bomb. I think. Yeah. I just talked to him today. He said he hates it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jeff Myshak said he did. Thanks, Byron, for the call. Uh, Noah, what's going on? Uh, you want to question Adam about training and about a band? Yeah, what's up, man? What's up? AC, are you stoked? Uh, Home Safe is going on tour. I'm stoked. I haven't Wait. got to see them yet. So, what's the what's the band? What'd you say? Home Safe. They're going on tour oh. with uh, Movements. Uh, I was wondering if you were stoked because yeah, no, I haven't I, I haven't got to see them, and I knew you were into the them as well. The name doesn't 
Home safe? Pop out my head. Oh. No, oh, have mercy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have mercy. My bad. I was looking at the wrong thing. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a local Florida band. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm actually. They're I'm actually sick. Bummed because the Orlando Warp Tour date coincided with uh, Red Buzz this year, so I was kind of haven't been to a show in a while. But should've you just, know what? It's okay. I'm racing. Should have got out of Red Buzz. Just be like, pull the muscle, pull a hammy, and go to the show. <laughs> yeah, right, man. Yeah, not, not missing. You go see Knuckle or State. Um. Good times. All right, what else, uh, Noah? What else you got? Um, oh, just real quick. Um, you know, AC, you're you're obviously back at the farm, and uh, I mean, obviously that's where you trained at before. So it, I just always kind of wonder. You know, you see a lot of guys training at the same compounds that they've been training at. Is it just a? Is it kind of a comfortable thing, or do you you know you get bored of it sometimes? But you also get to go to California. So, like, what's that? What's that like? You know? Yeah, I think if we if I was in California or Florida for the whole time. Um, I think that would be, they would suck. You know, I think California and, and Florida kind of complement each other. Uh, you know, when you're in California, especially for outdoors, even Supercross, you have multiple tracks you get to choose from. And uh, occasionally in Florida, we'll go ride a different track, a local track, or maybe somebody else's training facility. But, um, you know, for the for the most part, it's, it's just the one track. But uh, as far as training goes, Florida is so good for because you know what you're going to get, you know, every day. Right. you you can do your bike rides in the morning if that's what you do. And, uh, you know, you have your gym and, and all that stuff uh, right near you. And uh, especially during the week with the with the gnarly schedules and especially for the 450 guys to kind of have a a home base with, a, you know, with your track that you know you're going to that's going to be prepped and all that stuff, it, um, you know, it works out really well for us. That's cool. All that's right. Sick. Thanks, man. Thanks, Noah. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Uh, do we like the new Blink uh, disc? Adam, where do we stand on the new Blink? Yeah, I like the new Blink, but you can't you can't compare it to the old stuff, you know, because I, I even get stoked on it. Like, I was listening to the album the other day, and I get stoked on it, and then, you know, I go back to some old stuff, and it's just, I don't know, man, it's just a feeling that you can't replace with Tom there. Like, it's just different. We actually um, have, we have an Aussie studio guy. You put your, put your mic up. I think you're on. You there? Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, hold on. All right, you there? Yeah, yep. Hey, so Guy here is from Australia, Adam, and he went to the Blink show the other day. Here in Vegas. How was it? It was good. It was good until um, they started playing the new album. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, come on now. That's just, you, you just got to be more open-minded. That's a That's bit like, like Plus 44. Yeah, I like Plus 44, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good, but it's not all Blink. It's, it's... Yeah, I know, but at the same time, like I like Tom a lot. And actually, his company messaged me on because I gave a shout out to Angels and Airways or something on Twitter, and they messaged me and they sent me some clothing. So I don't want to feel like I'm talking crap on them or anything. <laughs> uh, but but I don't feel like Blink with Tom now. Listening to Neighborhoods, which was their album they released when they got back together in 2011, I don't feel like it would be any better than. I mean, it's still not going to be old Blink, even with. Uh, you know, even yeah. with Tom there now. So, all right, yeah. all right. Thanks, guys. Just be thankful for the albums that we have. Thanks for the review. Yeah, I, I just wanted to get your your take on it. You know, it's like I'm sure all the Pulp and Mex motocross fans right now are super stoked. Bro, it's, we're talking about it's like when playing. Hagar when Hagar left Halen. It's not the same. Just not the I same. I don't even know what you're talking about. You say hand guards? <laughs> oh shit, God, dude. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> kick you off the show. Hey, someone on my Twitter uh, said that, ask Adam what it's like to be jealous of Forkner and his success. So 
Adam, you now have the floor on the Pulp and Mech oh, show. Oh, man. To, to... Let, me, let me tell you, this kid, <laughs> unbelievable. You just hate the kid, you. don't you? Comes in like he owns the place. You know, unbelievable. No, man. I know. I, I feel like I've been doing a lot of that on my Instagram and stuff. Like People are so people dumb. Think, <laughs> people think that I have this, you know, like he's coming in to replace me or whatever. No, he's a fast kid that's coming in and he's doing good. He's a I mean, he's just a rookie. I mean, there's no comparison. You know, he's on my team. No, you're. And he's the new young kid that's doing good. I mean, you hate him. You hate. You hate him. You're no, driven. I got, to... no, I got no problems with him at all. He actually, I forgot a pair of socks um, at Millville. He let me borrow socks for the second moto. So I got a little <laughs> Fortner. I got Fortner's contributing to my season. Yeah, really, right? Uh, I love but, people. I, I, I like. I could, okay. Like I could get. I could get someone saying that on social media if you gave an interview. That was a bit dickish towards Forkner, or if you did something on the track to Forkner, that was a bit of an asshole move. People could make a jump and say, "Oh, Adam must be jealous," but for no reason, none at all, to assume Adam Cincerello is madly, insanely jealous at Austin Forkner. That's a, quite a leap to make for people. I, I don't understand that. I, I just don't get it's that. It's fun. It's fun to make the leap and speculate, though. I mean, I get it. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I don't yeah, understand it's, it. It's not true. I. I, I mean, I'm stoked for him. You know, everybody, especially when he got the win this weekend, everybody gets pumped up, and you know, the vibe in the rig is good. And I don't know, I like it. Well, know, obviously, I want to be winning, and I want to be doing good. But um, you know, anybody that works hard and, and can do it, you know, good for them. What was the vibe back when when Webb came back to the truck? Was the vibe good? Uh, wait, did Webb come back to the truck? That's what I had heard. Yeah. I don't know. I had a. I had a red eye to catch, so I was oh, out. Dude, you're early. brutal with these flights. You, 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 <laughs> Just the last couple of weekends, I actually had a, I had a. It was late. I had a ten thirty, uh, a ten thirty flight, but I wanted to make it out of there before traffic. So, um, I got home in Orlando eight twenty five in the morning, but it was worth it. I didn't lose a day. Twitter question here for you, Seven Deuce Deuce. If you're selected for Team USA, would you go? Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Just you checking. kidding me? Right, just checking. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Josh, what's your question for Adam Cincerillo? Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, I got a question for you, Adam. This is I know you're sick and tired of probably hearing about Alden Baker and all that, and this is not directed <laughs> at that. But, <laughs> but um, I, I do have a question. You used to train with RV and Kenny every day. You're around them all the time. Um, I just wonder now that you're training with Kenny again, has his level increased, or is this the Kenny you've always seen? And how is your your gap between you and Kenny now that you're riding with him again? Like, has he just has he gone another step up, like the RV days, or is he just always been the same, and people just haven't seen it until now? Uh, I think when I first started training, you know, when, when Kenny came around, um, I think Kenny's high points like especially 2014 that year and in the off season leading up to that he was he would come one day and be unbelievably good and then the next day maybe not so good and now he's the best i've ever you know the best i've seen i've seen him then he's like that kind of every day now like he and it kind of reminds me of dungey too it's like they don't have bad days like every day is i mean every day is solid they know exactly what they're going to do and um yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's the biggest difference I've seen with Kenny is every day is kind of not to say he doesn't have off days, you know, in mm-hmm. his own little world, but from the outside looking in, 
it pretty much goes according to plan. <laughs> Every and single day, yeah. Just because of the confidence and just natural evolution which, of his talent. Which actually, Adam, that's I, I, you would know this better than I would. That reminds me of RV. Anytime I've been there or people I talk to, RV was like that. Yes, just definitely. Just ma- I think. Yeah. yeah, it's once you reach that confidence, and, and re- I guess it just realize. I mean, if I knew the exact answer, obviously that's I would be doing it every time. But uh, I don't know. I I think it's just a confidence thing. Like, uh, get to a point where you're like, you know what? Just like f everybody else, I'm just going to do my thing and. Obviously, it worked for RV, and it looks like it's working for Kenny. Yeah, really. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, uh, guys. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's one of those things that would be a nice level for you to get to one day where you're like, yeah, I'm the guy. I love. It's nice to be around it, you know. I love how Kenny, after uh, after Southwick at Millville, when he just crushed everybody, I said, dude, you really made a statement here for anybody who thought that Tomac uh, could get some confidence. He was like, no, no, just ride. Just, just felt good. You know. Yeah, he's been like that all year. Like even at, at Southwick, um, you know, we were second moto, and I was I was thinking when when Tomac was winning that second moto, I was like, oh man, wonder I wonder how Kenny's going to be this week. And he showed up on Monday, just I mean, just super happy and just ready right. to go. You know, and I think that's that's what you that's how you have to be if you're going to have a, a season like he's having. Right, you know? right. Yeah, probably a good point. Well, uh, AC, you got any questions for AC, Adam? No, nothing but good luck. Okay. And keep getting better each week. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, bro. Appreciate it's it. Nice to get a, it's nice to get a text from you. Show Monday, question mark. That was, that was nice. <laughs> what, what do you mean? What, what was it supposed to do? I was waiting for it for a while. You know, I was, I was oh. getting a couple wins in a row, and I was getting antsy. I was just like, you know, when Steve's well, going to call me, I've been killing it. I was trying to get a hold of Anderson. He wouldn't get back to me, so you were next. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I haven't I haven't talked to him about that, but El hombre, tell him to come on the show. Um, I will. I'll send him a text right now. Yeah, do that, please. Uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Good job, Owashugal. Um, good job. I think all year, and um, we got three more to go. Enjoy these weeks off, because I, I. Oh wait, I'm going to see you uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow? Oh yeah, we're going. To, are you going to the Scott thing? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm doing my motos and going straight to the airport, so I'm going to be dirty. And then are you going to go? Are you staying there Wednesday, too? Uh, yep, I'm staying there. I'm flying back Wednesday night. Yeah, me too. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow, are you then, buddy. Pookie? Are you bringing Pookie? Now. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll settle for FaceTime. <laughs> all right, bro. Thank you. Appreciate all right, it. Later. 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 Bruce Max bringing you Adam Cincerillo, Monster Energy Pro Circuit Rider. Little bastard. Uh, all right, uh, good job by him, 6-7. We're going to go to the first commercial break of the, of the night here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing 2017 Fly Gear. <sighs> Dropped. And we're going to talk more about that, too. Uh, and I'm going to tell you about how great the launch party was. It's fantastic. <laughs> Fly Gear, Joe best punk. out there, bro. Dude, the porn stars they had and everything, oh and the free booze, and, and then the uh, water slides was phenomenal. And oh, the F1 car they had, the demo with the F1 car. Oh, my god. That gosh. was great, too. So you really missed out. All right, everybody. Uh, first commercial break of the night. We'll be right back after this. Jason Thomas um, and uh, David Pingree and uh, Alex Martin coming up later. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back shortly. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, 
And flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Next show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor... Enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. 
MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MFAB has you covered. MFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, MFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version of the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so... Mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. 
Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Enticknap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy leading-edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within works connection is proud to be a sponsor of pulp mx because just like you they're passionate and dedicated to the sport for over 23 years now they've been producing innovative products like their pro launch start device and the one two three easy build elite perch line just take a look around the ama pro pits and you'll see works connections proving ground for products under the canopies of yoshimura suzuki rch racing star racing and other top teams plus they now stock hints and clutch components peg armor arc levers and fasco products too Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Anderson? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. 
Boost MX. Hey, 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 hey. W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Intonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, 
Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. The Seven Deuce Deuce in studio. Yeah, what up? Heat One, now available on iTunes. And Google Play, Amazon Music, Tidal. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the hip band, the band I saw last night. So. That's a good music. That's a good song. Yeah, they're good, bro. Solid. Guy's got a brain tumor. Sucks. You're telling me. You're telling me. Uh, thanks. Welcome back. Uh, Adam Cincerillo on earlier. Hey, don't forget, $100 gift card for BTOsports.com. Call in, leave a message, 702-586-757. Try to top Kiefer's virginity story. Go ahead. And uh, if you do it, uh, the best one gets $100 uh, uh, from BTOsports.com gift card. And, um, um, yeah, 702-586-PULP, uh, top Kiefer's story. See what you got. We've all got the experience, right? Uh, doing up. it at some point. Yeah. And, and I think everybody remembers it. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. It usually goes, it's usually a disaster. But most of the time. Most of the time. But, um See what you got, because Kiefer, Kiefer's got a good one. Um, Adam Mentonap, the Seven Deuce Deuce, uh, fresh off our Shugo performance. Uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Do you ever use Vortex? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Every single 
day I ride my dirt bike. Wow. Vortex Racing champions like Entenap, Chad Reed, James Stewart. They use uh, uh, Vortex Racing. Uh, Babbitts Kawasaki uses Vortex bars and sprockets. Jake at VortexRacing.com. Tell them you're with the Pulp Muck Show. They'll give you a killer deal. And a V3 motocross bar, 29% stronger than competition. And a vast array of sprockets. Uh, a Cat 5, F5 hard coat. Uh, laser cut steel vortex sprocket and the all new V3 sprocket, which is uh, the aluminum one. So thanks, uh, thanks to the folks at um, Vortex and for bringing uh, Adam Intonap onto the show tonight. It's been a while. We're welcoming. It's nice to have you back in, buddy. It is. Let's try not to make it so long. So maybe don't break your femur and then come back in. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, be alright, right? Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, Fly Racing's 2017 gear came out. Uh, Friday was the launch party. Uh, Fly's always looking toward the future performance. Uh, they're proud to launch their 2017 product line. With this year's release, the Fly Racing design team continues their dedication to innovate, develop, and improve the future of racewear. And not invite Seven Deuce Deuce to the launch parties. Invaluable. I'm sure that's not on there. It, it is. It says right here. <laughs> Invaluable insight from athletes, both amateur and pro alike, fuel and guide this constant goal to improve. Uh, check them out. It's online now, flyracing.com. And with that, let's bring in our, our usual contributor, V, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What's happening? You know me uh, pretty well. You know I would not go on, drone on and on about how Adam was not invited to the fly launch party. No, you would never. I, and I, did, I did not actually know that he was not invited until you just mentioned that in the intro. Yeah, uh, yeah. so you know me. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mention that repeatedly. Well, I have an email address for you in the marketing department that you could forward it to because none of that is my call. I'm not saying it is. No, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying, I'm saying that no, it's I very am... much, very much not your personality to make this a thing. No, no, not at all, not at all, right. not even a little. Um, 2017 gear is out. Um, what do you think? What do you think, JT? What's your favorite stuff? What do you like? Uh, I wore uh, I wore Evo on Saturday both uh in the practice and in the race so uh and it's more of like my favorite line of how it fits is the white hydrogen which what uh seven deuce deuce and his brother and most of the people wore on saturday mm -hmm. um but as far as the graphic and how the look goes i like the evo the best which is our you know highest price point yeah. most premium line uh so between those two those are my two favorites so that that makes it good um adam you said you, th you thought the jerseys were improved Oh year, yeah. The, the, the. Um, the only the only complaint that I have is from last year to this year. That's that's way better. The complaint I had was obviously last year's gear, but it was a little bit tight on my forearms. And when I feel something on my forearms, I tend I tend right. to notice it and get a little bit more arm pump. So it's just the the jersey felt so much. Um, sleeker, but it had the perfect amount of gap on my arm where I was like, I wasn't feeling like it was restricted at all, but it had that nice airflow that came through and it was, I, I felt like it was just a perfect fit. Oh, there we go. You know what? The, the thing for me is that, uh, for those of you who don't know Addy, he is a very large human. So <laughs> yes, he is. he's a big man. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to, that's the biggest challenge we have is fitting everyone you, you basically have to build a line that fits everyone. So you have to fit guys that are my size, and you have to get fit guys that are Adam's size, and you have to fit guys that are, like, Jeff Loop's size, you know? like And I don't know, Jeff Loop's probably an obscure reference, but he's, like, seven feet tall. They used to wear fly gear. Yeah, so. no, he's 6'8". So, yeah, yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. So it's really tough when you're trying to make something that works for everyone. You just you can't make it perfect for anyone, and that, that sucks, but that's just reality. Um. JT, you raced the 125 uh, uh, exhibition dream race and intermission, and, and just I got one question for you: <laughs> What happened? 
<laughs> what happened? Um, first of all, you raced last year at Indiana, the Legends race, and your bike broke uh, after the first time. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it broke. Well, it, it did after Kato ran into the back of me. Yes. Um, and this one, I honestly don't know. Something happened with the rear brakes. <laughs> they and I, I talked to a couple other guys that own Huskies, and they said they've had issues with their rear brakes before. But I was on the parade lap, and I mean, obviously on the parade lap, you're you're not riding hard at all. So, Say the least. You're, oh, you're, barely wave, moving. you're waving to the crowd, and you're getting ready right. to for unleash the. Yeah, we're looking at lines, just cruising around. Um, so then on the, I was just cruising around the parade lap, and and I noticed about halfway through that the bike started. And if for those of you who have ever had a crankshaft go out on a two stroke or a four stroke or whatever, you you know that, and this, when you let off the gas, it has that drag feel, and you feel the front end drop, and it's like I was like, oh man, the crankshaft's gonna go out on this thing. My perfect. I borrow I borrow a guy's 125 to ride for you know 20 minutes, and I'm gonna blow the thing up. Right. So I'm riding around. And I'm just like, man, what do I do? Like, I'm just trying to get hope to get it back to the mechanics area, and all of a sudden it just gets worse and worse and worse and just stops. But the the engine's still idling. I put a neutral on my PA with a crank time going. It would have already <laughs> let go. Yeah. But the rear brakes had been tightening that whole time, and and I wasn't. I wasn't touching the rear brakes. So something happened where the rear brakes pressurized, got too hot for some reason. I don't know if, if when they were adjusting them that they uh, tightened it down to where yes. it was locked down. I, I don't know what happened, you, but basically was, I couldn't move the rear wheel. Like the uh, bike would not move under throttle, a neutral, trying to push it, anything. So, dude, this huh. is uh, this is uh, it's got to be a real bummer for you. I mean, like, you know, you're trying to do this That's thing. That's harsh. Yeah. You know what? It was. It was, you know, for sure I wanted to race, but at the same time, for me, I have I hadn't ridden a dirt bike before that race in like three months. Um, oh, you didn't get I'd out. Never, you didn't get out before. No, uh-huh. I just had no time, and uh, so I hadn't ridden. I'd never seen that bike before before the weekend, right. and I'd never I hadn't ridden at all for like three months. So for me, the enticing thing was to get my gear, ride a one twenty five two stroke on race day. Right. That's what I wanted to do. Right, right. Not, I didn't want to go race a bunch of people that, honestly, I was nervous about guys that I've never raced against, and there's a lot of media and just people that they wanted to invite to the race. I'm like, if someone crashes in front of me or I get in a first-term pileup because someone does something stupid because they're inexperienced, I'm going to be really, really bummed. So when I sat back and looked at it after, you know, like I calmed down and I like got the bike back and all that, I'm like, you know what? I got to do what I wanted to do. I rode a 125. I got to be in, in my gear and on the track on race day. I'm leaving here safe. Uh, I hadn't ridden in three months. Did, how'd so you feel? Like I had these, how'd you feel in practice? I felt all right. You know, all the right. first we did probably six laps. The first three laps were really, really bad because, I, like I said, I'd never ridden the bike before. Yeah. So I was, I was just trying to figure out what the bike was going to do in every situation. I didn't want to hurt myself. Uh, but once I sorted that out, I started feeling pretty good. And honestly, the last two laps, I felt pretty good. Like mm-hmm. when I watched. Uh, Pingering those guys, I'm like, man, maybe. Like, I, I, they probably would have beat me because they're on their own bikes and they're on bikes they literally have ridden a ton. But I was like, yeah, you know, like I would have a little bit to offer in this battle. You know, maybe, maybe like fourth or fifth. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever. I mean, sitting here, you know, Monday night after it's all gone, I'm really, really happy I did it. You know, I'm, I'm bummed out for you know Scott Hart and the guys at Moto stuff because obviously they were you know going out of their way to help me. And uh, we had a bike issue, and, and these things happen. Their motorcycles, they break, and, and stuff happens. So uh, um, I, th- I thought it was awesome. I think Joey Lancaster and the 125 Dream Race guys, they should pat themselves on the back for pulling this thing off, for you know talking 
the Huffmans and MX Sports into letting this happen uh, because that's, that was just awesome. Like to right. have that event for those guys, you know, like guys like Antonovich and all the guys that were in this thing, they never get to ride on race day. Are you kidding me? Like that's a, that's gotta be a dream come true for them. So right. uh, overall, just a great event. All right. Let's uh, also bring into the pulp show. Uh, a guy who got, uh, got on the podium, uh, uh, pulp MX show regular David Pingree. What's up, Ping? Hey guys. Ah, JT's JT's one of dream race didn't go so well, but yours, <laughs> yours went all right, Ping. <laughs> you break another bike, JT? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what happened. I don't Apparently think I'm this was. Equipment. Yeah, I don't think this was JT's fault. It doesn't seem like it was had anything I mean, to do with JT. I, I think my max speed on the parade lap was about seven miles an hour, so I don't think it was me this time. <laughs> um, then Ping, I don't know if you watched it. Ping's on his soapbox. Uh, he's given the mic after his third place finish and. Gets on his soapbox about everyone should get one of these. Go to Craigslist. Everyone in sport oh. needs these. One twenty five. I'm just like, give me a break. He thought he, he thought he was at the Republican National. No, he did. Yeah, he, <laughs> thought, he, he thought he was Trump. He, just, he thought he was Trump. Going off, ping. Well, the guys who put this on, Joey and and those guys, share this. They have the same convictions I do about this bike and. I think it's something that's missing from the grassroots of our sport and it's hurting people getting involved and yeah, whatever I can do to help them promote. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love it. Ping, you, uh, you just needed a, you, you were an Ivan Tedesco mistake away from uh, getting second. You were right there kind of lurking behind him a little bit. Yeah. I had a couple spots that, uh, uh, he was quicker, and I was able to see that, and then uh, I picked those up, and there was a couple spots I was quicker than him, and um, the next to last lap, I almost I almost made a pass happen, and just, I just couldn't, so um, it was close. I had fun. Did you feel Tyler Villapoto getting, putting heat on you? Well, yeah, I didn't know who it was. Yeah. I knew someone. I thought it was uh, Abrigo. Oh, yeah. Because I thought I had passed him, like, in the second turn or something. Maybe it wasn't, but. Anyway, I knew someone was back there, and then all of a sudden they were gone. Did you have a lot of fun, Ping? Did you have you have a good time? Yeah, I totally did. I totally did that. You know, I've only ridden that bike a couple times, but when you go out to a track where there's just a bunch of two fifties and four fifties, it's not it's not as fun. You know what I mean? Because dudes are flying past you. Right. Right. The the fun of it, it's just like if you went and rode one tens or fifties with your buddies who are all on fifties. It's fun because you're all on the same bike. That's what made this race so cool is everybody's on the same thing. Did, so, JT, when you were in, was it cool to ride Wash Shugel again? Or did, was it kind of, like, do you remember a Slippery? We used to talk about a Slippery, hard to get traction. Now you're on 125. Like, or JT, um, was it just? And you know what? In practice, in practice, it, it was really, really awesome. And there's always icy spots. I mean, it's yeah. Shugel. Uh, but the rain helped a ton. I did notice, though, on, on the parade lap, you know, part of the parade lap that I got to do, it was the typical, you know, water in between motos kind of washugal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized with the schedule and where our priority lies in that program, they're going to take the opportunity to water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it definitely felt that way on the parade lap. Uh, but that, that's just how that track is. And, and honestly, I think that's cool. I think having a slippery track uh, where we have so many sandy tracks, I think it's cool. I think it adds uh, variety to the series, and, and it gives other guys that, you know, a guy mm-hmm. like Muscan who – um, you go to a track where there's just incredible traction. Maybe that's not its forte, but then you go to a track like Washougal and he feels right at home. So I think it's cool to add diversity to the series, and, and Washougal definitely offers that. 
What do you think, Pinga being back on? You said uh, you hadn't been there since '03. Well, that was the last time I raced it. Yeah, um, yeah, I was there as a manager, but yeah, it, yeah, it was, I mean, uh, yeah, riding on it since '03. Yeah, it was eerily similar. Like it hasn't really <laughs> changed that much. You know, uh-huh. there's a couple little jump sections, and the catcher's mitt turn used to go a little deeper down in there after the ski jump, but. Um, you know, like the layout is 99% the same. Yeah. And, uh, you just, you know, you start to think back to those sections where it looks like it's tacky and you come into it and you kind of commit and lean in all of a sudden the back end just you know, like steps out on you. Mm-hmm. And it's just that standard washugal. You just got to yeah. know like where you can push and where you can't. Uh, I did think the, the shadows were better. I don't know. I remember it being worse. Um, they used to have a lot tighter section back in the trees. It kind of snaked back and forth a little bit more before the finish. And I remember that always being really hard to see. And I didn't really have that problem this year. What'd yeah, you think? We were, we were in and out of there pretty quickly this year. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny. The, the gate drops for the, for the race and I'm in the tower watching it. And, like, you just forget how slow they are. Like, the gate drops, and you're like, <laughs> Like, you, you're like, oh, yeah, like, like his 450s get down there pretty pretty, pretty fast, right? Um, it's just such a slow race. They look so slow out there. You're like, wow, like, Lampson and RC, and I mean, you guys are hauling ass, too, don't get me wrong, and you're just like, God, it looks so slow. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Have you ever seen Terminator Two when the guy's on the XR eighty and he shifts like ninety five times? Right, right, right. That, That's what I felt like riding around the track. Like I've never yeah. shifted so many times in my life, and I'm sure I have. I just haven't ridden. You just forget, in, you know, right? Fifteen years. So yeah, I would come out of a turn and shift three times before the next turn. I'd shift all the way back down. <laughs> like my left leg was cramping on the you know, on the start of the parade lap because I shifted seven hundred forty seven times in practice. <laughs> Uh, uh, and uh, and JT uh, JT Ping had tires off and suspension adjustments going on. Uh, he probably had laptops out and oh, changes. Very he serious. Had graphic graphics, yeah. Literally, all I did was put new tires on because I couldn't get them mounted before I left. Whatever you say, Captain Project Mike. <laughs> did you have? Uh, did you have? You guys are real salty tonight. I don't know what your deal is. Everybody's a little bitter. <laughs> did you have Michelin Star Cross fives on pink? No, they were done last. Okay, because you took the win at Mammoth with one. I did. I did. <laughs> Michelin up front. Um, no, we're not salty. We're not salty, pink. It's, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I just I felt like you were you were like I have a dream. I have it on the mic. Like, like I was like, Man, I wish I could have seen this. Like, I was like, hey, Ping, let's hear about your race. Instead, you're like, I have a dream. If we go to Craigslist, buy 125s. This was his moment. <laughs> it, was. it was. It was the 125-man march. It really was. <laughs> oh, man. Poke fun all you want. <laughs> Do you think it's a good idea for a kid to go from an 80 to 280? No. Do you think that's a good jump? Uh, no, I do not. I think you have a very valid point. And you you think it's it's an awesome idea for some kid who's only got a couple grand to spend to go buy a 280 DF with a million hours on it and get into the sport? You think that's a good idea? I, I think you have a point. That's a bad idea. I think you have a good point. It's a very just, bad idea. I wanted to hear and about you. You think some jackass <laughs> who just is going to get into the sport can go buy a 280 DF and work on it himself? 
I can't build a 250F motor. I have no idea. They're easy. They're, they're, you can figure they're it out. They're, they're, they're not fun. as well, hard as everybody makes them out to be. Steve, you pissed them off. Have you seen this man's arms? No, I know. Yeah, he's CrossFit guy. <laughs> I can't really mess with him. I want to hear I'm about... I'm just saying, there's, there's a valid place for this no. bike in our sport, and we've totally oh, given up on grassroots. Why don't and, you talk the, to... The blue-collar people that, that like, basically... Here we go. Sport. Here we go. This is what I heard on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the truth, so... Um, you can make fun of it all you want. Well, I'm not making fun of it. I wanted to hear about your battle with IT. Instead, I got a 125-man march speech. That's all. That's, <laughs> I wanted to hear you talk about Tedesco and racing and, and all that. <laughs> hey, um, if, you, if, if this race happens again next year, and it's going to be a, a reality, I will go buy a 125, and I will bring my own project monster <laughs> like you brought. <laughs> Has it, did anybody check the CC of this project bike? That yeah, that's had? that's kind of what I was thinking. Did anybody go down the line and uh, just listen well, to the I, bikes? Uh, I, I guarantee you, there's some 150s that's, in that. Oh yeah, the yards ahead. So that was like 30 or 40 yards ahead of him on the start. So I don't think he was cheating. Were you surprised at this brown kid ping? Uh, how quick he was? Or well, uh, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that kid was going really fast. And then like. So who's I talk? Oh, J Bone afterwards. I'm like, man, that kid was flying. He goes, well, yeah, but you and I are pretty old. So yeah, like he should be going a lot faster than you, right? I'm like, well, I guess you're right, but I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> thing, whatever. <laughs> thanks, thanks J Bone. Oh shoot. Oh man. I, I th- he wasn't really going fast. Like the kid was moving. Well, um, what I don't it's like. Just, it's funny when you've never heard of somebody. Like I'd never heard of that kid. And oh, you never heard like of him? I, I knew, I knew exactly who it was, and I told everybody who would listen. That he was <laughs> yeah, the, no, Carson Brown, he's bad. I thought it was Connor Brown. No, Carson. I think no, he wears X brands. I think he wears X brands. He wears fly. Connor, Connor or Carson? I it's thought Carson. it was Carson. He wears fly. Yeah, it's Carson. It's he wears yeah. Carson. I just didn't know if he wears. If you were talking about a different kid named Connor that wore X brands. Oh, he wears X brands. What do you know? Um, no wonder why you guys had no chance at beating. But I, 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 when someone, once some people started saying that, I, I realized he won just one mammoth, and he's like right. heavy favorite for the schoolboy class at Loretta's, and he's he's legit. Um, yeah, super legit. Yeah. I thought it funny too. Like they had you. So you have this brown kid. What is sixteen, seventeen, or something? Right. Yeah. Then you have Ping Tedesco JT. Then there's some guy on a 93 CR125 out there that looks like it was literally <laughs> that, was, from, that was Crater. Oh, it was Crater. That was makes Crater sense. Jimmy Gaddis. Yeah, no, Crater's a local. He rips, too. I thought it was Jimmy Gaddis. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was Chad Pedersen. I, I didn't know. <laughs> um, I'd like to see it. Well, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. I just said I'd like to see, like, a little more regulation and who rides it and who doesn't, but who cares, I guess, whatever. I, I, yeah. I hope they do it well, again and I can actually, like, get some I, – because I didn't know until about 10 days before, so I was just scrambling, like, I'll take anything, you know. Well, and, yeah, that's probably, probably. Was there any, like, really cool, cool older bikes, like some old Roachers, or, or was it just pretty much the last date 125s out there? Well, Craters. Craters was pretty old. I don't know if there's any, any Yeah, that was a 93. Uh, Hanny's bike blew up in practice. Oh, is that what happened? He did. I was going to ask what Yeah, I was, I was behind him, and that thing was making all kinds of weird noises. Oh, so what do you know? The unreliable two-strokes blowing up in practice. <laughs> you know what? For about 150 bucks, he can throw a piston ring in that bad boy, probably do it himself. Get himself back on the track. I have a dream! <laughs> Ping's going to have a name road, a road named after Yeah, every, every, every city center in America. <laughs> Ping drive. It leads you right to it leads you right down to a dealer, to a KTM dealer. <laughs> ping ping drive. 
That's going to be your legacy. Uh, whatever. I'm, I'm not a four-stroke hater. I love four-strokes, but I just think that bike needs to be around. I, I it agree. It definitely has a place in the sport. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You're absolutely right, and I've told you this before, Ping. The jackholes at KTM and Yamaha, um, not so much KTM, but a little bit KTM, but mostly Yamaha. Uh, listen, fuckheads, your bike hasn't changed for 15 years, and you want f- almost full pop. You want so much money for that bike. Make the new bikes cheaper. You can buy yeah. a, it's an $800 difference or something between a 2016 YZ125 and a 2016 250F, and you're buying a, basically a 98 bike. Like, what are you doing, <laughs> OEMs? You're killing it, too. Like, charge, I know. charge less money. I, I, I've told any of those guys that'll stand around long enough to listen, like, why don't you make it a cheap model? Put the steel bars back on. Yeah. Throw Ching Shin tires on it. You know, I don't know. Get rid of, like, the pro taper rental stuff. Where you got to do, like, make it right. simpler. Don't, don't like, detune it. But yeah. most people replace that crap anyway. So what can you do to knock a few more hundred dollars off the cost of this thing for yourself? Uh, it, guy it, buying it. It needs to be more. It needs Put to be air forks on it. <laughs> Oh, oh and then Pig, well. <laughs> Pig's going to start another speech. <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> I, I, what? I just don't. I'm sorry. I, I disagree about the 125 thing. I, I think there's a sm- – I mean, if there is a place for it in the sport, it's small. Straight up. Oh, here it goes. Here we go. <laughs> Straight up. Like, well, that you thing also is... cruise around with gold teeth in, though, and you're white. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a point. That bike is so <laughs> slow, you're... though. It's so. Well, you're a big dude. Yeah, you're but a big like, dude. okay, you have so a kid getting off of an eighty. Yeah, it's, but it's yeah, one hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah, but kids are growing. Kids grow so fast that that bike you're gonna have for not me a year. Yeah, but if you're if you're into racing and you're moving up to the eighty to the one twenty five to the two fifty F, you're getting off the one twenty five because the only class you're gonna race is schoolboy. Yeah, but that, that that can all be changed. That doesn't have yeah, to. Yeah, it can be changed, but what are you going to do? Make a whole bunch of 125 classes? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, but to have. do what? Because everybody that's in, in small competition that's an amateur that's 85, their dream is to do what? It's not to race a 125 at the highest level. It's to race a 250F and get on a factory team. I mean, yes, the 125 is a great stepping stone, but – it doesn't matter because you're. That's not the. That's not the goal. That's not the end result. Well, you're trying to get to a 250. Either, so yeah, but you're you're stepping step. off. Yeah, should they never race an 80 either? Because you can't ride a supercross in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're going to start racing, why don't you just go ahead and get on that 450, though, Johnny? <laughs> I mean, I get what you guys are saying, but I mean, the I, 125 yeah. and the 250F are so close. It's not that big of a transition. Well, they're close in everything but affordability. True. Exactly. And the other thing is... But you guys just said it's only an $800 difference. Yeah, I agree. So you need to back up on that one, too. So So you guys are going to talk smack. Here's another part of it is it is so much easier to ride a 250F than a 125. So for a guy to go out and learn the fundamentals of how to corner, how to, you know, carry momentum, how to, like, be in control of a bike before he just starts, you know, jumping stuff that he shouldn't be jumping... That's another thing about that bike that I like. Dudes are, dudes are getting hurt bad because you can watch it. I can watch a guy go around track and go, okay, this guy's like not nearly talented enough to be jumping the stuff he's jumping. You can just watch him and see. And, right. and it never used to be like that because the guy couldn't ride a two-stroke 
and still be able to get out of the turns to do jumps. And I don't, now, I don't think, do I don't think that's, I don't think that's it a hundred percent. I think the frames and everything have gotten so much better that you can do that now. I think back in the day, the bikes were not near as good and you couldn't even um, attempt to do it here. The real crux of the real crux of this whole thing is that guys like your brakes, you know, your brakes, like my, your brakes are the real problem in this whole thing. You're, people, you're, people like my parents and myself, if, if the costs were the same as they were now, I would have never raced. I would have never yeah. been afforded the chance to go racing. I would have never had a dirt bike. My dad would have never had a dirt bike when he was younger. We would have. I would have never even been in the sport. I would be in. You know, I would have went to college and been done something else and never heard of dirt bike. So to get people into the sport, to spend money in the sport, and keep this sport thriving, we have to find more affordable ways to get people introduced into the sport. And the 125 affords that. that that's what I know. Exactly. I'll get. You know, King's yep. final thought is that it's not about the racing; it's getting people more well, introduced to the sport and, and be able to afford to do it. I, I want to move on from let, this. Let, let, let me let me let me just say this. Okay, here we go. Right. Ricky Carmichael's parents, James Stewart's parents. As blue collar as it gets, and I guarantee you, same same situation as JT. If it would cost them eight thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars to go buy a new bike, those kids would not be, you know, our no, never, best never even a seen. Never even a thought. No, same with McGrath. His parents ran an auto body shop. You think they're going to go buy a new bike like that? I mean, no. So here's the thing, though. The thing I disagree a little bit on it is if you have a, a stock 250F and you change your oil and maybe you put a muffler on it to give it a bit more power. Um, you, they're not unreliable hand grenades. When you start adding, no, but we couldn't. We couldn't have even bought a new bike. There's no way. Well, okay, okay. But, okay. I'm, but I'm just on. saying the old, the old, uh, you know, hand grenades thing is only true when you're racing at the highest levels. If you're just Johnny and you want to ride the B class in Minnesota or or wherever Texas, you can be competitive on a stock 250F. Change your oil. You know, change your piston after you know forty hours, and, and you're fine. You're, you're, there's not, there's not, they're not hand grenades unless you start adding compression uh, to these things. So. Okay, hold on. Seven Deuces, last point. Okay, if you're just starting out and you are gonna buy a 125, you're probably not gonna go pro though, right? No, but that's where the money. I mean, is that the blue collar thing that you're talking about. I'm saying that James Stewart's parents and Ricky Carmichael parents could afford a 50 and by the time james stewart was big enough for a 125 he was getting handed six of them so right but but i think ping and my point is that the kids that are going pro they're not spending any money in the sport anyway they're getting everything for free the people that want to ride for fun that work you know 50 hours a week and they want to be able to buy a dirt bike and go riding on the weekend they are they have been priced out by four strokes and, and the rising cost of riding. They have been. I, I talk to them all the time. I go to dealers. I talk to people all the time. And they're like, yeah, I ride. You know, I have a, a an old 125 because it's all I can afford to ride and fix when things go bad. You know, and, and it's just a recurring theme. And, and that's where, that's how the sport's driven. People that, you know, the blue-collar people that have real jobs and normal lives that just go riding on the weekends and maybe they go practice on a, you know, a Thursday night. That's where this sport is driven from, bar none. It's not the pro guys. It's not the, the phenom kids. It's none of that. That's, those are the, you know, the miracle stories and what we all love to talk about. But this sport is pushed on and driven on by people that just love motorcycling that, and that can afford to do it with the, you know, just their everyday normal job. Um, let's get into Derek's got a question. He's been on hold for a while. He's got a question about 125s for Ping and JT. Derek, what's up, man? Hey, uh, yeah, I was at Washougal, and I thought that was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I 
Ping's uh, speech there, everyone was pretty excited around me. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Saying. Okay. All right. Um, two things, though. Uh, one, I think the thing that I agree a lot with what JT and Ping are saying, but no one has even mentioned the fact that riding the 125 is possibly the most fun you can have on a dirt bike. No, it's not. Whether they're slow, you get beat, whatever, they're so fun, though. And uh, the other thing, the main reason I called is I was wondering if either of those guys are going to come back up to Washougal in September for the other dream race. What, what are you guys going back, Ping? Um, I, you know what? I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it. Just logistically, it's tough. I've already, my bike's already back here now, and I have a super motor race I'm supposed to do in October, so I can only do so much stuff. I'd love. Uh, um, I don't think it's going to happen for me, to be real honest, though. JT? I would love to. I don't even own a 125. That's the biggest problem. And well, I, we'll, I'm get right mo- now, we'll get you a husky. We'll get you a husky for moto right stuff. To, if we're gonna do this deal again into, at the national next year, I will have a 125 of my own that I bring. But yeah, go to Craigslist. Real, realistically, trying to pull it off by September is not bad. All right, uh, All right. D- Derek. Thanks, hey, Derek. Derek, were you? Yeah. You watched the race, watch Google. Were you like me? And I, I don't mean this in a derogatory term. I promise. Were you surprised at how slow they were? when you watch them on 250s, Fs, and 450s? Actually, the most amazing thing, I was sitting uh, right at the, the first hump of Horsepower Hill, mm-hmm. so I hear the gate drop, and you know they're out of sight. You can't see them right. they come around the first bend. I was amazed at how long it took before they came into the sight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. screaming away. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay, any second now, right? And then finally they came around the corner. No, yeah, you know? and I'm not saying it like Ping or JT. I'm not saying you guys are slow. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying it like you're so used to seeing 450s and 250s, and you're like, Oh, this was what Ricky and Lampson and all those guys. This is what it was, you know. Well, um, you think about you yeah. think about the bikes that were out there. There were two or three good bikes, and there were a bunch of bikes that were probably thirty-three or thirty-four horsepower. Yeah. The the, the factory two fifty F that you're used to watching are in the low fifties. They're like fifty-three horsepower. Yeah, no, so, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, I just, it's, a, it's a huge difference. I was just I forgot like how like that's what you used to watch Lampson and Carmichael, and that's what you guys yeah. that's what they look like, you know. So yeah. Uh, thanks, Derek. Okay, thanks, thanks. guys. Yeah, it's it's one of those things for sure. Um, well, well, okay. Uh, Ping, thanks, man. Thanks for the call. On, yeah, on the update. Of course. Um, I'm, you look good. I like I like the. Uh, you should have left forty five on the bike, but whatever. Well, one hundred one is your number. I understand, but um, bike looked good. Well, I, I, you know, I was in like a, a pissing match the whole weekend with Joey Lancaster, the guy that put it on, because he runs number one hundred one up in the northwest. Oh, like that's his number, and he's like, yeah. We're gonna to have to slash your number, and I'm like, I know what slash my number means, but like, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so, you go ahead and slash your number, whatever that means. But like, I'm just gonna go ahead and run my number. You, know, <laughs> you can do it. Hey, sco- well, I just did. Like, well, I went up to the start line, and even the guy's like, "Wait, are you supposed to slash your number?" And I'm like, I don't even know what that means still. But no. <laughs> I'm de- perhaps uh, you've heard of David Pingree. Uh, would you I don't like, even well, like Guns N' Roses? Yeah. <laughs> You're like. You brought it. Slash my number. Like I got to like line through the whole thing. You should have. Uh, wanted me to do. You should have brought a little DVD portable DVD player with the Anaheim one oh two and just be like, oh really, <laughs> really? You want me to slash your number? See, that's that's James Stewart and that's me. I'm on top of the podium. Now you go tell the guy. I I waited out Ben Townley for a decade on this number. And <laughs> I am not right. gonna slash it now. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, all right, Pink. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Good job. And uh, yeah, good time, guys. Have a good night. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Um, David Pingree. Jeez, JT, we're going to do a couple segments with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
let's get into it. I want to ask you, JT, I really want to get your opinion on uh, Savachi Webb. Let's do that. Well, can you come back on or what? What's your deal? Uh, yeah, I can. When? How long are you thinking? Uh, well, we got to have Amart on at uh, in like 25 minutes, and then we can be 20 minutes with him, and we can come back with you. Yeah, no worries. Um, but okay. no, let, let, let's do this before. Let's okay. get your opinion on the Savachi Web thing, because then we'll go into the, the segments when we get you back on. Um, Adam and I uh, were talking about it, breaking it down a little bit. It was kind of some drama from the weekend. We got in, in Cirillo's opinion on it as well. Uh, what's your take on first Savachi's move on Web, Web's retaliation, and all that? What, what, what do you? What's your make? Well, first, I want to hear what what did AC think quickly. Oh, what about why don't you want to know what me and Adam think? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't. I I generally don't care what you think, but Adam, I care a little bit. Um, pretty much what AC said was he drove it in deep to the first one, but he said he he probably looked a little bit. He was a little surprised on how deep he drove it, but wasn't unhappy about it. Probably couldn't stop. Probably couldn't yeah. stop. And right. then next corner, he was like, yeah. I don't know what he was thinking about going outside because if you pass somebody like Cooper, you're going to want to go inside for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I'm in the same kind of thing. I thought, uh, you know, the whole recurring theme of this whole incident was that, guys, it's the first lap. Right. It's the first lap of the race. And, you know, Joey, I think, you know, I don't think these guys liked each other going into the moto at all. <laughs> Uh, Joey saw Joey saw an opening. You know, Cooper got the whole shot. So Joey's like, man, I got I got to you know make something happen here. I can't let him get away. He saw an opening. I don't think it was the smartest move ever to drive it in that deep in that turn. Uh, especially, this is one of those things too that I think Joey will learn as he gets older and more mature. You have to know who you're racing against. You know, that's like walking up behind Vince Breezy on the starting line and thumping him in the back of the head as hard as you can. Like you just you don't do stupid things to to temperamental people. And to go in there and drive it in on web like that early, you, you have to know that you're going to be retaliated against. And, you know, Cooper, it wasn't like Cooper went in and just blasted him, but he also, you know, made the pass and then was definitely trying to break check him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, they got caught on each other. Like, you know, Joey ran into the back room, they got caught on each other and, and things escalated. Um, but I, I really, really think that, if you waited three or four years and you brought this back up to both of them when they're, you know, they're established 450 guys, they're right. probably like, man, that was really stupid. Like we had, we had 30 plus minutes of racing ahead of us to sort this thing out. Instead, we got, you know, where we were immature, we panicked and got rushed on things and made really bad decisions. And, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, 37 years old and I've lived through all these situations and I'm just looking at it. And I'm like, man, you really, you didn't have to force it there. Like you've got to, you've got to let your, you can't lose your cool in that situation on the first lap, especially when you're in first and second place, because just, you have everything to lose in those first few laps by doing something stupid. Do you, do you think that it was, I mean, I personally don't think that the Savachi thing was a bad idea. Like I think catching Cooper, um, you know what I mean? Out of, out of nowhere was probably the best thing he could have done. I feel like Cooper's been so on fire. You had to do something to shut him down. I just feel like the bad move for Savachi was, you know, why, why would you go outside? He must've made a mistake because for me, if I'm Savachi, you know, I'm behind in the points. It's not looking good at all. I got to make up as much time as I can. I need to do it now. And I know how good Cooper is. You got to make a pass right now because I feel like if you give Cooper any time, he's going to be gone. I would agree with you in part, but I think if you're going to do it and you're going to get in, you're going to be aggressive, make sure you punt him off the track. Don't let him just follow you into the next turn because 
you have to know, and that's why I kind of said you have to know who you're racing against. Yeah. Cooper is one of the, you know, he's a hothead. That's just him. And yep. he's, he's incredibly talented. He's going to be one of the, you know, one of the best racers over the next decade. But his temper gets the best of him, and he's going to make rash decisions and, and sometimes not the best decisions. So for Joey, you have to know you either make the pass and you blow him off the track and to where he can't immediately retaliate, or you make a smart pass where you just don't immediately go, incite go, Cooper go, to want to take you out. Or you know and, then, and then, again, if you do, don't go wide. Go inside to protect that inside. Well, yeah, I, and that's the whole thing. If you're, if you're going to do it and piss him off, you just have to know it's coming. Yeah. I mean, just be prepared for it. There's no question it's coming. They've already gotten into it like Mount Morris. The, you know, they had words. It's coming. It's just Cooper Webb. Like, be prepared for it. So that's where I'm like, hey, it's the first lap. You might not want to piss this guy off that doesn't care. Because I, I can assure you, and I'm, you know, completely speculating, but I, I would guarantee that as Cooper was coming down that big drop-off there, points were not what he was worried about. He was yeah. worried about hitting Joey Savacci as hard as he possibly could. Yeah, but it so, should have been points. The ultimate FU, no, yeah, absolutely. The ultimate that, FU is come. taking off and winning and being like, "Look, dude, you 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 yeah. took me wide yeah, and no, I still beat you." That's that's what right. I said. And that's going to that's going to come from maturity, but that's just not where Cooper is right now. And we've seen that from him time and time again. He's very you know emotions on on his sleeve, and he's going to make sometimes bad decisions. He's gonna he's gonna not always do the right thing. He's gonna he's, and when things go poorly, he's gonna. He's going to react immediately and sometimes not appropriately. And for Joey, I really think you have to think like about who you're dealing with. I, I think really think you have to race and know who you're making moves on. If, if that's Ryan Dungey and you blow him off the track, Ryan's just going to pass you back and make you regret it. You yeah. know, he's just going to walk yeah. away from you. You know who? A guy uh, like Cooper, yeah. he's going to come in and, and smack you around and probably knock you down. You know, and that's that's just the difference. You know who was really pissed uh, was Jmart after the race. Uh, not happy. Yeah, and there's already tension there, obviously, between Yeah, Coop I mean, and but he was just a completely, he was an innocent bystander. That no, I know, thing. and he's just like, why did the guy have to do that, you know? Right. Uh, took yeah. himself down, took me down. Um, Harris, Mitchell Harrison, I think, was down, um, you know, yeah. a, a mark. Well, I think, and down. honestly, he probably didn't see, you know. And I, I really felt that Joey started it. You know, Cooper obviously took it to the next level a little bit. It wasn't like Cooper went in there and, and you know, T-boned him or anything. Right. Um I think they both were in the uh, wrong in the, in a little bit, but I think more than anything, the, the just the overriding theme with the whole thing was those are really poor decisions on the first lap. You just don't have to do that, you know. I think they both jeopardized their their race by taking chances on the first lap when they didn't need to. They were first and second place. Yeah, you know, they had mm-hmm. they had the whole race in front of them. Absolutely, uh, Tyson. You've been on hold for a while. What's up? You got a question about Stu? Tyson. Yeah, how you guys doing? Oh, uh, what's up, bud? You got a question about Stu? Yeah, I had a, uh, I got, I got two questions actually. First off, um, the last time Stu won was 2009, while well, won a championship. Yeah, and he was training with Alden Baker. Now I know you guys aren't huge Alden Baker fans, but JT loves the Alden stars Baker. Aligned, if the stars aligned and he had the chance. To go back with Alden, should he do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he should absolutely. But I mean, I I don't see that happening. Huh? That ain't happening. Uh, I so, honestly yeah. don't believe that James has any interest in putting in that much work anymore. And not to mention, Alden's got a K 
KTM specific deal now and all that. Like yeah, it's, besides yeah. all that, yeah, I'm yeah. Just saying the the initial will to do it. I don't believe James wants to do that program. That that's why he wanted out. He didn't want to do that program. He, he didn't feel like that was what was best for him. Um, I don't, I don't think he wants any part of that much work or that much you know that serious of a program or that strict of eating habits or any of that. I don't think James wants anything to do with anything about that program. So I think that's the the biggest thing holding up any sort of reunion, you know, besides all the KTM yeah. and, and all that stuff. But, yeah. but Tyson, if he could, uh, if he wanted to, you know, there's other trainers out there. Alden isn't, you know, the magic potion to, to winning. He yeah. certainly helps. He's got a great program, don't get me wrong, but, you know, there's – Lots of guys so is there. it worth it for him to keep racing then if he's not willing to uh, uh, put in that kind of work? No. No, he cannot come back in 2017 in the shape he's in. No. I mean, I, honestly, I don't think he's back at Yosh next year anyways, so I don't know what he's going to do for a ride. I really don't know. I have no clue. He'll be in Teddy Parks maybe. <laughs> would, te- would Teddy take Stu? <laughs> Teddy would take Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. I don't think Stu's going to Teddy Parks, but well, yeah, stranger things have happened. It'd be interesting. And yeah. then one more question for you guys: <clears throat> Who wins more races next year on a Yamaha? Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, or Justin Barsha? Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb. JT. I'll take uh, zero wins for all three. What? Interesting. Yeah. Oh my God, JT's. Someone drug test JT immediately, please. <laughs> Jerk off. So um, you're saying no wins for Cooper Webb and Supercross next year? Um, yeah, that would be all three. That would be zero wins for all three. <laughs> just, just, just to clarify. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Well, all right. Thanks, Tyson. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Great show. Between, between the guys I saw, uh, you know, if, if Dungey and Roxon are healthy, I and Tomac and. Coops, guys, Coops got wins. Anderson coming back. Coops got yeah, wins. I, I feel like I should put money on this with JT. All right, let's do it. Twenty-two. How, bucks. About, how about an invite to the twenty seventeen fly launch? <laughs> yes. If if you win, Adam, you get to go. Uh, and if you lose, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. I don't know who Adam talked to. I, I can't imagine that Max told him he can't come. No comment. All right. Well, I will have a discussion tomorrow then. Uh, all right, JT. We're gonna let you go. We're gonna go to commercial break, but we'll come back with X Brands, and we got some questions specific to you on the uh, tweet at uh, Travis segment. So uh, stay tuned. We'll get you back in after that. And uh, thanks, buddy. All right. Talk all right to you soon. See you. All right, everybody. Commercial break number two. Got Rob and Guy from Australia in studio. They're they, they're living the dream. Watching the Pulp Mech Show Living the dream. being recorded with Adam Enton, that the Seven Deuce Deuce, yeah. and uh, and Travis Marks and myself. Uh, Alex Martin coming up. He's the winner from Washougal. Uh, we'll have some more JT. Uh, I want to quiz Adam on uh, some more Washougal questions as well as try to find out who is the next guy to get off Privateer Island. So we got that and much more coming up here on the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. 
Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at Fly Racing USA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs, you need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone, Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Gear. 
MenFab is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MenFab Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. MenFab has you covered. MenFab products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, MenFab Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. MenFab also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack, so... There's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, in talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their to previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have it, Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All 
in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Anders Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. MX. 
Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Paul BMX Show. Get on your feet for the number 22 of Chad Reed. Got the game on lockdown. Already know who I'm talking about. Made his name and his world renowned. Always got the fans all getting loud. Curry Curry is the name of his hometown. Australian, he grabs the crowd. So told he's back to blow now. Welcome back, everybody. Pump Mech Show. Presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. That is the 7 Deuce Deuce Heat 1 22. Hey, guess what song it is? Hey, 
What? Seven. Oh, it is? Song <laughs> yeah. number seven? Did you do yeah. that on purpose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice, I like that. Um, this kind of, this song came up, came up, came because, uh, we were walking the track with, with Chad, or I was walking the track, what happened? I, I we, said, hey, why don't you get, you gotta drop Thunderstruck, I've always been like, dude, you gotta drop Thunderstruck. Yeah, well, like, we were at Arizona, it was Arizona, was it was Glendale, okay. this yep. year, and I was walking around the track, and I, every time I see Steve, I'm like, yo, Steve, what up? Well, sure enough. Uh, I think you guys were sitting on the dragon's back after the finish line. I, I was know probably it. telling, giving chat some lines. <laughs> I know every right. single detail of this story. Um, he's, uh, you guys are standing on the dragon's back. I come walking up. I'm like, what up? And then, sure enough, you're like, oh, hey, what's up, Adam? Anyways, um, Chad. <laughs> then you go back to Chad, and you're like, dude, you need to get rid of Thunderstruck. You've had it for like a bajillion years. Yes. And you're like, why don't you let Seven Dudes Dudes make you an intro song? Yeah. And he was like. And then he let you do it. He was like. Yeah. Yeah, no, because Chad doesn't care about music. He doesn't know anything about music. Yeah. No, he, he didn't didn't. know who Van Halen was. He doesn't know anything about music. He does not care about music. So I think he just was like, yeah, like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, whatever. They only played it one week, though. Yeah. No, they played it at Vegas, too, a little oh, bit. Oh, they did? Yeah. yeah. They need to pick that up. He, well, it was kind of a little bit, I don't, I don't know what exactly the deal was, but I talked to um, Dave, and he said the people upstairs think that. Thunderstruck is kind of like Chad Reed's theme song, so I understand that part of it. It's terrible. I love Thunderstruck, but let's change it up. Yeah. You know, well, maybe maybe after this album's gone this good, and maybe we can get right. him to come out to A1. Too. Well, and he likes the song, so you never know. Chad Reed, it, don't go down. <laughs> I like it, bro. It's good. Uh, you gotta make you gotta make another Pulp Mex song, though. You you promised that you never you never have. You made I us know, I know, you made I know. us one banging Pulp Mex song. It was that, really good. That song was sick. Berluti, berluti. What the hell happened? <laughs> he um, riches for Suzuki. Yeah, bro, it's great. <laughs> make us a part two though, because now we got Travis, and you can throw some other people in there, maybe or oh, something. Oh man, you know? Kiefer in there, a little Kiefer after dark action. Oh jeez, oh my god. <laughs> um, but uh, Heat won by the Seven Deuce Deuce. Get it on iTunes. It's uh, it's terrific stuff. Even if you don't like rap, it's good stuff. So, um, uh, we thank everybody for listening tonight. Jason Thomas, David Pingree, uh, Adam Cincerillo, all on tonight. And uh, don't forget, we got uh, uh, lots more coming up here. Hot Cams, the designed and development of high performance dirt bike camshafts. They are now a proud supporter of our show, and uh, it's been great. They've been doing killer business. Hot Cams 2016. You can also get a deal on Pivotworks, too. Uh, little known secret. So you can get Pivotworks and Hot Cams for the same kind of code and the same kind of discount. Unleash the power within. Get the extra power you need. Move your power around. A lot of privateers in the pits uh, use hot cams for their camshaft needs. And hot cams is pleaded, hotcamsinc.com. Please and proud to bring you our next guest. He is a moto winner at Washougal, an overall winner at Washougal. He He's closer to second in the points than he's ever been this year. And, uh, well, he led for a little bit. But uh, welcome to have him on the Star uh, Yamaha's Alex Martin. What's up, Amart? How are you? Uh, doing good, Steve. How about yourself? We're good, bro. Congrats on the win. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty pumped about it. Um, life's pretty good right now. Can't <laughs> complain too much. No, you got a big bonus from Yamaha. You got two weeks off. You know what I mean? Like, it's a nice little deal to go into the break. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Couldn't ask for a better way to, to end the six-week uh, race that we just had, race, race streak. So, yeah, it's good to go into the break with, with that uh, little bit of confidence going forward. 
Are you like me and just like you're so looking forward to this break? <laughs> like I, was, <laughs> I, I so need it. I need, I need these two weeks I, off. I really am. I'm in the same boat as you, Steve. Like it just, I don't know how the 450 Supergrass guys do it, honestly. I know, right? It's crazy. It seems like, like, and honestly, like the season, the series feels like it's almost done. Like six races, and now there's only three left. I know, I know. Um, you won Glen Helen earlier this year with a 2-2, and I remember interviewing you, and you were like, well, I didn't win a moto or whatever. It's still good to get the overall, but I didn't, you know, didn't win a moto. And you've been so close to winning a, your second career moto all year long. You've led a ton of laps, and uh, I was happy uh, to see you finally get it done in that first moto. You um, you had Savachi on you for, geez, it seemed like most of the moto, and uh and, and you had to be thinking, you're, like, you're just like, that's not going to happen. Millville's not going to happen. Uh, you know, all these other races that were, it's gone it's gone until late. It's not going to happen again. So, I like it. Yeah. No, I know. It really felt good, uh, like you said, to, to be so close so many times. It, it definitely gets frustrating after a while, especially when I'm leading, like, until two or three laps. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's really frustrating. So, uh, for sure, that felt good to cross the finish line first for the first time this year. Do you like yeah. the Do you like the track? Is it one of your? Is it? It's a tough track. It's not. It's not an Alex Martin track when I think of Alex Martin tracks. But um, <laughs> clearly, what? No, it's just harder pack. He's Alex is better on this. What? I know, but like, yeah. I mean, obviously he's from Millville. Yeah. But you know, can you really say like he is professional? No, I know, but yeah. some everybody has their uh, tracks. Yeah, you know? true. But he did. Yeah, win I feel too. like the the privateer days for sure. Like, I would always chill at Millville and maybe Southwick, and Redbud was a good one for me. But I do feel like this year it's kind of been like I've been pretty consistent across the board mm-hmm. with all of them. So, and I think that kind of just solidified it at Washougal because that really isn't my type of track. Um, oh, so you, you are. Know, right. Yeah, it's not my type of track. But, I mean, at the same time, you get a whole shot, it really helps your chances of winning a moto there. So that for yeah. sure helps. Yeah. And then uh, your buddy Cooper Webb and Savachi's move in Moto Two, that was nice for you because you were about eighth or ninth. Yeah, that was great. Honestly, like honestly, I <laughs> that was great. <laughs> much better, you know. To really to come into, I mean, I really feel like I gave up a lot of points to Jeremy and Cooper at Millville, um, and so I came in what like thirty something down from Jeremy, and then seventeen down from Joey, and mm-hmm. to leave. Basically four points out of second. That's like perfect. Yeah. Me, you know? Yeah, Millville should have been a one one, bro. It really should have. Bro, I know. <laughs> bro, <laughs> I know. Really, really threw that one down the drain. That that's why like I was just honestly I was so pissed off after Millville. Like that whole week I was just like right. wanting some redemption. Redemption on the weekend because I really I just feel like I threw that one away for sure. Yeah. Um we had A C on earlier. He thinks he might have been the guy to ram Jeremy in the ribs. When he was down on the ground, he obviously didn't mean it, but uh, he, he thinks it might have been him that did the move. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw. I actually replayed it last night. It was watching, and for sure, uh, I don't know if that was an elbow by AC. I mean, obviously, totally un- unintentional, yeah. you know, yeah. but just the wrong place at the wrong time. And you know, maybe if Jeremy did some sit up once in a while, he'd have been able to take that elbow just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you guys just bust on each other all the time. You're like literally the same speed these days. You're 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 fighting for wins, and it's just you just bust on each other. It's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's been fun for sure. You know, I don't think I can get away with telling someone's fat or out of shape. Like I can't say that's Joey or Cooper, but you know, I can tell Jeremy's fat and out of shape. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, so what are you going to do on your weeks off? What's the plan? Uh, yeah, just... Are you going to stay off the bike? Yeah, you're going to stay off the bike, right? Uh, no, I mean, I'll ride maybe once or twice this week. Uh-huh. Um, but for sure, compared to what we've had probably the last two, three months, it's, it's pretty much feels like an off week. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I can't... I don't feel like the position I'm in, I can really just totally go off the deep end right. in terms of, of eating or training and stuff. But for sure, just relaxing a little bit more, maybe doing some things that I don't normally uh, do when I'm training all the time, whether it's fishing or jet skiing. Uh, my brother got a stand-up jet ski, so oh. we've kind of been playing around with that a little bit. And, and first off, just learn how to stay up on it, you know, and that's that's actually a pretty tough task. Uh, what did he get? Did he get a super jet or did he get Cowie? Oh, Superjet. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fast. But yeah, they, I don't know if you, you ever see some of the – I saw a video of this guy that does, like, backflips, like, in a row and, and like, twists and all kinds of stuff. I don't know how that's possible. Um, I used to have a Superjet. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah. Where do you where do you ride that in Vegas? No, no. It's up in Canada a long time ago, bro, on lakes. In lakes in Canada. Mm-hmm. It was fun. There are a lot of fun jet yeah. skis. Um, the um, – the Washugo race, uh, um, what did you – this has been a topic of our debate all night uh, with Adam Cincerillo, then JT, and then Adam Antonap, and I weighed in. What's your take on Savachi's move on Webb and Webb's move on on uh, on Savachi? Like, w- the general consensus with us is, like, Savachi's move was a little greasy, but he probably couldn't stop. Uh, he was a little aggressive, and then Webb basically – you know, killed a mosquito with a, with a shotgun and didn't need to do that at all. He was in front. And, and so that was kind of our take. Like you got, and also too, we were also wondering why Joey would go outside when he knew that Cooper was probably going to gun for his tip fib at any moment. Yeah. That's definitely kind of a juicy hot button topic right now. I, I know. Well, that's, what's your take on moment. it? What's your, what's um, your, what do you think? I, I feel like the, you know, kill the mosquito with a shotgun. It's pretty apt uh, description. <laughs> yeah. But no, for sure. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of drama after the race, especially around the podium between the two. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's like for sure Joey came down the inside hot and, and took Cooper wide. And like, I mean, if that would be anyone, like, that would piss you off. Right. right? Yeah. So, I mean, you have to expect that there's going to be a little retaliation from Cooper. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. And we, we all agreed on yeah, that. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, like. I, yeah, it's Cooper Webb. Like, you know, he can count to three as many times as he wants his helmet, but he's, he's pissed off. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and like in all honesty, like I know, obviously Cooper break checked Joey, but at least they at least they weren't going like thirty, forty miles an hour down a straightaway. It, it was like mm-hmm. maybe five, six miles an hour. Yeah. Um, I think Joey's probably just more pissed off the fact that it probably took him a long, long time to get going. Yeah, you know, so the fact that he he's so far back, I mean, for sure, I can see why he's pissed off about that. But yeah, you know, they're they're young kids. Um, I can say that because I'm so old. Right, right. Yeah, you're a grizzled, they're, they're grizzled young veteran. Kids and yeah, yeah, they're seeing red, and I know. Obviously, they don't really like each other. So yeah, to me, like if I'm Webb, it's like the ultimate payback is to pass the dude back with a sweet pass on the inside and take off for the win and just be like, yeah, eat poop. I just won, you know. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabe, yeah, I don't know. It helped you. Like he might have hit neutral or something because yeah, it's weird that he. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, hey, good for you. You got the win, and uh, and that was great. Hey, Nelson, dude, I I thought he'd get a bit tired. 
Uh, he hadn't raced. He's barely raced this year, like three races or something. And uh, the guy hung with you. He battled you hard. Yeah, I was actually I was pretty impressed with that, and I wasn't really expecting it because um, I knew he had, he had only had like five days or something on the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of, you know, second moto at a national. You can't expect the certain guys to, especially someone that's been out for a little bit, to fade. Right. Um, and so I was kind of... I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was feeling a little bit from the first moto because Joey and I went head-to-head for 35 minutes. Pretty much, I, yeah. I was really sprinting to try and get some breathing room. Um, so in that second moto, I just like felt like I really couldn't get going. Um, and, and Joey and those guys had a pretty good pace going. And I was able to catch up to him a little bit at the end there, and I had a good line uh, around the finish line there in the whoops. And was able to make it stick there. But then, yeah, I wasn't really expecting him to retaliate and basically keep pushing me after mm-hmm. I passed him. Sure. So, you um, you didn't see Marty fly off the track, right? You had no idea. No, I had no idea, and honestly, I spent the last two laps looking for him, <laughs> and had no idea, and yeah, and didn't find out until I was at the podium. Yeah, so. dude, Marty, second place, kind of in the bag, and I don't know about in the bag. Where did he but fly off the track at? Right by the podium before the single, the single before the mechanics area. This yacht. Just yacht left. <laughs> There's absolutely no footage either of it, of the incident. Yeah, nobody, yeah. <laughs> yacht left into the crowd and everything. I feel, like, I feel like we should have an iPhone video or something nowadays. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Yeah, did you see it in person, Steve? No, 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 no. No, not at all. No. No, okay. this disappeared. I don't know. I thought his bike blew up because I know Osborne's blew up, and I was like, oh, maybe they got bike problems or something, you know? Well, like, I wonder, was it over the single? Like, did he launch the single into the crowd? Yeah. Or what? Yeah. That's what happened? Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody was okay, but there were some people that were feeling it, you know? Yeah. People? So, like, he hit actual spectators? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's what I heard. All right, let's get some phone calls here. Hot Cams, Inc., bringing you Alex Martin. Uh, Pulp MX 2016 is the code to save at Hot Cams. Uh, let's get to Dan. Dan, welcome to the show. What's your question for Amart? Hey, hey Alex. Uh, it's been great watching your speed this year, watching your ride. Um, you had a, you know, so much pressure from Savachi for, like you said, 35 minutes. And what I wondered was what, uh, what you were thinking about out there, what you were, your mental state was to try to finish that moto win off when you had so much pressure for such a long time yeah um i feel like i've actually answered that question quite a bit lately but no it's cool uh for sure i've had so many cases this year where i've been so close so many times so for me i i kind of had a lot of anger i would say (laughs) um just kind of pissed off like i need to finish like let's close this get the deal done type of thing um especially with the last two laps left so you know, that was my biggest thing was just trying to trying to close the deal finally and get get that motor win. There you go, Dan. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Hey, I got one more quick question too. Sure. Um something I've no- noticed about your, your riding this year, um, is that a lot of times like you'll hit like the big like single jumps and sometimes you seem to jump farther than a lot of the people around you and which actually you seem to be going faster and it actually helps you. Is that something you you concentrate on that you're you're doing that you think it's faster or or what's the deal there? Uh, yeah, I guess I just don't want to slow down, so I just keep the speed going. Um, yeah, and like the case I watched Google where we were hitting that that single, I was actually able to kind of land on the downside of a breaking bump or like a sand whoop. Um, so it wasn't like it wasn't really as hard of a hit as it maybe looked on TV. 
Um, but yeah, at the same time, like you have so much adrenaline running through the body in a race like that, so you really don't feel a hit either. Uh, but yeah, just trying to keep my speed up, I guess. Cool. Thanks, Dan. Hey, no problem. Thanks. Thanks Thank Steve. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's it is something I've noticed too. Dan has a point. You've been uh, you've been launching the singles, but that's what you got to do, man. Right to to launch those singles. Yeah. What? <laughs> um. I wanted to ask you, you know, with racing my brother, I, I've noticed a lot that I kind of look out for him on the track sometimes. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever actually seen your, your brother down, but does that affect you at all during the race? Or do you think about that? Are you always trying to beat your brother or are you just racing your own race? How, how do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that's with any case of brothers. Like you, you don't, you know, you hate to see that your brother in the asterisk medic mule or, you know, mm-hmm. in pain alongside the track. I mean, fortunately, I didn't see him down in the, in the second moto. So, like, I didn't really know that he was in trouble, and I was pretty kind of focused on my race at the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'd prefer, like, if he's if he's behind me, then that's, that's one thing. Like, I want to kick his ass and make sure he stays behind me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but if absolutely. I see, if I were to see him uh, down, I'd be for sure bombed it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's like I, I feel like when I'm racing my brother, I'm always looking. I, I don't. I always look across the track or something, try to find him. Um, is there any other kind of? I mean, obviously, there's motivation to catch him and win. Has it? Has it ever helped to uh, to think about that kind of stuff? Or, or do you know when you go out to the track, is it just like whatever? I'm going to race my own race, and that's how it goes. Or, or is it beat my brother every single time? Uh, no, I mean, I guess there's so many, you know, like Osborne, Joey, Cooper, there's so many fast guys right now out there, um, that like, I don't really focus just on beating Jeremy, you know, um, like when I pulled off after the moto, you know, I was just like, where's Jeremy at? Where did he finish? I guess yeah, like, yeah. I usually ask, like, where is he finished? And then, you know, they're like, oh, he crashed and finished way back. I'm like, I'm bummed. I'm not like, oh yes, I got points on him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So. But you know, like if there's plenty of times this year where we've been kind of next to each other on the start line and i mean i don't i don't look at them i don't give them the thumbs up or anything really <laughs> right 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 uh all right let's get this tyler question for alex martin on the pulp show tyler what's up thanks for calling bud um hi how are you doing uh i have a question for alex um i was wondering if you made any major changes to your training program since the previous season uh yeah maybe actually made some pretty big changes really just from supercross to outdoors um and big changes for me just considering like really what i've done the last couple of years um a lot less cardio actually just more still keeping up with the cardio just a lot less uh, a little bit of weight training kind of up my core routine a little bit more and started doing some stretching and uh just i guess a lot more focus on nutrition and kind of just a more well-rounded approach i guess you also, Tyler, you also changed goggle brands from X brand um, to another brand, and he's riding well, but he, his vision has not been as good. There's no doubt. Yeah. I'm just saying. So. Yeah. All right, Scott. All right, Tyler. Anything else? I see you. Uh, not it. Where are you from, Tyler? Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? You got a bike? Yeah. Yeah, I got a KX85. What year? Uh, 2012. Oh, yeah? You race? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm planning on it, trying to get one race under my belt for this season. Haven't raced yet, but, okay. yeah, saving um, up for some new gear. 
No, you don't need to say that. We're going to give you a set of gear. All right, buddy? Uh, fly Racing, flyracing.com. Um, we're going to have you dialed up on the new 2017 stuff. So uh, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, Tyler. Thanks for your question. And uh, so stay on hold, okay? And Travis will get your info. And, and thanks for calling, buddy. Okay, thank you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, that's what we do. We make dreams happen on the show, Tyler. Tell all your friends. Okay, yeah, I will. All right, cool. Uh, thanks, Tyler. Uh, winning the set of Fly Racing gear. That was sick. That was sick. Oh, and Alex yeah, Martin. You're, you're a nice guy. Alex you're Martin. Yeah, Alex Martin used to wear fly, too. Yeah, as well, he did. So. Hey, um, we have this thing, Amart, on our show. Like, Adam and Tanap is sitting here, and we like to talk about getting off a of privateer island. <laughs> so, like, Entenap, Dusty Pipes, uh, Colin Juren, uh, uh, these guys, uh, Heath Harrison, they're on this island, uh, Stank Dog. And it is, it is harsh on this island, and they have. It's kind of like, you ever seen Castaway with Tom Hanks? Uh yes. Yeah. Remember, remember, he was trying to get off the island. He was building rafts, and there was big waves coming in. He couldn't get off the break, right? And he was pushing him back into the island. Well, the only two guys that have really got off the island, and it's harsh on the island. Like they're killing each other. They'll do anything to. They can't eat. They, they, you know, whatever. They're, they'll kill each other for for a brake pedal, things like that. <laughs> the only two guys that have ever really got off Privateer Island, Amart, are you and Pike. Like you're a full factory rider. Pike is full factory guy, and you guys were once full Privateer dudes, just like Antonap now and Heath Harrison and uh, Noah McConaughey and these dudes like that. Um, and you made it off the island. You did it. Took a yeah, long time. I, I really like how vivid you are with the detail of the island. <laughs> no, believe me, it's it's insane the island. So you made it off, and there would have been a time that I would have said, "Nah, Amart will never make it off the island. Like he he ain't good enough." But you did, and and Pike too. Yeah. Pike did it with a lot of hard work, man. I I you know we all told the story about Pike. He could the dude could barely make it into the night show, literally, could barely yeah. make a night show. Um, and now he, you know, like I said, he's killing it. So, like, if Heath Harrison or Entenap here in studio or Tyler Entenap or, or any of these jerky privateer island guys, what advice would you give them? Like, what, what, what got you off the island, eh, Mart? Uh, dude, I tell you, man, it, it's a long road, though. I know. Yeah, not even road, but that's a, that's a big <laughs> island. It's, dude, and it's got that's... lines and taggers, and it's, you could die on the island, you know? Like... It's treacherous. <laughs> um, but you know, I think for me, like I always had a pretty good work ethic. So I think that's like, if you're a privateer guy, you know, let's face it, like you don't have good equipment, you don't have good backing. I mean, obviously the people that are backing you want you to do good, but the, just the money's not there, mm-hmm. you know? And so you need to have some really damn good fitness to build to, to ride a bike, a slow bike, just as hard as a factory guy, your, your fitness has to be there. So for me, I was always really into training and fitness, and that was a passion of mine. So mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that helped me out. Me too. Yeah, um, I'm the same. Oh, absolutely. Travis <laughs> yeah. Steve, baby. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's thing for sure. And, you know, you have to have good uh, – you just have to be talented and have good technical skills for sure and good technique. Um, and, honestly, you need some luck. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Things have to fall in the right way because, I mean, honestly, if – with 1110, I was kind of going down a road that, that wasn't so good in terms of maybe getting a factory spot and right. it hadn't been Park River and them kind of getting support from Yamaha. Like, who who, know, who knows if it really would have no, happened I know. for me? You know? And that's why it's a bummer there's not more, like, kind of 
I shouldn't say B level, but essentially like B level teams to where at least you have some support and a good enough equipment to get to that A level team. Mm-hmm. Now, like with really, there's there's not much out there in terms of that. It's either like you're a privateer or you're a factory guy. Yeah, you're either on the island and literally salvaging some food, you know, eating out of the trash bins, or you're killing it and making a ton of money. There's no in between. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, like, for years I was a privateer, and I was getting between 5th and 10th, you know, whether it was 1110 or even Rock River. Mm-hmm. And it was like that just, it wasn't good enough if you're a privateer getting 6th or 7th. Like, and especially in outdoors, it's just like it wasn't good enough. Like, yeah. the guys, the factory people aren't really interested unless you're literally on the podium or winning. Yeah. You know, which is, it's kind of hard to compete with that. Dude, it's tough on the island. And to get off it is tough. And like a guy like the Seven Deuce Deuce here, like, so you did your femur last year. Year before was wrist, uh, hand, dislocated yeah. wrist, navicular, and right. triquetrum. Yeah, and, and like the year before that was a blown out ACL. Right. So like, Ooh, not that's a, a tough track. Record. Right. Like you can't even get any momentum going because you're just constantly coming back. Yeah. You know, because you need two, three months to come back. You know, and get ready. And then if you hurt yourself again, you're back to square one. You know, so that's that's one thing that helped me out too. Is I stayed away from injuries. Yeah, yeah, for the most yeah. Part, you know, as a privateer, dude, you gotta just find a raft. Find bro, a raft, seven deuce, bro, deuce, deuce. I think honestly, with the seven deuce, deuce, you're gonna see a whole new way off the island. Really, <laughs> it's gonna be like Via, this, like yeah. this tunnel back road <laughs> thing that you guys have never no. seen in your life. You're gonna get on a CD. That's what I'm saying. And you're gonna you're paddling on a CD. <laughs> it's gonna spin and a create CD. like a right twirl tornado yeah. thing that's gonna fly. I don't right. know. You yeah, know what I mean? no, yeah. You can either do it. With results, or you can make a CD, and or and or both. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Adam, Adam's gonna get a life raft from iTunes. <laughs> Dude, he's killing it, bro. Yeah, he's killing it. Talked about so. Um, yeah, you can't rap, can you, Amor? If you want to rap, or. Oh, terrible! Hey, throw me I down a rap, Amor. Come on, dude. You can spit me one line. Honestly, I don't even have a single rap going in my body, Adam. I think we should maybe hang out for a weekend. <laughs> All right, cool. You cool. teach me your ways. Dude, I would love to. Did you buy Heat 1? Yep, I got it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just lied. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, you did? Yep. Oh, I that's... Gotta, I got to help a brother out, you know? That's so sick. I got I got Phil's rap name is Sir Cheap-A-Lot. Sir Chee- oh, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, Sir Cheap a lot. Spin off from Sir Mix a lot, maybe? Yeah, I don't yeah just know. a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, hey, uh, so uh, Amart, where I was discussing today um, a little bit of motocross the nation stuff. Like, you're you're in the running for oh. this. Like, you really would be like uh, Webb on a 450, Tomac on the 450, and like, I don't think your brother's going. I don't know. Maybe he would. I. Uh, I know you're switching teams too. You you can't talk about it, but you're gonna switch teams too. But I don't. Know, I feel like your brother and your. I feel like your brother and the team just really want to just wait till Indiana and then see you later. That's just my opinion. And Savachi, if you beat Savachi in the points, Amart, why not you? Like you could ride. Mm-hmm. You already wrote for Puerto Rico. We all know that. Um, so have you thought about this? Like you're definitely in the running. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you could say I do have some experience with his nations and kind of how it runs because I have mm-hmm. been over there twice yeah. with Puerto Rico. 
So, and that, that's what's really cool is like being with Puerto Rico and then seeing how Team USA is like treated at the race. Like it's pretty badass. Like that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a really cool experience to be a part of, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's honestly pretty surreal to, to even be considered and a pretty good chance, I think, of me kind of getting to go over there. Um, yeah. I would say with, with uh, Joey and Cooper's recent drama, I don't <laughs> Yeah, that probably won't help team morale out very much. No, no. So, no, it's, and it's crazy, too, because it really, um, obviously they'll have the team decided probably by the time we go to Unadilla, you know. I would so. Think they're so. really looking yeah. at, they're looking at, you know, the race that's already gone by, what mm-hmm. we at, nine, round nine or whatever? Yeah, ten, yeah so. nine. So they've, they've pretty much already made their decision. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, Dude, see that'd what be, happens. That'd be great if you could go. There's going to be no doubt. Like, I, Are like you I, going, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I go all year. I go all the time, bro. Um, it, it just like I said, I I would put Webb on the 450. I would take Tomac, and then whoever is highest in the 250s, you or Joey, I would take that guy. And like, I even if it was your brother, though, I just I don't think that it's gonna work. And, you know. Yeah, I mean he's he's fat and out of shape. So. <laughs> Not that I think he would want to go. I just don't think I think things are a little. Tense there. Your brother is pitting out of an easy up off the back of the truck. And I'm just saying, just for if people want to know. So I don't think he's there because he thinks it's awesome to hang out. You know what I mean? So just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, dude, that'd be awesome if you could go. Like, what a story. That would be, that'd be so cool. You get to go. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of get a kick out of the fact that I rode for Puerto Rico and then now I'm <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I right? People are gonna go. Is that the Puerto Rican? <laughs> Is that Puerto Rican over there? Oh man, it'd be good. I, I think it, I think it'd be awesome. Last call for Alex Martin on the Pulp Show. It is uh, from Chuck. Chuck, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up? Uh, what's up, Deuce Deuce? And Yo. what's up, Amart? How you guys Yo. doing? Hey, Alex, I had a question for you. Uh, are you twenty six? Or uh, hello, age or number? Age. <laughs> yeah, both. Okay, yeah, I know that. Uh, or I kind of knew it. Um, did you ever think, like, back when you were a privateer and all that, that you were going to get all this success late in your career like this? I mean, I'm not saying it's late. 26 isn't late anymore. Guys are riding in, in their 30s and stuff. But I Yeah, mean, you like that? You, what? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Where is that yeah, keep, from? Keeper's Wife, I like that. That's Keeper's Wife. Uh, anyways, though, uh, did you ever, was this, I know it's always been a dream in your head or whatever, but, I mean, did you think it was actually going to happen? Uh, I mean, I think it's a pretty safe bet that probably no one, including myself, didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, for sure. that, I think it's such a rad story. I mean, that's. I mean, you're kicking ass, and there and ain't no one's laying up at all. Everyone's flying. Well, Chuck, you asked him a question. Let him answer it. I you. know. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Sorry, Steve. It's okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I think in 2011, <laughs> that was a pretty good year for me, like, as a privateer. And right. maybe if I'd have had a factory ride then, I would have had more successful earlier. Because kind of after that folded, like, 13 was really rough. So, yeah, yeah I think that's. If you would ask me in 13, I probably would have said I was retired by the time I was 26. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, dude, I just want to tell you, you've been kicking butt. Um, 
Chucky, and the whole Chucky, team has been. Chucky got and, off um, the island. He got off the island, Chuck. I know. He's way off the island, dude. Bro, he can't he's, even he's, see the he's, island. He's on the yacht right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he, took the, he took the island and buried that piece of shit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, Thanks, dude, uh, hey, Deuce, Deuce is going to bury that fucking all that sand here. Yeah, no, he's, getting a, he's attaching a motor to a CD and then taking off. <laughs> Whatever it takes. It might not be a yacht, but you better believe I'm going to get off that thing. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. All right, right on. Hey, is anybody going to the USGP? No. No, nobody wants to do that, Chuck. Oh, I just <laughs> live fucking 15 minutes from it, so I was thinking the, yeah, I'd, which I'd one? go to it. Which one? The, the Glen Helen one. Uh, I'll, you know what? I might go on Sunday and check it out. I don't know. The Blue, right. the Blue Jays are in Anaheim, so that might, that might <laughs> uh, work. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Chuck. All right, hey, thanks. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Uh, all right. Hey, Mark. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Um Congrats. Yeah, no problem. yeah, congrats on the win. Uh it was really cool to see. And uh keep it up. And um yeah, man, it, it was great. So uh Hot Cam Zinc bringing you uh Star Yamaha's Alex Martin. Uh good luck. Thanks for the advice for getting off the island too. Yeah, yeah, no problem. It's always a pleasure, Steve, hearing your voice. Oh, and, uh, thanks, A Mark. Yeah. Thank you. Favorite <laughs> am I your favorite media member, would you say? You're pretty high up there, but I will say you didn't even come see me this weekend. Um, so I'm pretty uh, disappointed. There was drug testing, bro. I looked everywhere for you, and I was told you were at the drug testing thing, and I couldn't. I could not find you. Yeah, I was. I was confiscated to a trailer trying to piss. Right. I mean, you know how hard it is to try and piss ninety milliliters when no. you just rate thirty-five minutes. I'm aware. I'm aware, and I waited and waited and waited, bro. And and then you were you were done. You were gone. Your whole team was gone and everything. So. Yeah, but you hey, you don't go to the press conferences, huh? No, because my move is to get. Uh, the other dudes that are shitty get them interviewed and then go get the press conferences guys as they leave. <laughs> okay, I got you. So that was my move. You know what I mean? Because if you get if you wait for the press conference, then the other guys are gone. Uh, that's a pretty good move. Yeah, that's my move. So that's a yeah, good move. Smart. All right, experience. Thanks, A Mart. Enjoy your time off and congrats again. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, hey, night. thank you. See ya. And uh, from Alex Martin to uh, Jason Thomas, JT, did you? You made it off Privateer Island, but then you got like sent back. Um. Yeah, but uh, you know what? At the time, Privateer you're, Island was profitable. Yeah, you're making pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're making pretty you make, good money. I mean, if you're making quarter million dollars, I feel like it's not a bad island to be on. It's almost like a vacation island, like mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah. with Bahamas or something. Yeah. Well, I'll give you. But right now, that island with Harrison and McConaughey and Anthony Knapp. No. 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 <laughs> no. They'll slit your throat. Like, uh, what's what's your best advice, JT? They'll to get slit off your the throat island. for five hundred dollars on the island. Like <laughs> straight seriously. up. You know no, what? Dead serious. <laughs> you know what? There's so much in this life that's about timing, and unfortunately, it's just how it is. And I lived through the end of that. You know, I was still racing when you know the economy tanked and there was no more money around. Uh, but I also raced, you know, in those 2000 through 2008 seasons, or even before then, when there was a lot of money. You know, and, and there were Sponsors were paying contingency for every position, and there was a lot of money floating around, and there was a lot of ways to, to make a living in this sport. And it's just – I think it'll come back. I think it's slowly coming back, but it's just tough. It, it's tough. It's unfortunate because I know how hard guys are working, and I know the struggles they're facing, and the money's just not there right now. It's just well, – uh, it's slow to come back. You, JT, you're talking about, you know, 250, making 250 and all that, but you're also racing your balls off overseas for that money, and that money's not yeah. there either anymore. Never mind uh, here. You, you, know? Know what? you know what? Part of it is. Yeah. Part of it is. Some, and I'm but... always shocked. 
because I, you know, I talk to people in Germany and they're always searching for American riders that can, that can be successful over there. And I, I ask guys, I'm like, Hey man, like, yeah. do you want to go? I can get you a deal. And they're just like, nah, I don't think so. And I, that was just never me. It was like, yeah. yeah. Can I make, I can make 50 bucks. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Like I, I would, I just wanted to go. Dude, and, you're, you know, it's just, it's yeah. no different than us going to motocross the nations right now. Like, you know, the kind of money we spend, I just want to go. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy going. I like being there and making a lot of money was always a bonus, but I, I just wanted to be there. Yeah. A few years back, uh, blows had no money and I got him a deal to race Montreal for like 1500 bucks, all expenses, 1500 bucks plus purse money. And they pay really well. And, I said, here you go. You can win good money. Top three is pretty easy for you to get, and you get $1,500 no matter what. And then all your expenses, he's like, nah, it's not enough. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. They must be – I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh, I didn't realize that uh, these other guys are knocking down your door trying to give you money. So, Well, it's all about – I mean, for me, I was in this to make money. I, that's what my job was. Yeah. That's why I raced. That's what I wanted to do. And you're telling me that I can go visit a, a country that I would otherwise never get to see and have all these life experiences on top of making thousands of dollars? Uh, yeah, let me think about it. Yep. Where do I sign? <laughs> uh, that, that, it was a very easy decision for me. So I can't speak for other people. I just know where I was in that time. And it was like, hey, I want to make a lot of money. Yes, of course. But you're going to offer me these opportunities on top of it? Like, how do you, how do you go wrong from that? Um. I, I don't I don't really understand the perspective on that. The Seven Deuce Deuce is heading over to Sweden. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. You're, uh, yeah. Is it Stockholm or Gothenburg? Or Stockholm. Okay. Well, I've only done Gothenburg, uh, but that was a spectacular event, and I'm sure Stockholm will be the same. Uh, if you've never been to Sweden, I, you know, I'm sure, you know, right. obviously Adam's going this year, but, man, Sweden is just next level awesome in, in the summer and fall. I doubt that Hawley would have anything fun to line up. I doubt Jim Hawley would have no, anything. No, he no. won't have any stories for you or no. any pictures to look at. Jim will be very buttoned down. You'd be in your room by nine. You know, <laughs> right. There'll be no after parties. None at all. No. No, none at all. All right, no, hey. It's, it's a great event, man. You're going to have a great time. That's awesome you're going. Yeah, okay. no, I can't wait. Let's get into the expert on goggle tariffs. Let's, let's, get, let's make that happen, Travis. Can we make that happen? It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank okay. you. Uh, X-Brand Goggles is a choice of champions everywhere. Fast Freddy Norman wears X-Brand. Got a 10th and uh, an 8th in the second moto, Fast Freddy. Uh, so good job by him. And uh, Brock Tickle, uh, Kyle Chisholm, just some of the guys that wear X-Brand. EKSBrand.com. Use code PulpMix16 when you're checking out. And... Um, yeah, it's the best goggle out there. Fantastic company. And uh, brand new goggle coming up, people. you got to wait and see. It's going to blow your wig back. Uh, it's phenomenal. And uh, we thank those guys. This is uh, rapid-fire questions, 30 seconds on the clock, submitted by a Corey Moser, who was at Washougal. Not familiar with him. Well, he was Not at Washougal, and it didn't go well, It didn't go that well for, for, for Moser at Washougal. It didn't? Well... I thought it looked fan, like a fantastic time he, for him. He was on the back of the bike of Ping. He was uh, uh, pitboarding for Shorty. He got silly string all over Shorty's bike. He's wearing some booty shorts. He's wearing some booty shorts. Yeah. Depends on what your definition of going well is, I guess. Um, but he submitted these questions. So um, <laughs> let's go. Let's do this. Steve. Yep. Who's to blame for the web Savachi crash in the second moto? Uh, well, Cooper Webb is for stopping. Yes. JT, 
If your back brake doesn't lock up, where would you have finished in the 125 Dream Race? Uh, I think the best I could have done would have been fourth or fifth. After watching and knowing how I felt and not having my own bike and all that, fourth or fifth would have been the best I could have done. Uh, Deuce Deuce, which of your songs means the most to you and why? Oh, it's deep. Um, I just want to ride because um, I love my dirt bike so much and I love riding so much that I really don't know what I would do without it. And, uh, and I don't know where I would be in my life. And, and I'm very thankful to uh, step over two wheels and twist the throttle. All right. Steve, who took the biggest advantage of the open bar at the fly release party? Oh, geez. Uh, good question. You know what? Nobody. I don't think anybody got out of hand. I, I, I really don't. Um, pretty responsible. Crew. Bunch of crew, I guess. Um, Lame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anybody. I, you know. All right. JT, which of the fly athletes is the most involved in product development? I would say Shorty uh, because we've, you know, we've had uh, Seiji, his trainer, um, actively employed in parts of it. Uh, honestly, you know, at this point in time, right this second, none of them are that actively involved. Uh, but as everyone saw on the TV show, Andrew was very, very involved in the light hydrogen gear. So, and that was on today. So I'd have to give it to Andrew. All right. Uh, Deuce Deuce, what hair products do you have to use on that mop of yours? Um, I use, uh, first I use coconut, um, uh, coconut like oil for my scalp and oh then I use, uh, big and sexy for shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> and then I use a conditioning spray afterwards. Jeez. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's key for area for sure. <laughs> All right. Next, next question. Steve, uh, GL and Teddy Parks walk into a bar. Who tells more stories? <laughs> Jesus. Um, depends. It if depends if it's Freddie Sparks. Uh, it depends if there's um, uh, uh, ladies there. Like if there's a lot of ladies, then GL's probably stepping up. No. No way. No? Well, you know Parks. Teddy better than I do, yeah. If, if there's ladies, Ted Parks... <laughs> Is there, bro? Teddy's your mounting always oh, yeah. a good feature. I'm calling Teddy, Ted. Teddy was trying to tell me a story about the motorhome breaking down when I was over in your pits, and I only got like half of it. I don't really understand. Well, everything. okay, he didn't say if you could understand the story. No, 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 I know. Yeah, t- no, <laughs> you know that's Ted though. Ted is a unique human being, he, if, one of a kind. Yes, yes, I one agree. of a kind. All right, JT. Uh, did going to the race make you miss being there every week or reinforce your decision to stay home? Uh, you know what? I love being at the races. I, you know, I choose to be at every Supercross all year. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm torn because I do love going to the races and I love being at the outdoors. And just the lead up to the motos and all that, it, it, you can't replicate that. There's just no way to do that without being there. Uh, but it's also nice. You know, I have a real job and I have a lot of, you know, I work for HRX and I, I do a lot of things for Steve and I obviously my fly racing obligation. So I have a lot going on. Um, so to wake up on the weekends on Saturday and Sunday morning with nothing, you know, nothing pressing because, you know, I, I leave for work at 6am. I'm out of my front door at 6am to go to work. So the mornings I can wake up and not have to go to work are pretty valuable to me these days. So it's, 
it's tough. It's tough to choose. You know, I, I was happy there, but I do enjoy my 30 seconds is up. 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> I don't care, Steve. Deuce, Deuce, what Yo. was the inspiration for your album cover? Um, Honestly, um, I wanted something to where you looked at it and you were like, this is freaking outrageous. Like, like I don't really care to wear gold grills and, and look retarded because I think I look absolutely ridiculous on the album cover. But I wanted you to be able to look at it and there's and you were like, Shh, that's one of a kind and I'll never forget that. That's good. Good jersey choice, though. Good jersey choice. <laughs> just saying, just saying. That was on um, number five on the charts, and uh, that that said fly. So that's what's up. I'll, there's a there's a picture. Well, he did a concert. Uh, Fetty Wap did uh-huh. a concert in uh, some fly Evo pants this year. I got the jersey. I'm just saying. There you go. <laughs> Steve, have you ever listened to Fetty Wap? No. No, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not his style. I listened to Tragically Hip last night, though. That was, was a great. Was awesome. I don't even that think Steve's You're, you're right about the tragic. Um, all right, everybody. That's X-Brand Goggles. <laughs> EKSBrand.com. Choice of champions ever. Great goggles. Terrific, terrific company. Please go get them. Go get some X-Brands. Uh, let's do the uh, BTO tweet, Travis. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOSports.com. <laughs> the tweets of Travis. com killing it with Shorty, Bloss, and Brayden. JT, what's Bloss going to do? I don't know, man. He's making a solid case for himself to get a deal. Right? I don't know how he's not going to get something at this point. I know. He's proven himself. I, I have to say he's proven himself. And I'm going to put. I'm going to give some advice out because I, I don't talk to Benny regularly. You know, I talked to him this weekend for a second. But, man, if, if you have options, Take the good equipment. Don't worry about the money for now. Get good equipment because he's proving right now what he can do on good equipment. And mm-hmm. if you stay on good equipment and your results are up, the money will come. Money is always going to come if your results are there. So yeah. that, that's my advice. Yeah, he's killing it right now. Uh, call BTOsports.com. Call down there anytime. Mention the Pulp Mech Show and get a great discount on anything that BTO Sports carries or most anything they carry anyways, whether it's the Michelin Starcross 5s or X-Bound Goggles, Guts Racing, uh, Vortex, anybody that uh, that sponsors us uh, is almost involved with FMF, etc., etc., sponsored with them. Um, us, they work with BTOsports.com, so please check them out. And uh, these are questions submitted to at Show on Twitter and our own Travis Marks in between working on our brand new app. Uh, takes the best ones and, uh, and, and asks us the questions. Yes. All right. Uh, Jordan wants to know, uh, what slice of the happiness pie is JT eating now that he knows the 2017 Fox gear is garbage? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Coming, coming out, coming out, uh, coming out of the gate. Fuck you! Really strong. Um, JT, how happy are Bringing you? Bringing the heat tonight. According um, to this Twitter. Yeah, I, I really can't comment on what they're doing. They're such a successful company. Uh, you know, they have their their product line, and we have ours. And it's competition. I, I just, as much as I would love to get into a tit for tat thing, that's just not. I'm, you know, I, I would like to think of myself as way too professional to ever comment negatively on anybody's product well listen i'm going to comment on fox fox sponsors them of the racer x online podcast and beaker and kobe and those guys are great but a little bit of a dirty move scheduling a friday night launch of their gear when fly had already done it and they had not had anything scheduled little greasy 
greasy move. Yeah, Fox. I, I wasn't thrilled and, about it, and I don't know whose decision that no, was. And may, and maybe I wasn't pleased. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't pleased. And I don't feel like there's any need for that. Like, hey, no, we're all no, we're, we're all, all there, man. We're all and we're all everybody's friends. Like, I you know I think Beaker's an awesome guy, and I you know it's fine. It's an unfortunate decision they made. Um, but life goes on. We'll be all right. No, I know, and and maybe I just cost myself a sponsorship on, on that side of the podcast thing. So, whatever. But it's I, I tell it like it is. It's a greasy move. Uh, Fly had a Friday night dinner that was um, scheduled for a long time to to unleash the gear, and all of a sudden Fox came in with this thing, and the media guys are like, "Oh, where do I go? What do I do?" I just come on, Fox. You had Sunday, you had Saturday, you had Sunday to drop your gear, and uh, Fly had Friday, and let's just all get along. Yeah, okay. And honestly, they're. They are the you know the biggest gear company in in the world, motocross gear company in the world. Period. So, on one hand, you're you're bummed that they chose to do that, but on the other hand, you're like, hey, well, they they made a decision based on what we're doing, so that's kind of cool too because we've always been the little guy. You yeah. know, I, I'm I'm going to be the little guy no matter what. That's just you know yeah. how God <laughs> built me. Yeah. But as a company, you're kind of like, well, they're acknowledging us somewhat, you know. So that that's kind of flattering on one hand too. So it's it's whatever. We're going to do our own thing and. We're going to try to service our customers and our dealers the best way we can, and they're going to do the same. That's just, you know, everybody's going to do the best job they can. Well, I intend to have a word with Beaker. So. I, I, and I talked to Beaker, and, um. and I honestly don't believe it was his call. And I, I just knowing Beaker and knowing how he views life, I really, really don't think he had anything to do with it. I'm um, still going to yell at Beaker. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah right. I, I just didn't. I, nobody appreciated it, honestly. You know, I, that's obvious, but. Whatever, like, what are you going to do about it, you know? We're just going to try to do the best job we can. All right, next question. Uh, this is from Gregor. He wants to know, does anybody know what happened to One Industries? They seem to only be interested in mountain bike and BMX gear these days. Didn't even know they were still around, to be honest, even in mountain biking and BMX, so I uh, didn't know that. Um, yeah, they're still there. They've been bought and sold have, a few times. Yeah, I have no uh, idea about One Industries, bro. Do they yeah, make moto they, gear or no? Uh, I don't. It, I haven't seen the 2017 line. Oh, okay. Um, but they've been, like I said, they've been bought and sold a few times. Company direction's been changed a few times. Actually, uh, Bobby Hewitt of uh, the Husky, you know, Husky team, was involved in that at one point. Um, but I, you know, I think they're really what it comes down to. And, and I think it's tough for anyone who is any gear company that's not owned by a, a huge distribution company. I think is finding it tough to do business right now. And I think one industry fell victim to that. So they had, I mean, if you look back over history, they've had great success. Um, but, yeah, I, I think their, you know, their direction, they're, they're focused on other things right now. All right, next question. It's from Bobby. Wants to know, why did Caroli go back to the 350? And do you think Barsha would uh, benefit from a 350? No, I don't think anybody's going to benefit from a 350 over here because you got to race production bikes, and they suck balls on racetracks. Tyler Medaglia went, chose a 350, the Canadian Nationals. Guess what? He's now on a 450. Because they're no good at the pro level. Caroli's bike is not what you buy at the dealership. Maybe, really? Maybe it's so 400 you, So you can make it whatever? Yeah. Yeah, you can do anything over there. Really? So i tell you what. When I was in Europe, I heard from a few people that Caroli, Dungey, not that happy with the new bike, the new 450, outdoor-wise. And I'm just like, come on, stop it. But I guess it's... A little more tilted towards a Supercross setting, and, and getting it to handle outdoors was a little rough. And Tony was one of the guys saying, I don't like it that much. So I was not surprised to hear him go drop down on the 350. Uh, he didn't have great luck, but I guess he crashed uh, off the start or something. So, um, yeah, you just – no, if Barsha dropped to a 350, it'd go worse. It really would. It'd, it'd, go, it'd go worse. Why, why would Barsha even brought 
into this? Because he revs the shit. Out he revs it. Yeah, he just because he revs it. Yeah. But what? I think that I think the GP rule is is a huge part of this though because they can they can like just like you said, Steve, they can do whatever the hell they want to that thing. So it's really it's apples and oranges comparing what we can do to our bikes versus what they can do to their bikes. Yeah, exactly. All right, next question. Uh, David wants to know how do you guys think Tim Geiser will do in Supercross? I don't know uh, because he. He apparently can't ride 250 Supercross, so that means he's got to jump into the big 450 Why class. Why can't he ride 250? Because he's an MX GP champion. If you, okay. win, if you win the big class. Going to be. Yeah, going yeah, to be. Going to be. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't really know. He looks like a great rider, but, man, jumping into a 450 Supercross with 14, 16 factory-supported dudes. No, there's going to be – there'll be – I think last year there was – uh, twenty over twenty factory supported guys, and there was like eighteen guys who had won a Supercross before, or something yes. crazy like that. That's what I said. That's what I meant. Yeah, I, I think, uh, man, he's a great rider. Yeah, but jumping into the deep end of the four fifty class, you're dealing with Supercross specialists. I mean, yeah, but, he may be able to run, you know, ride circles around Justin Brayton on an outdoor track. That's not going to happen in Supercross. No, I just, no. I think people underestimate the the skill level and the expertise these guys have in Supercross. So what'll happen? It'll be interesting yeah. to have them here, but I don't know how. No, what'll happen is in the giant pissing match of American, European, and Giuseppe and and Feld and NX Sports in the giant pissing match that they all have, they'll change that rule so Geyser can ride 250 Supercross. I think that honestly, like, forget all the rules. I think that would be the best thing for that particular rider. Yes, agreed. All right, next question. Kyle wants to know, why do you guys think other OEMs haven't jumped on the electric start bandwagon? Well, Honda's going to have an option apparently next year for electric start. Chad said, uh, oh, no, wait, no, I'm not supposed to say that, I don't think. <laughs> a, a guy named Schmatt Fried <laughs> told me Yamaha's going to come with electric start in 18, and they'll have it on their bikes next year, race bikes. Because I guess some patent from KTM expired on a battery or something or some sort of system, so the other OEMs are going to jump on it. It's awesome. I can tell you that. Having been having uh, both bikes over the years, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. I mean, there's the weight thing and there's cost, which is what you know David Pinger would be railing against right now if he was still on the line. He's still he's, but, still uh, angry. he's angry right now. It, yeah. it is a pretty cool feature to have on a dirt bike. Um, Evan wants to know: Can riders claim things like trainers and practice bike mechanics on their taxes as expenses? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. They right? can. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So they definitely do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Tom wants to know: Is Webb really a better pick than Barsha for the Desnations, even with Barsha's 450 and Desnation ex- experience? Barsha's not the same guy right now he was last year. He's not. Go to the races. He's not. That's just fact. Yeah. So Webb is gnarly and rode great last year. Diced. Webb dual, is gnarly. Dual Fabra to basically a standstill. Fabra was a little better, but it's pretty close. Um, Barsha was really good last year. He though. was. So if we're looking at last year. At MX Motocross the Nations, then we have to say Barsha would. Barsha did as good as I mean, he won his class. What else do you want? You know, like that's. Yeah. But I understand your point as far as Barsha not being the same guy right now. But if you're looking strictly at last year, Barsha did everything he could do. What about Stu on a 125? I tweeted that out. It's we're back to this again. No, we'll move on. All right, next question. Right. This interview is over. <laughs> Uh, Macy wants to know what made you Adam. What made you decide to start music to fuel your moto career? Um, let's see. So I did the subway rap, and that pretty much got me on the Pulp and Mech show. No, did it? Yeah, 
I didn't have you on before then? Uh, uh, no, I mean, it kind of, I'd, I'd say it kept me on the Pulp and Mac show, though. That's pretty good. Because we, we, did, we did my first interview. I claimed Seven Deuce Deuce. And then I was like, Steve, check this out. Blah, blah, blah. It's a subway rap. And they were like, oh, my gosh, this is the funniest thing in the whole entire yeah. world. And then we did that. And then I just kind of kept rapping. And I made, like, um, I think the thing that really kept me going was I put about 10 tracks on my SoundCloud. And, like, right now, I have over 500,000 views on my SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, holy crap, people actually listening to this? Right, right. And then I was like, I wonder how you get it on iTunes. And then it was just like, oh, go to TuneCore.com, blah, 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 do this, do that. And then I made some stuff for Pulp. I made your um, little Pulp song, and everybody, there's a lot of people who seem to like it. And then I made Rip It, Ride It, Swerve. It went really good. And then... Um, Moto 7, the movie, called me and said, we want to do a segment, and I made Moto 7, and then that went even better, yeah. and then now I made this album, and that went a hundred times better and than that And now you and Drake and Beyonce are battling it out for a fucking top <laughs> rap album. So it's are you making any money doing this, like, like legit money? Yeah, bro, he's, he doesn't want to say so. anything. But I, I'm, yeah. Trust me, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll text you, but he doesn't want to say it, but yeah, he's doing well. That's good. Yeah. Right, trust me, there's no amount of money that he can make that I would be bummed on. Right. Okay, no, okay. of course not. Yeah. Let's, let's put it this way, okay? I'm not making, like, <laughs> No more Supercross, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, I'm not making that kind of money. But I make I I made a decent amount to where it's like, okay, I'm gonna be able Good. to. I'm I gonna be able to. I want you to make. I want you to make every dollar you can. I let trust me. I've lived that life. I know how hard it is. Yeah, and all the money it's gonna make. make it to the point where this year I'm gonna be able to, you know, do what I need to do in the off season. Can I be your manager? Yeah. For a little cut. Yeah. See, you're trying to suck his money away now. Wait, yeah, this, but this if, is what people do. Trainers and agents, they come in and they just suck all your money up. That guy's going down. Oh, bro. Great job, Steve. <laughs> I'll take him to the next level. I'll be like, uh, I'll be like, um, Here you go. I'll be like, um, uh, uh, who is, who is, dude, my, you already are my agent and you did it for free. You didn't even know. <laughs> who was Macho Man's, who was Macho Man's agent? The guy with the mustache, sunglasses. You're like Bob Sugar. Bob Sugar. <laughs> yeah, you're Bob Sugar. Uh, I'll, I'll take exactly Bob Sugar. I'll be Bob Sugar. All right, next question. Um, kind of a continuation of that for Adam. Don wants to know what happens when the AMA makes you change your number. Bro. He claims they're not going to the seven deuce deuce, He claims even to get the national number. They ain't making me they're, change they're, shit. They'll, they'll change your number, bro. I ain't changing shit. You're going to. Seven, two, What the two. fuck are you doing? You will be changing your number if you get a national number. Dude, I'm telling you. This is my plan. I'm going to train my ass off this offseason, mm-hmm. and I'm going top 10 and just getting a career number. It still can't be seven deuce That's bold. That's a bold statement. You cannot pick it. Straight up. You cannot pick a three-digit number for a career number. Watch. You know okay, how that right. geyser rule Watch. is going to change? Watch. You know how that geyser rule is going to change? <laughs> I'm going to do some kind of like, this is my I don't even know, and they're going to be like, okay. You'll be like, Jenny, yo, Jenny, change the rule for me. All right, next question. Uh, Richie wants to know if there is a difference between going one and two and then or two and one uh, as far as win money, what are they? No difference. No, you get overall win. You get paid on your overalls by the manufacturers. Is that what he's kind of saying? So there is a difference. So, so you want to go, go two one, one. two. You would get less than going two yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to get the well, overall. And so. let, I mean, you want to get the overall win because, yes. yeah. That's what's worth the money. Yes. Right. Sometimes you get moto wins too. I've seen moto wins. 
Not always, but I've seen it. All right, next question. Uh, Jamie wants to know, does Travis get in the Producer Hall of Fame once the app is finished? Well, let's just, can we get it finished and look at it and try it and see? You seen it. I, I've not, it's three, it's it's 35% done right now. Oh, it's, yes. It's more than that. Yes, he gets in the Producer Hall of Fame. Okay, next fine, question. yeah, he gets in the Producer next Hall of Fame. Next question. Great, yeah, he beat out Gibbs. That's what he did. So, next question. Good job. I'll take that. All right, next question. That's it. All right, at Paul Bomek Show on Twitter, uh, you can uh, submit a question anytime, and Travis Marks will uh, uh, take the best one. So, uh, all right, JT, we'll let you go. It's late where you are. Thanks for your help. Congrats on the 17flyracing.com stuff. It's up now. Please check it out, everybody. Uh, it went well. It looked good on all the guys. Uh, I saw Brayton's, too, as it was, like, going through the air. Uh, I, got, I got all angles of Brighton's gear up, down, sideways at the end of the whoops. So that was nice. Deuce, deuce, congrats on being a millionaire. Appreciate Thank you. I, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. And uh, everybody out there, go to flyracing.com and check out the 2017 go. fly gear because it really is all the right. bomb. All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. All right, everybody. Late. All right, third commercial break of the night. We'll play some more Seven Deuce Deuce from Heat One. When we come back from this, we got uh, still some more segments coming up, some more Washougal talk. And uh, please, yeah, stick around. Uh, we'll be right back after this. See ya. Hey there. This is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to 
access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, 
Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it. it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at MichelinMotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. 
The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Hey, 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 W-Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freebird. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Sprocket. 
Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PulpMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PulpMX show. Never thought twice. Oh, yeah. I ain't dissing Benzies cause of the price. Nope. I got the bike cause it's personal paradise. Like some gamble, yeah, I love rolling the fucking dice. Break a leg, break an arm and I'm back on the bike. Moving through the guy way too swiftly. If you want me, boy, yeah, come get me. Only, only ride, ride for fifties. Love when we wear big old bitties. Yeah. Change the oil like I'll be jiffy. But first, let me get a twisty on my bike. Every day and night Had a dream last night That I got to ride my bike My whole life Woke up this morning Said this tight Yeah I'ma ride till I'm dead Y'all already know Two wheels my shit Yeah I'ma ride till I'm dead Y'all already know Two wheels my shit I'ma ride till I'm dead Y'all already know Two wheels my shit I'ma ride till I'm dead Y'all already know Two wheels my shit Y'all wanna know why I ride red? Why? Motherfucker, if you gotta ask, you ain't need to know why. Don't know, y'all need to know, enough said. I'm the GS rider, lace up, fly threads. Uh, Seven dose dose, hit you with the G mix. About to take off on my bike like a G6. Whoa, I'm blowing up, I'm doing that shit so quick. Heat one, yeah, drop the gate, I'm about to take off on this. First race, I'm on pace, let's go now, full sprint. Chain yeah. seven, toe toe, about to hit you with the blitz. Wouldn't be surprised if your whole tank quits. Y'all yeah. already know we got the place to make a win. Got the opportunity, and boy, I'm making bands. Feeling like the man. Welcome back, everybody. Pop Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. That is Seven Deuce Deuce, Ride Till I Am Dead, off Heat 1, which is just, just released. Hey, so, what song on your new disc, disc, whatever it is, okay, what song are you most proud of? Most proud. Which of. one took the longest to come together? Something like that. Like which one was the most work? Which one was? I just want to ride. Took the longest. Um, I think one thing probably. I just want to ride. Took the longest, and is really about kind of like my life as as riding my dirt bikes and and looking back at it. Um, one thing probably has the most um, emotional type of stuff in it. Uh, 2-2 is, uh, was cool because that was like, you know what I mean, played in the stadium yeah. about Chad Reed. Yep. Um, Ride Till I'm Dead. I love that song because it's like, it's like you know, <clears throat> it's that feeling for me that's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to ride and I, I love this shit. And mm-hmm. you just feel like hard and you're going to the track and you're like, hell, yeah, I'm about to ride my bike. And then um, It's Lit was a big song that hit the charts on Hot New Hip Hop. 
Um, so that was kind of like one of my really big takeoff moments with the rap scene. And then uh, 101, I think it's just, uh, I did a little tribute to Herb Braun at the end of it. And, and I think the beat and, uh, and, and what my buddy Tank said on that um, voicemail was perfect. And it's just the perfect way to end the album. Pick it up now, everybody. Heat one. Yeah, killing it. Seven News Deuce brought to you by Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com if you need some uh, bars, sprockets, tie-downs, brake lines, things like that. Uh, great guys, and uh, we're happy to have them on the show. And, of course, btosports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy. Got to do the Gear Alloy cold call. Ooh. I forgot about that. Ooh. Jesus, what am I doing? Is it too late? You kind of threw I don't think so. Thing. I don't think it's ever too late for a cold call. Okay. Works Connection. Uh, you use Works Connection. Yep. I mean, great guys. Fantastic. Great guys. Um, Best whole shot device out there, bro. What else? Do you use your Easy Perch or no? Yeah. Do you use Perch too? Yep. If you could only have one, which one would you have? Whole shot device. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Mission Starcross 5. Great guys. Brand new tires. Atlas neck brace. Uh, please, a brand new brace is coming up. They made some small changes for uh, 2017 to the Breck neck brace line. Please check it out, atlasbrace.com. FMF Racing. What can you say about FMF? W Wheels. Uh, half the team in the pit seem to use W Wheels for their uh, team, including Red Bull KTM, JGR Yamaha. Whether it's a Talon, whether it's a Kite, whether you want to rebuild a set of old wheels, uh, whatever you need, W Wheels has got you covered. Guts Racing. Seat bases, seat foams. Um, they also do have a lot of teams in the pits, and uh, they make great products. And uh, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roos Graphics, and uh, Two Under Underwear. Do you have two unders? No, I run Skibby. i got to get some for you. Uh, oh, you don't run them? No, Skibby. Okay, that got weird. Um, <laughs> and Nitro Circus, NitroCircus.com. Uh, the Nitro World Games just happened. Uh, they're touring USA as, a, as you as check it out now. And um, we thank those guys for um, uh, for what they got going on. Um Gear Alloy wheels, since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated light truck and SUV market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes, and designed and engineered in SoCal uh, in order to stay on trend with design and source worldwide. Five, six, and eight lug applications, 16 to 22 inch diameters. Gear Alloy, proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC team, as well as Jessica JP Money Patterson for a long time. Uh, gear wheels, gearalloy.com, get your truck in gear. Uh, so yeah, support those guys, uh, NFAB and Gear Alloy. If you got a truck and you need some wheels, please check them out. Um, uh, they'll get you there and back in style. So, uh, this is the Gear Alloy cold call. We thought we would call none other than the 723 of Tyler Internap, your brother, who beat you in both motors. I know, at punk. You all qualified him. Correct? No, you didn't. No. In did the he get first, you? in the first practice, I did out qualify. Oh, okay. I thought. Okay, so he ended up. He beat you in qualifying then too, yep. and, and both motos. I, I'm, I'm gonna say it was suspension though. I knew his bike was a lot better in, oh. the, in the rough. Oh well, let's take it up with him right now. <laughs> let's see what he's got to say. Tyler Entenap on the Gear Ally cold call. Cold calling people. <laughs> what do you think he's doing right now? Cold call. Probably talking to his girlfriend I feel or like something. It's fifty-fifty that he picks up. Gear Alloy Cold yes, Call. Jagger Hall, Seven, two, two, three. Let's see if he answers the Gear Alloy Cold Call. Come here with a chick. Hello? Tyler Entignap. Steve Mathis. What's up, bro? It's You're on the live on the Pulp Mech Show with uh, some guy named Adam Entignap. <laughs> what? We're cold I think calling I know you. that dude. We're cold calling you, bro. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Hey, so, listen, this guy over here, the Seven Deuce Deuce, he's got you covered in rap album sales, okay? <laughs> but, but, 24-21 for you at Washougal compared to 32-27. So, uh, suck on that, Adam. Uh, good job, Tyler, at, at Washougal. Um, you, were in the, you were in the top 20 forever. Almost got some points, um, um, and and the comeback for you too. Like you had a rough Supercross season, no doubt, and uh, and so it was nice to see you. You know, you got to feel pretty good about almost getting in the top twenty at Washougal. Yeah, no, I actually felt really good about my performance. I wish, you know, I the second moto I got passed on the last lap by uh, Martinez, so I was actually really bummed on that. But he was ripping, and I was tired and. You know, I gotta get <laughs> he, he was ripping, and, uh, and I, I was tired. tired. <laughs> so, but no, I actually love riding, um, racing Washougal, and it was sick. You know, me and my brother back and racing and stuff. So that was cool. We haven't done that in a while. So the seven deuce twa on uh, the Gear Alloy Cold Call. <laughs> seven deuce twa on uh, the Pump oh, Max Show. Learn about BTOSports.com and uh, and Fly Racing. Tyler into nap here. Hey, so whenever you talk to any you jer- any jerkies who like know you both, you know, they <laughs> they always say like, hey, what's wrong, Adam? What's, what are you doing, dude? It just it just reminded me that there's this um, Tyler was riding in the pits and uh, at Washugo this weekend and. Um, he was just he was in a mule and he was driving and some chick jumped in the back and was like, Oh my god, seven dudes dudes No <laughs> and I turned around and said, I'm the, I'm his brother yeah. and she was like, Oh and laughed. No way. <laughs> That's so harsh. Yeah, true story. It was so funny. <laughs> I I pretty much I probably got called seven deuce deuce probably like seven hundred and twenty two times I watched you. <laughs> Dude, that sucks. You do kind of look like him for sure. Like first time I saw you, I had to take a double take. I'm like, oh wait, that's that's not him. Um, but look, hey, you should have said, yeah, no, he's the guy that went uh, 3227. Oh, I'm the guy shit. that uh, was in the points for the most of the moto. No, but you know what was cool is like they all knew me after the moto. Right. But like yeah. before the motos, it was like, what's up, 70 suits? I'm like, no, I'm Tyler. Yeah, and then after the motos, nobody knew me. It was just all everybody knew. (laughs) So, hey, getting back to my question. So, when when you talk to guys who know both you jerkies, they're always like, hey, Adam's better at Supercross, Tyler's better at outdoors. Even your dad said that to me, I think, one time. (laughs) Has that always been the case? Like, was there one time where you guys were eating Well, no, it was just always like Addy sucks until Supercross came along. (laughs) No, no. Addy just always was like a class ahead of me, and we didn't start racing together until like we were, I was like eighteen or something. Was our like first race together? Okay, I think. But around there, and then we didn't really, you know, because Addy turned pro a lot earlier than me, so mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of amateur stuff, and I think that's why I got known to being like more of an outdoor rider because I, you know, I was a pretty decent amateur, and I was riding Supercross, and I gained a lot of speed over the years. And then when Addy came back, I smoked his ass at a couple races. Oh. And then, you know, which yeah. which one? Where, are you talking about your uh, your second national where I beat you, or or what are you talking about? <laughs> that doesn't count. How that does it, how count. does that not count? How does it not count that I beat you at your second national? I'm curious. I'm also. pretty sure yeah. that because, that counts. 
Because I wadded up and I rode with a torn meniscus. Yeah, but I beat you, though. Okay. Not the point. I'm better <laughs> outdoor. Um, I'm just I'm glad, Tyler, that you're even alive to call the show tonight, to be on the show tonight, because good God, did you eat shit in Supercross a few times where I'm like... <laughs> Where I'm like, well, when's the funeral? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh gosh, like this is really gonna suck. To, to, dude, like, do I have to say some words at Tyler's funeral? Do I, do I, like, good God, dude. dude! Every time I watch him at Supercross, I'm like, please, Lord Jesus Christ, just let that's, this kid survive this practice. That's why you grew your hair out to try to be Jesus. <laughs> you grew your hair to look like Jesus. <laughs> Because, yeah, Tyler, oh. it's a, it went rough yeah. for you. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick here. It didn't it went rough. It went rough. Rough is an understatement. Yes, it, it did. I had a I had a tough Supercross season. No, bro, too. Tyler's had a tough Supercross career as thus far. Because his second Supercross, he broke his wrist and his thumb. Yeah. Or what did you break, Ty? Yeah, I, your wrist and I your ankle. I broke my thumb at San Diego. Oh, that's what it was. Was that when you hit the wall? No, that was, <laughs> that was a different time. No, Anaheim, you hit the wall. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. hit the wall. Then he broke. I survived that one. <laughs> oh, jeez. Honestly, I feel like we should go down with some holy water and some rosary beads <laughs> and sprinkle it on you and, and give you some beads because, dude, you, like, yeah, you need, you know, you almost, you cheated death a few times. Oh, God. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Oh, but oh, man. but we got we always got Washugo where you worked you worked Addy and you you should have got a points you know so yeah uh-huh. um, <laughs> love how you just b- fucking rub that shit in you, you oh we got to but you're not going east right you're just same same deal just money's tight yeah yeah no I'm just gonna Bummer. yeah no not going east just gonna race locally I think me and I are gonna do like RM this weekend or something and oh, cool. keep on racing and. And then I think Dustin Pipes is going to get a Supercross track ready pretty here in the next couple months and start back at Supercross again. Okay. All right. Yeah, it'd be cool. I think, yeah, it'd be great to see you guys back out there. And Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't – like Tyler said earlier, it's like it's weird. We never get to race each other because it's either one's hurt and right. one's riding or, you know, so I hope we really have a no, good – No, that's a off, good point. You're right. Yeah. Have a good off season and, and the bros come back and take over. Yeah. Yeah. And has seven deuce trace or seven deuce trois and seven deuce deuce. Hey, let me let me. Okay, so Tyler, have you ever heard us talk about Privateer Island and getting off of it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I've heard of that conversation. Right. Okay. So we're trying to figure out who's getting off the island and and Pike and Amart have. Um, uh huh. Let me ask you guys this. So I don't consider Norn a privateer. No. Makes a salary. No. He's or not no, maybe not a salary, but expenses paid. Anyways. He's like, I, he's like half privateer. He's not. Okay. He's not privateer because I think he's. I think he gets some help out from Honda. Yeah, probably on the side. Here's okay. So Noah McConaughey is a privateer. Okay, yeah. Heath Harrison is a privateer. Yes. Yep. Uh, Cole Martin, no, uh, Dusty Pipes, privateer. Yes. Yep. Pipes used to wear X brand. He's dead to me. Jesse Wetland. Is, a, is Wentlands maybe on the border, but probably no, privateer. Jesse, you want to know how I know Jesse Wentland is not a, or is a privateer for sure? Because he don't even have a kid on his bike. Yeah. yeah uh, he's not, he might like it. 
Yeah, but like, you know what I mean? If if you had dough to spend, or you know what I mean, somebody you'd have it. Nick kid. Schmidt, privateer. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cold neck, privateer. Paul Coates, privateer. Okay, so here's my point. Who's the next private? Austin Cuba, by the way, uh, Boise, Idaho. He's a Pulp Mex fan. He runs Pulp Mex stickers on his bike, just like uh, the '70s do stuff. That's tight. Yeah, he's our next guy in cool. line. Cool. Okay, so I'll start with you, the guy here, Adam Antonep. Adam. Yes. Who's the next guy getting off the island? Am I in the conversation? No, you can't say yourself or your brother. <laughs> you, who's the, you know, who do you this think is, has got potential is, to get off the island? It's That's hard. It is because this is why it's hard. Because I feel like you put, if you're getting if it. you're getting off the island, you have to be good at supercross. I feel like outdoors. Yeah. Practically means nothing. Fine. Tell me who's getting off the island. Schmidt? If you go by... Okay. Now, you and Schmidt used to... Look, you used to be buddies with Schmidt. Now, you you guys had a falling out. You're, yes. not, you're not the tightest guys anymore. No. And Tyler, I don't know about you and Schmidt, but maybe you're with your brother here. So, you guys... No, you guys I'm, can, I'm brother's dad. Oh, you like Tyler? You like Nick Schmidt? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, we're, we're anti-Schmidt over here with the Internet Brothers. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Put that aside. I'm anti some dudes too, but I'm able to still talk about gotcha. them, right? Yes. Um, put that aside. Nick Schmidt, why can't he get off the island? Like, there's, is is there some other things going on where teams? Yes. Okay. I'm not. I'm not even going to touch on it. No, I'm not. But but I have a feeling that he's done some things. His that results is keeping him off the bike. His results have been very good. He didn't make a one. He made every other main. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to get in better shape. He doesn't seem like he has twenty in him. Yes, you know, at hard, hard pace. Yes, he's yeah, got, he's got tremendous skills. But I'm looking yeah. at him and I'm like, okay, why are you still on the island? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. You I don't. Think, Go ahead, Ty. I think the re. I think one of the big reasons is because sometimes he tries and then sometimes he doesn't, and it's kind of like hit and miss. Right. So, okay, so he would, if you, and I agree with you, Adam, that Supercross is more important yes. to get off the island. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, so if Schmidt's not getting off because of something else that, you know, we don't know or whatever. Yeah. There, I agree there's got to be something up because for Yosh to not even pull him on a, on a um, support bike, you know, yeah. when they had space, it's a little weird. Yeah. Okay. So Schmidt's stuck on the island. Can't get off. Okay? Schmidt, Schmidt has a plane. It's broken. <laughs> Schmidt has a boat, but it's got a hole in the hull. So um, who's uh, who, who's next? So we'll take away Schmidt. Like, who's the guy that can get off the island? Mm. I feel like Noah is your best bet, but in he's got to do good in Supercross. That's the hardest what thing. What about gotta... Ray or Clayson? Clayson. Ooh, Clayson. Clayson. Clayson I forgot about well. Clayson because he's doing the Canadian yeah. Nationals. Is Clayson better Clayson. than Ray? Is yeah. Cl- at Supercross, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I feel like it's yeah. a flip of coin. No? It, uh, no, Clayson's a little I'm bit saying, more I'm saying if you okay. did a whole Supercross season, Clayson's going to get the better result Okay. A m- more of yeah. the time. I think Alex Ray for sure is fast and does very well, but I'm saying Clayson – just a little, and we're yeah. not talking by a lot. No, though. no, no. It's like a hair, and I'm saying Alex beats Clayson right. sometimes too. So, so Schmidt's plane is broken. Yep, Schmidt's got a totally good plane to get off the island, but he just can't get yeah. it going. No, <laughs> um, and it'd be Clayson. 
Clay, I think so. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, no, I agree with that. He, he's he been getting the best starts and been the most consistent making it to the main. Also, too. Yeah, look, okay, go ahead, Tyler. I think Clayton's had a couple good years, too, like with last year and this year. I think Alex Ray just needs to put in another consistent year, and then he'll be starting to get more looked at, you know? The the Clayson thing uh, out. You're right. Supercross means more, but motocross means something. And of Clayson, course. And, but Clayson's been getting decent results. Yes. In Canada. Yes. And Ray Ray doesn't race any of them. He comes and goes. So you know what I mean. So if you were team manager, you'd be like, well, Clayson's not here in America, but he is racing Metcalf and Gerke and Millsaps and. Oh yeah, all those no, dudes. that's yeah. that's huge. Right, right, that's huge. Right. I'm yeah no. Outdoors means something. Supercross definitely means more. Um, Clayson's been getting the best starts. He, he's been doing, he was really good in Supercross, obviously not as good as Schmidt, but, um, yeah, I think if you, Something's if you up had with Schmidt, to pick, dude, I don't know, maybe he's got, maybe he got caught with a mound of cocaine on the, on the starting <laughs> line, but do you know what I mean? Like I've heard rumors, but I'm not even going to, no, gonna, no, no I, I don't know anything. I, yeah. I'm not, I didn't interview Nick. I like Nick. He's been on the show. He's cool. Something's up. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yes. So maybe he got caught with a mound of cocaine on the starting line. <laughs> like seriously, maybe maybe Gallag- doubt that, but right, maybe John Gallagher is like, bro, <laughs> you can't have a mountain you, coke on the bro, star. Your nose is white, <laughs> bro. You look like Tony Montana right now. <laughs> Stop it. Some, oh. Something is up with 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 uh, with, with uh, Schmidt because he's been killing it with results. So, um, yeah. Okay. All right. So, Kay Clayson, congratulations. The internet brothers. <laughs> I think Noah did pretty good during Supercross in the lights class, though. Hey, fuck, bro. You picked them. I didn't. Uh, okay, well, I say, Ty, I say Ty picks Cade and I pick Noah. Bam. What? Yeah, that's just how, how it's going. How you picking for me? <laughs> that's just how it's going, bro. That's messed up. Okay, who you pick? I got. I, I didn't really pay attention to Noah. How many mains did Noah make in lights class? I think he only made like one or two, didn't he? At the end, no, uh, he made he made four. He made about four. Oh, he did. Yeah, <laughs> he made four. He yeah, made, about he, four. He made, he made about four. I should just text him. I'm saying I'm saying Noah's the next guy. I feel like Noah's held down by the fact he's from Spokane, and that's where Moser's from. And if team managers ever put that together, <laughs> they could feel like just cause Moser. <laughs> they're like, are you getting hammered with Moser yeah, every night? He's he's Noah's a really really nice kid. He um yeah he he's Some, someone hit me up on Twitter about Schmidt and said maybe breaking into a test track would be one thing against them dude all these guys have broken into test tracks uh, maybe not you but um, trust me I know some guys some really yeah, good but, guys that have broken into test tracks so no comment no I'm saying I don't think that that wouldn't be it that wouldn't be it all right no way oh okay and two. Do you, who is there a conversation who's going to be back on the privateer island this year? Um, like Pike? Are you talking? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's some people who are going to be back, and then some people are going to be on. Dude, you're right. There's there's more. There's uh, one ride at JGR, two spots at RCH, and there's Brayton, Wilson, Bogle, Tickle, Weimer. All trying to get these rides. And Bloss, if you want to put him in that mix. Some good dudes. Yeah, Bloss. Right. Uh, Bichelia. Bichelia wants to go 450s. Oh, he does? Yeah. Dang. So, bro, yeah. a bunch of dudes. Well, fuck. Get ready, the island. Get ready for some 
<laughs> for some new guys. Some Dude, new I feel like, though, like, as a privateer, you work up this, like, resilience of, like, I'm going to kill it versus, like, I feel like the guys who were factory and then go back down, they're either I'm going to definitely whoop ass and get back on a factory ride and they kill it better than they ever have on their factory bike or oh, they just go they just yeah. go yeah that could be and they're done yeah so you know i'm saying there's going to be a few guys like that but man uh-huh. it's going to be harsh it's yeah All it's right. gonna be, it's going to be gnarly. okay well hey uh tyler thanks for picking up bud appreciate it gear alloy cold hey, call no problem. yeah yeah. Got great job of Washugo, much better than your brother. And uh Oh yeah, you know it. Yeah, I know. It was, it was great. It was fantastic. So um oh, we will shit. uh we'll see you. I guess you said you're gonna do REM? Both yeah. of us Saturday. Love this guy right here. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate <laughs> appreciate it, buddy. All right, Tyler and Knapp, out. Later. Late. Seven deuce trois. <laughs> Phil! Phil. Hey guys, what's up? What's Seven up? Deuce, deuce. Yeah, what up? Hey, Phil, I'm giving For it, sure. Baby. Hey, I just called. I wanted to see if you guys heard about the jet ski that was backflipping in the fishing pond after Washougal. No. No, no. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. That's sick. Where's the pond in Washougal? Yeah, it's right behind the very top uh, by that uh, big uh, electrical tower. Oh, okay. I didn't even know, dude. Yeah, no, I remember somebody told me about that. I don't think I've ever seen it, but yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Was a pro free rider named Tanner Thomas put on, like, a little exhibition. He did, like, five backflips in a row. And oh, sweet. It was pretty cool. That's badass. That's great. Breaking news. Phil says he saw the backflip jet ski guy. Awesome. <laughs> um, all right, anything else, Phil? Dick. No, just wanted to make that comment. No, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. See you, Love guys. you. Peace out. I'm sure the Pulpamex Jet Ski Show will be stoked. Great radio. Uh, all right, everybody. <laughs> Shit. Racetech. Racetech.com. Use code Pulpamex16. Save yourself money. Uh, you looking to get the most out of your bike suspension? Get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the Racetech headquarters in Corona, California at the local Racetech service center. Or check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box, bro. Uh, they also got motor stuff, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Uh, call Racetech. Mention Pulp and Mex for a special discount. Great guys at Racetech. Get your suspension serviced at least. I mean, seriously, don't get it revalved. That's fine. If you're like, oh, I don't want to get it revalved, uh, get your oil changed. Seriously. It's though. probably been the same oil since you got the bike new. Yeah. Don't be a jerk off and get the oil changed, okay? And your suspension will work better and your bike will be better and you'll ride better. All right, here's the emails. Best of the best. Rob says, I am a huge Metallica fan. I was listening to the radio on the way home from work, and nothing else matters. So Metallica came on the radio, and all I could think of was a teenage Kiefer crying in his room and some chick he couldn't bang anymore. He ruined the song. What a dick. <laughs> Gosh, that's a good laugh. That's it. All right. Remember, everybody, $100 gift card to BTO, 702-586-7857. Call, leave your best story about uh, losing your virginity uh, and uh, try to top Kiefer's. And, uh, and the winner gets a uh, BTO uh, gift card. So, All right, Jimmy sent this in. Steve, when I saw the guest lineup for last week's show, I was thrilled to see Tony Alessi. So why wasn't he, so why wasn't he on the show? 
You had a guy named Tony who was really cordial, entertaining, and had a legitimate amount of valuable content. He was great, but no mad Tony. I was confused a bit, but this guy was being sarcastic. Uh, anyway, great show as always, and holy cow, what a bonehead move by Webb. Hope his manager gave him hell over that. Uh, decision like that are precisely why 250 titles are not a done deal until mathematically decided. One more thing, I hope you save that I am 50% less crazy now that I don't have to train Mike from Tony during the interview. This will be a drop that I will not tire of hearing. We got the drop. We're going to work that into our program. I sent it to you, bro. Um, I agree. Alessi interview last week, Travs. Like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. After commercial, I every time I talk, on. I just wait yeah, for you to well, hit that button. No one wants to hear you talk, but uh, but the Tony interview, yes, was very good. Right? Yeah, shockingly good. Right. I had an itchy drop finger, which I had yes. to resist. You did it once. You did I did it once. once yes. yes. Um, but I felt it was appropriate. He, I, re- I regret nothing. Honestly, I'm not gonna forget. The crazy things he said and tried to do to me over dump stuff, but that was a good interview. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, very awkward for me. Uh, okay, uh, this guy said, "Longtime listener of the show and not a chase format fan. I'm a longtime racer head. Watch all the things racing. I've been watching NASCAR for over 30 years and not a fan of the chase format." Uh, he. Wah, wah, wah. He says uh, that uh, per ISC, which is uh, the International Stock Car uh, Company, I believe. No, International Speedway Corporation tracks. That's it. Uh, Who own a bunch of tracks on the circuit. uh, Ticket sales dropped 8.3% from March through May. Uh, The IndyCar drops as well. Um, Forbes says, during NASCAR's heyday in the mid-2000s, coverage regularly drew Nielsen ratings in the mid-to-high four range. Uh, And TNT coverage topped out at 4.7. And that number has steadily declined in the decade since. What year did the chase format start? 2004. The public gave NASCAR two years under the chase format before they realized it wasn't for them, and they started tuning out. In 2014, NASCAR adjusted the chase format to put more importance on race wins rather than points earned 2.5 seasons later. Still no increase in attendance or viewership. What say you? Concerned Aaron. Well, Aaron, yeah, good job on working the stats for sure. I just, I mean, I think it's apples to oranges. Uh, NASCAR to Supercross Motocross. Supercross Motocross doesn't draw anything at all. It's a blip compared to NASCAR, and they won't notice it dropping. I'll tell you that. It won't be much of a drop at all. Uh, The start is, is what it is. It's a niche sport, so... Um, I like the chase. Let's bring it. It's going to be a great job. I hope it comes on. And if it does, and if they don't like it, change it back. But uh, let's bring the chase. Let's bring the Joker Lane. Let's bring two, two ten lap main events. A couple races. I'm all, I'm all for that. All right, Gus sent this in. At first, I thought Steve's bromance with Timmy was borderline. How do you say gay today without offending anybody? The other day, I was at Florida Tracks and Trails, and Timmy was there. He is such a regular, humble, and genuine nice guy. If I see him again, I'm going to steal him from you, Mathis. Red Dog chatted it up with us for 20 minutes and was super cool and friendly. I told him you said you would mechanic for Evan for free on the last show, and he laughed and said you were a liar. Super cool to meet him, and now I know why you're so fond of him. Or was it because he fixed your back pain by dumping you off the back of the bike? From now on, when you rave about your boy, Ferry, I will nod and not think you are secretly gay. Sounds gay. (laughs) Thank you, Berluti. Yeah, Red Dog, bro. He's solid. Solid guy. You probably never met him, Antonep. Yeah, I've met him before. Red Dog? Yeah, he likes the only raps, time. So. Yeah, the only time he said anything about me was he's too big. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's always said that about you. He's too big. He's too big. That's his expert analysis of you, Red Dog. Perfect. Right. So, what does he think of Benny Bloss? Yeah, he's too big. 
He's too big. Uh, so, yeah, everybody. So, 702-586-757. Call in. Leave a voicemail uh, anytime you want. And uh, these are the best of the best that was uh, from the week that was um, uh, on the Pulp Mech Show. Also, two thanks to Race Tech. Pulp, my voice is starting to go because of the concert last night. <laughs> now this late night. So, um, okay. the, guy, the guy with the tumor. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> All right. Here's the voicemails. The best of the best that was. Hey, just listening to the latest show uh, where you and Kiefer decided you're going to start singing on the Michelin Star Cross 5 segment. That was hilarious. Uh, That's probably the best thing I've heard in the last three or four months. Keep up the great work, guys, and Kiefer, don't be a dick. We, we, Kiefer was a dick about Stu. Really? Yeah, saying blisters didn't matter and he should have kept racing. And That's my guy. Kiefer said uh, if you rip the blisters off and spray them with a contact cleaner, it hurts like a mother effer. For what do you say? A couple minutes? Uh, like thirty seconds, he said. Thirty seconds, yeah. and then it, then they're fixed, and they're fine. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Um. Interesting. I'll have to try. It's that. probably not recommended. We were not singing during the mission thing. We were singing at the Billy, uh, the Elton John song, coming back, right? Rocket Man. Yeah, Rocket Man. Right. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't remember singing during the other one. But no, the Michelin commercial. No. I don't we remember a lot of things. Kiefer and I are gonna we're gonna start a, a band. Sick. Yeah, thank you. All right. I asked you what's up, talking about uh, people's comment about McWay not being a big name. Are you fucking high? That's enough to get you kicked off the show for life. Idiot. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Hey, Mathis, yeah, this is like, Chuck and Mangione. No. I don't remember Kiefer saying that. What was he saying? It was when they were talking about having somebody do a guest something for Dirt Rider. Oh, yeah, the and guest. And he yeah. was saying he was going to get um, Wyndham. Wyndham, Even yeah. though they didn't really have him yet. Right, so, and I said, and, what about Wayne? He's like, he's not really a big name. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, F you, Kiefer. Yeah. Jerk off. Hold on. F you, dude. That's what, that's what Pookie has said to you. Jerk off. All right. Gioni from Kalamazoo, Arkansas. I just got done listening to Monday show with Tony and that interview. There's a Kalamazoo, Arkansas? Who knew? Kalamazoo. What? Kalamazoo. The Kalamazoo in Michigan. Where the where the Red Wings used to have their farm team. Uh huh. Everyone knows about Kalamazoo in Michigan. No, not me. Who knew there was a Kalamazoo in Arkansas? <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known that. Okay. Yeah, but they don't know shit. <laughs> that interview was fucking great. I know that everybody we've been bagging on Tony for so long. Anybody who's been to the show, but it made me feel warm inside. Like when you got back with Hanny and he was on, it was good. Great interview. Thank you for all your shit. Peace. Hey, Steve. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, down here from Texas. Got to meet you at Dallas Supercross. Just want to say thanks for uh, taking the time and talking. Uh, I want to see, you always mention Chad Weenan whenever you uh, mention Scott Motorsports, uh, four-time ATV Supercross champion who rides on air suspension. Um, why don't we get either him on or his mechanic to talk about some of the air suspension and why that stuff works so good. Uh, about half the ATV riders use that versus uh, the dirt bike suspension all over the place. Thanks. I mean, I could. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, oh, Chad Weenan does wear fly racing. Yeah. I mean, if he's fly, he's cool. So. <laughs> 
I have no interest in talking to Chad Wiener about air suspension. Isn't on his that like totally different though? I mean, like probably like completely a one hundred and ten million percent different. I mean, I appreciate this guy's effort for wanting to help the show. Yeah, we'll pass and talk to anybody else but Chad Wiener about his air suspension on his quad. I'm such a. I'm that, not, I'm that not, was I'm a little not, harsh the way you put that. Well, but, um, I'm not trying to be honest, a dick, Jake. but honest. I'm just trying honest. to be honest. Uh, honest. Why does air stuff work with quads? I don't know. But Chad Wiener works fly racing. Crushing cool. it. Yep. What's up, Paul? Tristan from Colorado. I gotta just call in. Um, listening to Kiefer talk about the shopping carts. Uh, I gotta. I gotta back him up here. Uh, Kiefer says uh, people who do not return their shopping carts at grocery stores are basically equal to the Taliban. He even filmed one lady what? and shamed her. He shamed her on his on his Snapchat. Did you see that? No, I missed it. Okay. How do you feel about people who do not return their shopping carts to the... Like, okay, are we talking like steal the shopping cart? No. Or are we just talking like leave it in the parking spot? Leave it in the parking lot. I feel that if you don't leave it in the parking lot... That you're putting people out of work wow. because there's somebody that oh, wow. has to go get the shopping carts. Oh, this is not going to go good with Kiefer and him. <laughs> that was my first job. Was it? Yeah. I still had to go out in the corrals and push them all inside. Somebody's getting paid for that. Kiefer says yeah, the wind I, comes I and knocks the carts and, and, and get them off the cars. No, see, you know what? That's true. If if you're so lazy that you can't even wheelie the damn cart into the thing, yeah. Oh, so now you're coming around on Kiefer's side. Lame. Okay. That's what we're talking about. It's putting it in the corral. If you're, if you're, yeah, well, but I, I, there's a difference because you cannot, like, you, you're like, oh, there's like one of those cart things like a mile away, so I'm not going to do that. You just wheelie it onto the little planter. You know, everybody does that so it doesn't go anywhere. Yep. But if you're just like one of those dicks that leaves it in the middle of the parking lot and then it blows and just crushes so your car. You're okay with the planter placement. Yeah, I'm a, I'm cool with the planter placement or in a spot where it's not going to move. Okay. But, you and know, then, just don't dudes, just like, like Travis push it, it right. and like leave it in the parking lot. Okay. All right. I don't think that's going to fly uh, with Kiefer. We'll bring that up. Be sure to make a note. <laughs> Maybe save that audio. I'm on it. <laughs> Play it back for Kiefer and I'm be like, it. this is what Enten He's probably listening. You could have him call in. Yeah. Alright. Um, People wander their ass around picking out Oreos throughout the whole store, walking, you know, up and down every aisle, and they can't walk 20 feet to put their cart away. Can't, can't, can't get on them for that, man. And uh, I got to say, Air Forks are, it's a pretty good battle. Um, got to lean towards the shopping cart, though. But anyways, good story on the virginity, uh, losing experience um i think that should be a more of a routine call in those are always interesting i'm sure a lot of the listeners have some good good insight there so um it's good an after dark show i'm not prepared with a question i think keeper uh the ppms he's answered any any of my issues here so um golden i might call in when i discover something new I, i'm unaware of or need, need some advice so uh keep it up great show we'll uh See you next week. The funny thing about the BTO code is, is that as soon as it's posted, it makes its way to about a million different websites. And then real people that actually don't listen to the show 
are still using the code. So BTO is getting all these sales from people that actually don't listen to Polvomex at all. They just found the code on some discount website or something and use it. And then it looks like Pulp is throwing all this traffic their way. So what they did is they took it out and they eliminated that. So, I mean, people are still going to call and use it even if they don't listen, but I'm assuming that's what they were doing with that. To listen all to right, well, I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, but we change it up. That's what we try to do so it doesn't get stay current. But I don't know. I don't know what to do. I just don't think getting people to call in is, is going to work out so well. Yeah. No, I, I they just, say it's going okay. You people are, are, are saints. You're angels for calling in the BTO and, and, and mentioning Pulp and getting a discount. But um, I have a bonus for new customers, and I think I can weigh that bonus bye-bye. Yeah. People just aren't going to call in this day and age. They're just not going to do it. Yeah, people don't want to communicate anymore. No, they just want to no. go click, click, right. click, click, click. Down. But having said that, we'll listen to this voicemail coming up here. Yeah, massive. Just thought I'd call and tell you, try that Pulp MX code. I've used it a couple times with X brand and got my discount there. I appreciate it. Appreciate everything you do. I know it's a pain in the ass setting all that shit up. It's got to be. Um, and it is a pain in the ass calling BTO now. I've used it several times when we just typed it in. And it is a pain in the ass to call them now, but... I tried them today, and I just thought I'd come and tell you, when you save 60 fucking dollars with a discount, hey, I'll take the time to call them every damn day. There we go. That's a lot of damn money. Straight uh, up. 60 bucks. Knee braces, yeah. 60 bucks in my pocket, a little bit of race fuel in the tank. Thanks for everything you do. Good show. Um, I ride off-road, race off-road, but still enjoy all aspects of it. Pick up tidbits here and there. Uh, thanks for everything you do. Keep so, up the discounts. That's the flip side. That guy don't mind calling for sixty bucks. Straight up. Okay. I mean, if all you got to do is dial the number, say sixty bucks. Well, I don't think you got to do more than dial a number. You got to talk to somebody. So. Oh shit. Yeah. That's you can't just dial it. a number, but that's late. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Congratulations to the seven deuce deuce on the epic comeback there. Looking good, buddy. Uh, obviously, wax and JF7. There used to be a time when JF7 would either crash or win, but now it just seems he either crashes or quits. Um, kind of bummed not to see him finish two motos. But as always, next year, maybe. What's up, Pulp? Congratulations on another home run show, episode 262. I love all the bullshit, banter, off-topic stories, and humor. Is he reading this guy, or does he talk like that? That's what Dude, I was, that's what it, I was it sounds about. like he's, like, professional at this. Like he was maybe he, nervous or something, so he wrote it all down. I feel like he's either really good, or he wrote it down and right. he's reading it. Okay. What do you think, Travis? Great. He might have practiced it. Okay. In the mirror. All right. <laughs> Great radio, bro. All right, dudes. I am super pumped to have Seven Deuce Deuce back in studio tonight. Could you please have him answer this very, very important question? How many chicks fit in the Danger Ranger at one time? <laughs> I mean, that's the question. It's not, even, it's not an extra cab, is it? It's not an extra cab. No, I have an extended cab now. Oh. But it depends on if I'm feeling like BBW chicks or I'm feeling right. like... 
you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. model chicks, right. which I don't really feel like the model chicks often. You know, it's not my style. I don't know if their model chicks are getting in or Ford Ranger. No, they will, dude. They see the seven deuce dudes in oh, okay. front. My they're bad. like, shit, Sorry. dude. That dude's album was top five. Okay. <laughs> they're hopping in, but no. Skinny bitch is not allowed. Huh? How many? I'm saying on a good day, four. Four of the bigger ones. Yep. Okay. Maybe. You know You know what? If I'm feeling frisky, five. Five. I like it. Six them. Yep. Right. Two in the back. Shots fired. Uh, I listened to Watson's Inside the Rut podcast, the first one the other day, and he said that he was the all-time greatest podcaster in all time when he was with McGrath and Carmichael. And I think that's bullshit. I'm just trying to call it in to tell you that he's completely wrong. You're definitely the greatest podcaster of all time. Thank you. So, watch can suck it. People are, people are trying to uh, start a Biggie Tupac war with Watson and I. Not going to happen. I mean, we are. We could go to Colville and the Strip where Tupac was gunned down and have it out. Yeah. But... Uh, do you, does that guy really think Kenny was being serious with the first show or he's the greatest? Po- I mean, he's Kenny. Yeah, he's Kenny. Kenny. It's fine. He can say yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. So, yeah. All right. Hey, Mathis. Uh, listen to the show for a long time. Uh, I just had a quick story. Uh, I loved your podcast you did with George Holland. Um, I'm actually calling from lunch at work right now. And the reason why that's relevant is, I work at a truck repair shop in Kerman, and we work on George Holland's almond haulers. So I thought that was awesome of you to have him do a podcast with you. And also, I had a question for Seven Deuce Deuce. I know he's going to be in studio today. Uh, I have a 15 CRF 450, and I got Erlene's inserts for him and had actually had kind of chosen a suspicious guy at Erlene to set him up for me. And only motor work I've had done is high compression piston, and it works just fine for me. I was wondering what uh, Adam does to his bike to get it to where he wants it. All right, thanks. Bye. What do you think? He's got a high-compression piston. He's got no lean suspension done by uh, Clark Jones. Okay, so if you got a Honda 450, go get – you want to get <clears throat> Renthal fat bars with no crossbar because it takes a lot of the harshness out of the front. And then you want to buy an F092 linkage it's the wishbone and then you want a 2013 knuckle that you buy for the back and it sets the back down a little bit um what else um dude honestly if you get your ignition map too it's probably the best thing you can do there we go stamp it hey steve love the show i was just looking at a picture of Austin Forstner at the Transworld Motocross magazine, and uh, I noticed he had a GoPro on the top of his head. I was wondering how he's allowed to do that with the sponsorship from 365. Thanks, Beth. Wouldn't it just be an old photo? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Like, maybe something from, like, the fall? Probably. Uh, there's no way. There's no chance he has a GoPro on his helmet. He's a Mitch, yeah. full Mitch guy. Yeah. Know? No chance. They're, mm-hmm. they're Fly 360s, so. Yeah. Probably an old photo, buddy. Or maybe, do they have, like, those live cameras now on outdoor or anything like that? Oh. Where, like, Fox could have done, like, and they just used, like, a GoPro mount, and that's what it is, and they mounted something different on his helmet. Yeah, 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 it could be. I think there's a bigger one, though. I don't think it looks like a GoPro. It's pretty big, because Phil's had it on. Yeah, I, I don't right, know. It's it's probably not. It ain't a, a GoPro. No, no. <laughs> so, 
Hey, Steve, this is Sam from South Texas. Wondering what the deal with Colt Nichols is. Kid was riding really good in Supercross, and now he's kind of sucking ass. So much so you didn't even write about him in Observations, I believe it was last week. Uh, Want to know your insight on it. Thanks. People... I, when I write my column every week and if I don't write something about somebody, people take it as an assumption that I'm like dogging the guy out or I just got nothing to say. I, I didn't notice Coat Nichols last week, so I yeah. didn't write anything about him, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's nothing personal. Yeah, I just, I didn't have much to say. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The people, but people try to read I mean, into it. They try to read into it. Yeah, like, but it's obvious that he, I would say he's doing, he does better at Supercross than Motocross, right? Well, yeah. And one of the questions that Travis did not read tonight was about people, about Star regretting signing Colt Nichols. No. He killed it in Supercross. Adam yeah. just finished telling us how much, impor- how much more important Supercross is. Like, yeah. he'll learn outdoors. He'll get better. I don't yeah, know what happened to too, week. like, just being surrounded by all those people at Star. And yeah. everything going on, he will step his level up just like Alex did. And, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, you, your surroundings make such a big difference. Yeah. Especially when everybody else is just doing, you know, you're going to get to practice with them. You're going to get the same equipment. You're going to get the confidence saying, I have the exact, there's no doubt in your mind that you have the equipment mm-hmm. to run that pace because you see the guy right next to you doing it. So it's going to be a whole different level for him. I'm sure he's going to turn it up outdoor and he's going to be even better in Supercross. All right, buddy, that's it. 702-586-757. That's the best of voicemails uh, from the week. All right, let's do... Uh Kind of dragging, bro. Like three hours sleep last night. So, really struggling. Let's wrap this thing up. Sounds NFAB good. JGR check in and NFAB question of the day. Let's do that. NFAB. No, I NFAB. Got, J- we got intros. You said JGR check in and then question of the day. Uh, did I? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to read the intro, anyways. Oh, okay. Which one do you want to do then? You want to do question of the day? N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, oh, USA. Okay. Uh, great sponsors of the JGR team, as well as the NFAB Empire. Jeep, Jeep trucker, SUV parts, they've got them. <laughs> Side steps, bumpers, light mounting solutions, you name it. Uh, if you email, uh, email me, I'll get you a deal for something. And uh, NFAB has supported the sport in a big way. And, of course, Phil Nicoletti riding the NFAB uh, y- JGR YZ450. Whole shot first moto he was pissed too because uh roxon passed him like five feet to go before the finish thereby denying phil one lap led (sighs) called him he called roxon a prick in my post-race interview (laughs) but uh yeah great guys at nfab and we got two things from nfab we got the question of the day that uh, travis marks uh um um, came up with and we have the nfab jgr check-in the check-in is uh, uh murph isaiah murphy who is uh phil's new mechanic i did one with him well, his first week's on the job, but I, with Phil's good day, uh, second moto, Phil crashed, gave him way back to, to, to ninth, I think, and first moto, we got fourth, so he killed it there, and uh, so I thought I'd check in with Murph. Uh, he, he's a man of few words over there, but uh, let's hit it. NFAB, JGR, check in, n-fab.com. Murph, Phil's mechanic. Hey, nice uh, nice shot packing the gate, first moto. Yes, uh, got, got the holy. Yes, sir. He, uh, he had a good start, actually. He uh, couldn't hold it together. <laughs> After that, not <laughs> playing. He did a good. He, yeah. uh, he ended up fourth overall yeah. in the first moto, so it was good. Yep. And second moto went down. I think he charged pretty hard. I guess it, I don't. What, what was the first contact you had with him for placing? Uh, after he, we made it to mechanics area, he came across the first lap thirty six, and I think yeah. he ended up eleventh the second moto. He rode good. Yeah. Just can. Uh, 
You couldn't get around whistling for tens, which we was hoping, but yeah. it's all right. Hey, I was a mechanic for a long time before this job here, and I always this race was bad for adjustments. Riders hated their bikes, slippery, uh, no traction, tires, forks, that kind of stuff. Did you find that? Uh, actually, today wasn't as bad. Me and Phil's been we've been testing a couple days a week every week, so he's kind of happy with his suspension. He had to slow it down a little bit, so it was kind of fast. But other than mm-hmm. that, like we just changed some tires and whatnot, but oh, no wow. big no big changes. He was no, pretty happy. With no it. big complaints. No, not really oh, at all. Wow, okay. Hey, uh, between crashes and some bike problems, you guys have gone through some trying times. Looks like you've turned a corner a little bit with some good finishes. But man, I've been there again as a mechanic. Fuck, that sucks when your bike breaks. Yeah, it makes it hard. It makes uh, coming to work not as quite as fun <laughs> yeah. whenever you got a long weekend and you can't get any finishes out of it. But yeah. Yeah, it's all worth it in the end. Yeah, when you have a guy, like that's three good motos in a row now for you guys, right? So mm-hmm. Yes, we're uh, it's looking good. He's kind of thinking he's getting his confidence back. He's riding good. We're training hard during the week, so yeah. it's all paying off. Oh, you're like working with him a lot during the week. Yeah, I'm, uh, we uh, go to the track together normally a couple days a week and uh-huh. then helping him on his race bike, obviously. So, Are you trying to get him more positive? Uh, yeah, I try to help him out, but he's uh, Phil, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, nice job today. Uh, f- uh, 4-11 for, I don't know what overall, but 8th overall. Yes, uh, great job, Murph, and uh, enjoy your two weeks off. All right, thanks, man. We'll see you. Thank you. N-Fab.com, JGR checking with Isaiah Murph. Uh, good guy. Sounds like a good guy. Doesn't say much, though. I don't know. Phil seems to like him, though, so. Yeah, perfect. Do it, learning the ropes over there, and uh, great guys over at JGR. A lot of interesting uh, personalities and people at JGR Yamaha, and we highlight them each week with the, with the help of the folks at NFAB. Uh, also, to NFAB question of the day. Uh, the NFAB question of the day. What do you got? Marks and, and please, please try not to ask a question that we've already answered tonight, which oh, is your, your move usually what you try to do. So uh, I'm gonna need a second. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, now that JT isn't here, yeah, it happened. <laughs> how many wins do you think Webb does get next year? Can we talk about how JT is possibly at that point? That was the last thing we talked about, wasn't it? Before yeah. we hung up with him. Yeah. So do you think he was just tired, just just um, <sighs> delirious, perhaps? I think he legitimately thinks he's not going to get any wins. I think he does, too. I don't know what he was smoking or whatever is going on over there, but yeah. Maybe he got a whiff of some new Fly Sector boots and just lost his mind. <laughs> Something, dude. Because there is, n- I, for sure, unless Webb gets hurt before the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Injury, everything we say on this show is, is, is specific to if he doesn't get hurt. Yes. All bets are off if a dude gets hurt, of course, uh, which happens a lot in our sport. But, um... I mean, I got web for a couple, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a moto win and a main win or a couple of main wins or? For sure, heat races. No, JT wasn't talking about heat races. Yeah, I know what he was talking about, but like for sure, heat races. And I'm saying at least, I'm saying three mains next year. Okay. Well, um, what do you think? Maybe not three. Uh, I, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to go... Two mains, and I can give you two mains. Uh, he might win. Maybe two. Could he, could he not win a moto at Muddy Creek? Right? Hall's no, I, I there, think yeah. he'll win. I'll think. I think he'll win a couple motos. Um. Maybe, so we all maybe, agree that JT's an idiot. I, mean, I, we're like, all, I guess we'll see. We're all agreeing. Yeah. If he ends up not winning, he's going to look like a genius. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're all going to look like idiots, but. I, I just find it so hard to believe that somebody with that much talent and that's going that fast right now and has won lights championships, right? Yeah. That he's not going to get a win on a 450 his rookie year. 
I mean, how stressed were you when I was talking about Nick Schmidt and you just didn't want to talk about it? No, not even stressed at all. Okay, all right. Just checking. I don't want to put you in an awkward position. <laughs> no, trust me, there's no awkward position. What's that noise? Really? We can hear that, Pookie. Pookie, come up here! <laughs> She's watching YouTube and bringing it up, and we can all hear it, right? Yeah. You can hear it on the show? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta live my life! <laughs> I gotta live my life! Hey, so she's going to reunion this weekend. Her <laughs> high school reunion at the nap. And you think it's a terrible idea. Oh, bro. I don't, I don't even know why you're not going. Like, Antonap, I fly, I go to races all the time. I'm going to look forward to my weekend at home. You should not let your chick. You think I should be worried about her meeting, like, Billy from the gym, from the from the uh, the football team. No, bro. But you just you can't let your chick go to a high school reunion by herself, Steve. What are you thinking? I think bro? she's fine with me sitting at home. That's exactly the problem with this whole thing. She's embarrassing me. No, no, I don't think so, dude. You're, bro. You have pulp MX. Who could be embarrassed of you? I don't want to get on an airplane and go to North Dakota where she's going for Dude, this high school. Re I don't want I'm to go. I'm telling you, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, her getting hammered and hooking up with some guy, okay, from that she met up with is bad. It's really bad. It sucks. <laughs> it, it would be a tough obstacle for our marriage. However, it is only slightly worse than me getting on a plane. <laughs> like, it is only... Oh, geez. You know what I mean? Like, uh, getting on a plane is also very bad. I do not want to fly to North Dakota. You, so if she was your woman, insane. if she was your woman, you'd be going. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because you're, you'd worried about her. No, more just go and just moral support. You're not just going to leave your chick. Dude, she's fine. Yeah, I know she's fine, but she should be better with you, Steve. Uh, look. She just said, she just yelled, I'm not. She's not better with that, me. Yeah, but that's like so messed up because I feel like chicks say that stuff and they don't mean things. And it's like this crazy circle of death that you're going into. Guy, let's ask the Australian guy. Guy, what's up? Yep. What do you think? Where do you stand on this? I wouldn't be letting it go alone. <laughs> you would not let her go? <laughs> nah, not a chance. Uh, Travis. What do you think? Um, I've only been married a couple months, so yeah. I'm Dude, saying you're no. married, bro. Yeah. Damn. I'm an old man. That's pretty pimp. I'm an old man. Okay, uh, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, would I trust her to go? Yeah. Would I want her to? No. Really? Oh, I mean, I'm good with it. Like later, bro. Yeah. Whatever. Later. Me and the, me and, and Rocky the Bassett will hang out. <laughs> we'll chill. Yeah. Yeah, but we're fresh. We still like each other. True. Yeah. Like I said, bro, her, you know. Yeah, you know what? It might be different. You know, like how long have you guys been together? 12 years. That's, I don't feel like that's how I just that took long. her ass to Italy, got her a Louis Vuitton. I took her to Vancouver. Yeah, to but how tragic long ago was Italy ago? A month. Yeah. yeah. I took her to Vancouver to watch Tragically Hip show. Okay. I, I, like, like she knows bro you're not just leaving your chick bro her lease is up on her ford edge i may or may not you know <laughs> step up 
or I could step down. But she has to play play it good, you know. Oh, see now that see you're not telling me all the details in this story, bro. You got some backbone no, right she here. She ain't leaving. She ain't gonna. She ain't gonna get in some gangbang with dudes from North Dakota. F like, you, dude. It ain't gonna happen, dude. You never know, bro. Well, you know what? Like I said, it'll suck, but me not getting like, on a plane. Really? I think it all depends on what goes on the CD that Travis making for your chick. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Yeah, Travis has now uh, somehow been forced to make Pookie a CD as part of his Make Work program. So he's got the app, he's got to produce the show, and now he's got to make Pookie a CD. She sent me some very nice texts that may have persuaded my decision. Are you banging her too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, uh, and, and, and guy from Australia says, "Don't let her go. Do not let her go." Not a chance. All right. Hire a private investigator or something. That's what you are, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Tail her ass. <laughs> go to North Dakota. <laughs> Tell her report everything back to me. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, great show tonight. Um, Alex Martin, Adamson, Cirillo, Seven Deuce, Deuce, Tyler Entignap. What? Seven Deuce, Trois. Uh, <laughs> JT, <laughs> David Pingree. <laughs> You know, some really heavy hitters. Yeah, it was. That was a good show. Um, thanks to all of our sponsors, too. Appreciate it. Thanks to all you guys for your support. It's great. Um, Guy, thank you uh, for uh, sitting in, bro. Don't thanks tell everybody. Us. Don't tell you and Rob there. Don't tell uh, anybody how cheeseball it is and how it's just like us idiots up here. Make it sound cool. Yeah, behind the MGM. Lines yeah, Lion's Den. Den. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. So, um yeah, thanks for coming by. I hope you enjoyed it. Did. Yeah, yeah. Hope you, you did. Uh, and you better th- you owe your appearance here to Gobert. Alex? Yeah. He put it in a good way. He emailed me and said, "Trust me. I don't, we don't want weird dudes in the house. You know, we never know, guys. You know what I mean? This like, doesn't you know, just happen, bro. No. Steve talks about this like, dude. This, you know, I don't let people in my house. It freaks me out. Like, dude, this is a privilege. If it was a studio, I'd let more people in. No problem. Straight but up. it's my house. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird like yeah, totally. You know, Pookie's panty drawer is not you know, that far away. And now he knows where you live. You right. know what I mean? But Gobert emailed me and said, hey, he'd really appreciate it. It's cool. So awesome. You owe Gobert. Uh, um, a few beers? Uh, um, Fosters. You owe Gobert some Fosters. <laughs> I like him. I don't hate him. I'm not going to give him that. Bro, Fosters is your guys' oh, beer, right? Not a chance. It's not? No way. No, no one drinks Aust- that. No but one. it is an Australian beer. It, it is. But it's garbage, really? Oh, it's terrible. So oh, it's Australian that. beer, but you don't claim it. Are you going to tell no. us you hate a Bloomin' Onion next? A Bloomin' Onion? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Bro, oh, they don't know shit. what that is. That's not even oh, an Australian Oh, hell thing. no. Bro, it's an Australian national no. food. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's an never. Outback thing. From Dude. Outback. Yeah, Outback. Outback, bro. Uh, that's not even Aussie food. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. Well, now, now we're on blown away, so... Um, thanks to uh, those guests tonight. Uh, Washuga was great. Thanks everybody for uh, for that, and um, uh, it should be fantastic. We got two weeks off. We're off next week here on the Pulp Mech Show. Uh, we'll be back the Monday after that with uh, none other than Chris Kiefer. Remember, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You want to win hundred dollar gift card for BTO? Call in, leave your give us your best uh, story, and uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, seven News News. Thank you, bud. Dude, I appreciate just coming in. I'm happy to be back at the races. The album dropped. It's been top 10. I'm back at Pulp MX. I just, I feel alive again. Right. And the Heat won. Heat won. Uh, get it on iTunes. Get it on. Yep. Get it on Google Play, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Tidal. Go grab it. Heat How much is won. it? 
Um, $7.92 for the whole album, or you could buy any song for $99. I'm cents. buying the whole album. It's $7. Bucks. Uh, buy it, Marks. While you're at it. I already did. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, thanks to the 7 Deuce Deuce. Great job at Washougal. Nice to see you back on a bike. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's been uh, a long time. So It's been way too long. So now take this uh, CD money and get and get busy for Soupy. Yeah, no, I uh, I absolutely promise to all you fans out there and everybody who bought it that I will take every single penny and uh, and make myself better than I ever have been for Supercross next year. I appreciate all the support and uh, everything you guys do. And and I appreciate you, Steve, for having me on Pulp MX. And uh, thank you, and yeah, I'm glad to I'm, be back. I'm glad it's helped, man. A lot of fans like you. A lot of fans dig you, you know, uh, um, so it's cool. You've made a really connection with a, with a lot of people, and it's, it's really neat to see in our sport, you know. Yeah, I just – Dude, honestly, I just try to be a person. <laughs> you know, it's everybody's well, it's better than trying to be a dog. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> that's true. But you know, when people come up to me, I just I always try to give them the time of day and uh, and hang out with them because I am just a regular dude riding a dirt bike, just like every single other person on that line. Even though sometimes sometimes and some of those people don't think they are, but um, yeah, I like hanging out with the fans, and uh, it puts a smile on my face to put a smile on your face. So. Uh, if you, uh, if you yell seven deuce deuce, you better believe I'm going to come give you a hug and, and the horn. So I appreciate, all the, right here. I appreciate all the support, and uh, we'll see you guys next year at Supercross. Awesome. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to all of you people. And uh, thanks, uh, Travis Marks. Thanks, Swiss Core. Thanks, Moser. Uh, thanks, Guy. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, Pookie. Thank you, Rocky. Thank you, Willie. Thank you, Annie. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. We's out. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.